Episode 89. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over Culture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider, it's pop culture leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. I'm Jason. And we're, we're the, the leftovers, leftovers, baby. Worthy, we're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> We aren't worthy. <laughs> it's, it's hammer time. Hello. Uh, I'm totally like fangirl in this, this episode. You got all soft. It's hammer time. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hey. It's been a long time since we've done this. Yeah. Hammer time. But no, yeah, you heard correct. Did we hear another voice in there? A third leftover? What's going on? I think I'm hallucinating. Yeah. So. <laughs> Welcome back, Jason. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Holy shit, it's a, re- it's a fucking reunion. <laughs> and you know what the fucked up thing is? Is like, he hasn't been here in like 40 episodes, and he's still a fucking leftover. <laughs> oh my god. 
And Frank, you have been here, I'd say, 40 fucking episodes, and your ass is still not a leftover. How does that make you feel? Is that a slap in the fucking face? No. No. I mean, really. Seriously. That's almost like me and Jake just took our dicks out, and we're just slapping you in the face with our cocks. It's like the biggest fuck you ever. No way, man. SDCC happened, and I I know that it happened, so I, I accept my role. Did you say SDCC, or did you say STD? And throw, an extra, <laughs> and throw an extra D at the end. No, 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 no. Okay. I think he said it correctly. I know. I'm yeah. just kidding. It was. That, yeah. I just. I fuck up a lot, but I didn't fuck that. Much. Okay. All right. SDCC is why we don't make Frank a leftover. That's not what no. me and you say behind. No. His back. There's multiple no. reasons. <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> That's not how we ever put it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like different bullet points <laughs> yeah. as to why you're never going to be a leftover. Let, let me get out the vent diagram and right. I'm <laughs> scientific facts science yeah. <laughs> alright this is our age of Ultron episode guys this is fucking huge mm. I mean think about this we have been doing this podcast for two years age of Ultron I mean it got announced it was like one of the announcements on our San Diego Comic Con 2013 episode yeah that's like what in our first dozen episodes yeah absolutely yeah. I think it was episode maybe 20 something maybe yeah. maybe I maybe even, I don't even know if it's that far, but maybe I don't know who's counting. Somebody Frank is. knows. No, I don't know. You do know your San Diego Comic Con oh, episode. Yeah. What number is uh, it? <laughs> I don't know that one oh. actually. I, I think it's fifty three. I think it's mm. it's in the early fifties. Uh, the only one that I know of is uh, forty three, and that was the Godzilla Podzilla. Ah. Because that was the first one I was on. Well, this is Age of Ultron, and this is all Avengers Age of Ultron. We're not going to be doing any of our regular stuff that we do, like no good pop, bad pop, no regular Marvel news, no DC news, no Star Wars news. This is all Avengers Age of Ultron. We're going to take a look at this movie, and we are going to break it down. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of first-time listeners on this, and yeah, we're going to cuss. That's yeah. gonna happen. It it's going to happen. Frank, so, Frank may burp. Right. Right. Frank may belch. I mean, you're listening to a very fucked up podcast. I will say something inappropriate. You will say something. Or you yeah. might even do something inappropriate. I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch your hands this whole time. So That's the saying. pop culture leftovers guarantee is that Frank will say something inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the only thing we can guarantee. <laughs> but yeah, this is fucking huge. Uh, That's what she said. Oh, jeez. Yep, there you go. There you go. Emma! <laughs> Frank is uh, taking the lead. Uh, there's hey, nobody I, behind him. It's I, just I Frank. I ignored it like the first two times you said how yeah. big it was, and then that one I just I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah. How big was it? Well, I don't know about all that. I tried not to look. Jeez. <laughs> God damn it. All right. It, it makes me feel even worse when I'm like the setup to Frank being inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> and you because, see the look of defeat in his face, too. Uh, <laughs> You're like, crap. God damn I'm it. throwing lobs. I caused that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we are going to be doing a show up on Avengers Age of Ultron here <laughs> eventually. shortly. Yeah, eventually. But, yeah, Jason is back. How yeah. the fuck have you been, man? Doing good, doing good. I mean, uh, nice to be with you gentlemen again, and Frank. <laughs> uh, I totally, fun. totally missed it, and I've uh, been listening a lot lately and loving the episode, so I just want to give congrats to you guys for just doing what you're doing and making quality shit and loving it, loving every minute of it. So it's good to be back and mm-hmm. be able to talk with you guys. Oh, oh, man. Quality awesome. shit. We're the shiniest turd out there. Yes, we are. <laughs> 
And then earlier this week, even even the corn pieces are just sparkling. <laughs> Is that a pearl? <laughs> <laughs> and then earlier this week was the uh, two year anniversary. The yeah, yeah, yeah. 420, uh, four twenty four. Was it four twenty nine? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. think that's correct. Did yeah. you guys go yeah. out and treat yourselves? Nice dinner? Or? No. <laughs> Just no, berated each no. other? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you listen to any old episodes? We went to Long John Silver's. And- <laughs> Had some grease. I don't know. I just had a few bites and puked. That was was very satisfying. (laughs) Went to the bathroom, sat in adjacent stalls, and shit it all out. (laughs) Played some battle shits after Long John Silver's. Uh, Their toilets double as fryers there. (laughs) Uh That's terrible. It's the circle Uh. of life. It's a little fishy in there. There goes goes that sponsor. (laughs) Long John Silver? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. We've lost them. Yeah, forever. (laughs) Add them to the list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So no emails this week. No nothing. Just Avengers Age of Ultron. It's huge. It's a huge milestone. It is a huge milestone. It's one of those those moments, those benchmark moments, like you said, that we've been talking about since this shit fucking started. I mean, Mm -hmm. Avengers One was already out when we first started podcasting. So Avengers One, honestly, is like one of the reasons I wanted to start podcasting. It was like, man, I wish I was talking with a group of people about this movie, and I can't. And so it's like, here we are. We get to talk about Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. It was, it was really the first like hugely anticipated movie for me since the first one Mm -hmm. ended where it's like, okay, I can't wait Mm -hmm. until they tell the rest of the story on this one. So every day that went by, I'm like, what's going to happen with part two? Yep. So I agree. I agree. So, um, yeah, the trailer for Age of Ultron, it was kind of a big deal too when that came out. It was viewed 34 million times on YouTube. Wow. In the first 24 hours after it was released, uh, this broke the record that was previously held by Iron Man 3. Yeah. So it's like all these Marvel movies are just holding records. Anything pretty much owned by Disney. I think probably the Star Wars trailer probably beat this record, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. but I think this was the record, you know, for, for the Marvel studio stuff. Iron Man 3 was the record holder. Now Age of Ultron just, you know, bent that over and you know, you know, did its and trailer views, huh? I wanted you to finish that sentence, Frank. <laughs> I, I, I wanted you to like finish that sentence on how it violated it from behind. <laughs> the bad thing is the mental image that I had was Mickey Mouse was the one doing the violating. Like oh, with every geez. thrust, it was a oh, 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 bestiality. Oh. <laughs> Take that big glove hand and smack that yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a small world after all. <laughs> all right, so now that we've gotten rid of all the new listeners, we can, yep. we can go back yeah. to normal. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice of you to join us for five seconds. Right, right now, someone's going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> we do have p- prude police, Jake, to rein it in a little bit, though, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. Never fear. Yeah. If I'm the prude police, then we're all in trouble. That's all yeah. i got to say. <laughs> all right, you guys ready to, like, jump into this? Or yeah, yeah. Really? Let's... All right, let's drop Clyde for him real quick for our new listeners. Well, I mean, we can go. I mean, we, we, we're we going to go over all that. I've got it all mapped out here, Chief. All right, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, Mr. Showrunner Jake. Sorry. No, you're just, you're just, yeah, you're like, you've been in showrunner mode the last few weeks. I know. So. I got I to take the shoes off here. And yeah. Doing a great job, man. Both of you guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you, Jake. Yes, big time. 
Frank. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, man. I, I I say it every week. I don't do shit. I just show up. Oh, uh, no. I don't even true. usually. No, he's right. <laughs> no, you're right. 100%. I know. You don't do shit. You just show up. I know. And barely. Sometimes late. Barely at well, that okay, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I mean, a liberal use of the, the word sometimes. <laughs> I'm still trying Consistently to. Consistently is probably he, more accurate. I'm trying to figure out if he's still even here right now. I don't know. <laughs> he's like our version of the vision, right? right. He can just go totally transparent. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you guys are like in the same place I think my wife is. Is like, why the fuck is this guy still here? <laughs> Man, we're not married to you, so. <laughs> right, right. That was mistake number one. All right. Avengers Age of Ultron instructed and written by Joss Whedon. Uh, it stars Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Chris Hemsworth as Thor, uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner and Hulk, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, Captain America, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton, Hawkeye, James Spader as the voice of Ultron. Uh, James Spader, uh, fun fact here, was Joss Whedon's first and only choice for the role of Ultron because of his, quote, hypnotic voice that can be eerily calm and compelling while also being very human and humorous. James Spader used his natural speaking voice for the voice of Ultron with no accent or alterations of his voice. Um, he described Ultron as self-absorbed and immature. He sees the world from a very strange biblical point of view because he's brand new. He's very young. He's immature and yet has knowledge of comprehensive, broad history and precedent. And he has created in a very short period of time a rather skewed worldview. Hmm. Uh, we also had Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, Don Chadle as James Rode, War Machine, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as uh, Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver, Elizabeth, Quick ass. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch. Uh, interestingly enough, Lindsay Lohan had auditioned for the role of Wanda Maximoff. Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. But they kept having too many wardrobe malfunctions. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Scarlet Witch's wow. tits kept popping out, <laughs> so... You're like, probably can't have her, and she kept doing coke, too. So. <laughs> I guess I'll do some coke. I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, like, they, they already had so many special effects in this movie, trying to do it to, like, cover all the white powder on her fucking nose. Every time Just she, raised the budget that much more every in every fucking scene. Every time her hand to, like, send out that red shit, a bunch of white powder came flying off, yeah. too. Yep. Oh, my eyes. We don't yeah. need those practical effects. She hit Aaron Taylor this. Johnson in the face, and he actually was running that fast <laughs> on the cocaine. So, yeah. Yeah, those were not special effects. He was just coked out of his fucking gourd. So here's a fun, here's a funny story that you'll appreciate, Frank, being the 12 year old that you are. It involves Elizabeth Olsen on the set of Avengers: Age of Ultron because Ultron was described as eight to nine feet tall. Try and, and if you're gonna laugh, Frank, take it back. Okay. Go back. Okay, All we don't right. need you right in there. Okay. Like seriously, like giving fellatio to the mic because it gets loud on our end. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Okay. Yeah. I try. I know. I'll, a, I'll do better. Okay. No, you're fine. You're okay. fine. I, I, yeah, so you act like, I feel like you look like a dog that's being scolded. I, you feel, like the next thing I'm going to do is like start rubbing your face in piss or something. <laughs> yeah, this is a warning. This is a warning. <laughs> this is just a warning. Yeah. The newspapers yeah. to the face won't start yeah. until next time. Bad Frank. I need, yeah. I need an adult. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, because Ultron was described as eight to nine feet tall, James Spader had to wear an antenna-like contraption made out of a thick piece of wire with two red balls attached to the top. There we go. There you go. There you go, buddy. There we go. I'm not going to be able to get through this, am I? We're not going to get there, are we? I just said two red balls, and I'm fucked. I want to hear the story, Frank. I got it. I just chucked it. Get it together. I am. All right. Red balls, got it. All right. Yeah, uh, James Spader had to wear this thick piece of wire with two red balls attached to the top that went up his entire back and three feet above his head. This was done so that the actors that shared scenes with him would be able to have a reference point for where his eyes would be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got to look up at this eight to nine feet tall, and there's these two red balls. they got to look at those balls. Those are his eyes. You get it? Are you getting it? Frank is, like, dying over here. <laughs> I know. All I said was two red balls. They did the same thing with, um, like, Jar Jar, basically. That's how they did him, too. That's how they're doing Colossus in uh, Deadpool yeah. as well. Still mm. better than Cudless. Yeah. Uh, Crudmore. <laughs> um, this, okay, let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The two red balls, they represented the placement of Ultron's eyes. Elizabeth Olsen stated that this was actually distracting because Spader would give an intense performance... And out of instinct, she would look at him rather than the balls representing his eyes. Much to everyone's amusement, whenever this happened, Aaron Taylor Johnson would yell, Red balls! Look at his balls, Lizzie! (laughs) I'm up here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Frank needs a moment. Frank needs like a defibrillator. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. We need the calming gas. Wow. Uh, we had Andy Serkis as uh, Ulysses Claw, uh, mm. Paul Bettany as Jarvis and Vision. Uh, Kobe Smulders is back as Maria Hill. We had uh, our uh, Jake, your favorite guy, Anthony Mackie. I've been waiting the whole time for you to say <laughs> I was like, he better not leave out Anthony Mackie. Oh, hell no. He'll be calling us if he leaves us yeah. leaves him out. <laughs> Jake gets a text like five minutes later. Yeah. What the fuck? Why didn't you tell Brian? He left me out. <laughs> we haven't even aired this yet. <laughs> no. He's watching the live stream. He's like, uh. But Anthony Mackie is Sam Wilson, uh, the Falcon. Uh, Lou Ferrigno contributed to the voice of the Hulk in this film. Uh, oh, cool. He has played the Hulk in almost every live-action version since 1978. He played the Hulk in The Incredible Hulk in 1978, of course, and its subsequent three TV specials. And he voiced the Hulk in the big screen, The Incredible Hulk, back in 2008, in which he played a security guard. Uh, he also played a security guard in Hulk 2003. Jay, you were saying... Uh, there's a scene in this that you did you see him? I don't know. I, I felt like a lot of the in between. Well, there wasn't a lot in between, but there was a couple scenes in between the transformations where I felt like that was Lou Ferrigno, right? Or just an ode to him. You yeah. Know? yeah. I don't know. I saw a lot of him in just the CGI version. Too. I need to look for that because ever, ever since you said that, that's been bothering me. Because like it's kind of reminded me of, like the whole Man of Steel thing where they slipped in Christopher Reeve right. real quick. That's what it felt like. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt right. like. Right. It's it's cool to see. I'm glad they're still giving him work you know absolutely i love that can guy. we stick with this for a second this is mind-blowing to me sure was this in avengers one did lou ferrigno do the voice of hulk too puny human yeah. oh puny god puny excuse god. me that i, I was... didn't have any knowledge of this at yes. all until just now mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's awesome yeah puny god was that that was his line we all grew up on that damn show it was so fun yeah oh, yeah Loved yeah it. yeah i mean uh now they make the Daredevil suit look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daredevil wore the same suit in that movie. Exactly. Show. Exactly. So, remember but Thor they made a in that show? Thor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was terrible in that show. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that was great. Yeah, I, ju- I just saw that on IMDb, too, and yeah. I was like, I didn't notice that. But when I was watching it, I was like, I see shades of Lou Ferrigno in yeah. this, which is great. So I what Jay's it. saying is, like, during the transformation, yeah. like, one of the one of the phases of the transformation might possibly be, be Lou Ferrigno? Well, be- because they cool. say Bruce Banner, right? Lou yeah. Ferrigno, Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I hope that's true. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. You may have noticed an Easter egg that, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, i got to watch it again just for that. Uh, there are actors that did not make this film. I wanted mm. to point them out. Uh, of course, uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster right. was not in this movie. I don't think I don't think her shit got cut though. I don't think they they just didn't write her in, right? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Th- yeah. These are actors that are not in the film, yeah. right? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. Um, I think this goes. I think with her, I, I think she's done. Don't you guys? I mean, from all Could that be, we're yeah. hearing, that she's like kind of done. Both of them are done, from what I've been hearing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard much about Natalie Portman. No. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume so based on what they're doing with their own careers now. I don't think they're involved in it whatsoever. Yeah. But that's um, okay, though. I mean, they, they didn't have to be present. Not necessarily in this movie, I don't think. And, uh, of course, we did not get uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki in this film. Right. I uh, wanted to point out this is the first time that uh, Thor has ever been in a movie without Loki. That's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Me neither. And stuff was shot for him, though, unlike unlike the girls. I've got some audio here that I'd like to play of uh, Joss Whedon. Uh, Not of the actual clip, Frank. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I thought that was where you were going with it. No, I'm sure it'll be on the uh, extended edition or something like that. It'll be one of those deleted scenes that Jake talked about last week, right? Yeah. Where they were going to throw in all those deleted scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be in there. So, uh, yeah, let's see if I can play this. Uh, Joss Whedon. Talk to me, Joss. <laughs> Come on, Chief. He's talking to MTV News. Just not this man. Uh, we know during filming, Idris uh, talked a little bit too much. At one point, the cat got out of the bag that he had a cameo, but he also mentioned that Hiddleston was in it, Loki, who I did not see in the film unless I... Tom is not in the movie. Um, Idris misspoke. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what he meant by Idris misspoke twice? Yeah. Okay, Idris Elba like let the cat out of the bag that he was in the movie, oh. and he was not supposed to. Oh jeez! And he let the cat out of the bag that Loki's in the movie. Like, oh, like, fuck. and Marvel I think was pretty pissed off at this. Yeah. And this was like coming off the heels of like him talking about how upset he was by doing like, right. um, you know, some of the some of the scenes for mm. uh, the the second Thor movie, right. and like. This movie, he didn't like his scenes in this one too. I thought there was some wire work that he was talking about that they talked about that he did. He was uh, stunts on a wire that he was doing for Age of Ultron. They must have cut more out of this. I, yeah. heard, I remember hearing that too. Yeah, like there was a big thing going on, and he was like doing some wire work, and that was totally cut from this. I hadn't heard that he was displeased again, though. Oh yeah, he was displeased uh, during the filming of Age of Ultron. I mean, it's coming off like I mean, he had his own movie. Yeah, you know, um, last year. And uh, he did uh, played Man, uh, Nelson Mandela in a movie, and it's like here he is playing this little bit part in a Marvel film, right? And so, I mean, it's unfortunate that yeah. he feels this way. I agree with him. This whole movie should have been all him, though. Well, <laughs> wow. I mean, what nope. the fuck? But I mean, doesn't sound like a lot of these guys are happy with Marvel. No, a lot of these actors. Every everything. time there's a movie, yeah, every single time. But I'm, like the, and the, I'm hearing the same. I'm, th- I'm hearing the same things coming from like. You know, like Chris Evans and like a lot of these guys are very unhappy. Right, mm. right. And that's why they don't want to, um, 
they don't want to be in each other's movies unless they're getting paid a ton of money mm-hmm. because they're not happy. Boy, that's great news going into a nine-month Infinity War shoot. <laughs> well, see, that's like they, the Marvel did play their cards right and sign them up for the enough pictures to where they can get all of them to be involved in these movies. Mm-hmm. But it's like anything after this, we're looking at recasting or rebooting the universe. Yeah, let me. I'll finish this interview about uh, Loki not being in the in the film. So um, you can't correct that during filming and be like, "Wait, he's kind of right, but he's kind of wrong. I don't want to," you know, like. No. Um, <laughs> so he uh, shot nothing. So Tom definitely not in the cutting room floor. No, he is. Oh, he is. Um, he is. Uh, we did shoot something, and uh, it didn't play, or it didn't. And, and um, uh, the the movie has so much, is so you know, filled, and and we didn't want it to feel overstuffed, and and uh, and I really wanted to have Loki in it, but I understood the decision to you know. That it was just like, okay, now there are too many voices in the chorus. Yeah. It's an embarrassment of riches you've got. Yeah, there, at some point the embarrassment of riches is actually embarrassing. <laughs> All right, so yeah, unfortunately, no Loki in this film. Uh, here's a surprise for you guys. At some point, the Abomination, the villain from the Incredible Hulk movie, mm-hmm. was going to be an antagonist in the film, or, or possibly a secondary villain, and Tim Roth would have reprised his role from that film however the abomination was written out of the film so yeah wisely that yeah was, that's uh, a weird decision yeah that was something that was supposed to happen huh and then there's one more thing that almost made it into this film and i wanted to read it uh, it was an article from uh, cinema blend um and here's what they said a few months ago hot topic released an exclusive funko pop vinyl line that suggested a gray hulk would be showing up in avengers age of ultron we'd heard this rumor before they said the exclusive toy line called it the Savage Hulk. And when the photo was released, we speculated on the Hulk's skin pigmentation and why it would happen. Turns out that we guessed correctly, except that ultimately Avengers 2 decided to keep him green to appease fans. But in actuality, the Gray Hulk was supposed to appear during the Hulkbuster sequence. So, To signify yeah. what? The Grey Hulk, the Peter David run. The Savage yeah. Savage Hulk version when he's, yeah. That's okay. weird that they That's... would call it the Savage Hulk in the movie, though. And to me, when I think of Grey Hulk, I think of banner being able to communicate that's with what Hulk's i think body. mr fix it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah mr fix it okay that's a lot of shit i don't know anything about <laughs> yeah that's that's this goes Hulk back to you of. contributing everywhere <laughs> it really does frank or lack thereof yeah yeah right I mean, just I... rub your nose in the piss all right <laughs> sure wow. frank just like starts doing it himself at one point. <laughs> he's just like yeah okay. straight from damn it me he just nods and like rubs his nose and piss <laughs> <laughs> Starts beating himself with the newspaper. <laughs> All right. Um, bad Frank. Bad Frank. Yeah, they uh, exploring the visual effects that went into Age of Ultron Wired, they discovered that the Hulk was supposed to turn gray. And in chatting with Industrial Light and Magic, their team that worked on the film, particularly the visual ex- effects of the Hulk, Mike Seymour discovered that the film's original intentions of changing colors um and then uh let's see here it, initially hulk was actually planned to turn gray when he is angry hulk in the hulkbuster sequence mm. but everybody wanted the green guy so in the end industrial light and magic just changed his eyes to make them look more sullen when he is under the control of scarlet witch um 
and uh, they kind of talk a little bit about how you know when Stanley and Jack Kirby first created the Hulk, they they intended for him to be gray, yeah, and then during the printing press, they continued to have trouble with the color, so it turned out green, yeah. And so they just went with the green, so yeah. that's why we have a green Hulk. Yeah, even on that cover of that first Incredible Hulk, he's clearly gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. really fascinating that it was a printing problem, basically, yep. that dictated him being green. Avengers Age of Ultron had a budget of $250 million, is what they estimated. Uh, the runtime of this film is not Jake Elliott approved. It is two hours and 21 minutes, <laughs> so we are 22 minutes over the approved Jake Elliott Movie time. It's pretty close, though. I mean, I'll give him. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him twelve minutes for end credits. <laughs> I swear to God, when I saw the runtime, I thought immediately of you. I'm sure. Immediately. I'm this sure. is a key point for Jake Elliott. Jay was like, apparently, Quicksilver isn't fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the synopsis of the film. When Tony Stark tries to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program, things go awry, and Earth's mightiest heroes, including Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, are put to the ultimate test as the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. As the villainous Ultron emerges, it is up to the Avengers to stop him from enacting his terrible plans, and soon uneasy alliances and unexpected action pave the way for a global adventure. So we are going to be reviewing the movie, uh, but I want to extra- stress that there are going to be spoilers in this in this review. I mean, this is not a spoiler-free podcast, um, and it's going to be uh, laced with curse words and and, and Frank. And <laughs> <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's where we're going to start here. Um, so, uh, before we, uh, review the movie, we are going to rate it. Uh, we hear on, uh, pop culture leftovers, we have a unique rating system. And, uh, if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. Uh, so, uh, take it away, Clive. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Man, Clive always does such a good job, and he's very dependable. Yeah. We, should, we should make Clive a leftover. Oh, huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely next on the list. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And uh, I'm Clive. <laughs> And we're the leftovers. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> and I'm Frank. Yeah. I'm left to hold my own. <laughs> uh, Clive needs some water, Frank. Can you get that? <laughs> He's a bit parched. I, ha- I have referred to myself as the intern before. So. All right. So what we're going to do now is uh, going to rate it. Uh, toss, taste, Tupperware. And so after we rate it, then we're going to do our review. But first, we're going to rate it. We're going to start with you, Frank. All right. So you are going to – you have the floor, sir. Yay. So rate Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. All right. Uh, I'm going to preface it with this, that while it's still a Tupperware, I, 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 I'd say it – with a little bit of a grain of salt because in direct comparison to the first Avengers film, I think it falls just a little short of that. Still a Tupperware, but maybe not as amazingly mind-blowing. Uh, most of the scenes that really 
impressed me were where they were working as a unit, as a team. And then I realized that most of the story was built upon where they have to go with the rest of the franchise. So it, it serves a purpose. I, I didn't really find any faults with the film per se. I found it highly entertaining. There's some things that I know that they're going to flesh out later on, uh, such as uh, like Ulysses S. Claw. We didn't see a whole lot of him in the film. But, uh, you know, it's stuff that's going to resonate down the line in the future. So, I mean, retrospectively, maybe it'll hold some kind of a different meaning once other films address some of the things that this brought up. But, you know, as it is, with all the knowledge I currently possess, it's uh, it's still Tupperware. All right. We are at one Tupperware from Mr. Frank Hammer. Jake, all right. You, you want me the, to go for it? You have the floor, Jake. All right. Yeah, I've thought a lot about this. Um, I agree with Frank when I walked out of the theater. I My first initial thought was... This was not as good as Avengers 1, or at least I wasn't as hype on it as Avengers 1. I mean, I definitely had some problems with it. I, that the actual, like, action set piece directing wasn't really to my liking in a lot of the parts. I thought a lot of the supporting characters could have been fleshed out a lot better, and I'm, I'm sure we'll delve into that as we talk about the movie. But, at the end of the day, I love these characters so much. The actors that play these characters have such great chemistry with each other. And I can't deny that I just had a really fun time at the theater. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Tupperware the movie also. But I, it's definitely not without its faults. Okay. All right. Um, I have a lot to say. So let me get through this. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to condense mine because no. I figure we'll unpack I know. it throughout the, the I know. Show. I have a lot to say. I'm going to unpack a lot of shit right fucking now. Here we go. Um, let me, uh, I want to say, I want to thank Joss Whedon, first of all, for two things. I want to thank him for bringing us Firefly, Buffy, and the Avengers, and I want to thank him for leaving Marvel Studios. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I am tossing Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, oh shit! What? Um, I came into Avengers Age of Ultron with the highest of expectations, maybe to a fault. Uh, what I didn't expect was us getting the same movie as the first Avengers film. I think this, uh, I think where the first movie worked so well was it It was the culmination of all the Phase 1 films, and we saw how it all got together in the Avengers, and it was fun. It was new. It was different. I thought uh, from the misleading trailers that we saw that this movie was going to be a little darker, a little edgier, and have higher stakes. What I got was a movie where there was so much comedy that I never got this feeling that anyone in the movie was in danger, except for Hawkeye, and that never happened. <laughs> This movie jokes w way too often, mm -hmm. and where it was awesome in the first movie, it did not work here for me at all. Uh, the movie glosses over so many things uh, and has so many loose ends. Uh, why is Tony back in the suit? Uh, last we saw, you know, he said he was done with the suits, and he removed the arc reactor. Um, how does Cap get his shield back? Um, unless they answer that in uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, last I thought, he lost it in the water. Uh, that doesn't get answered. How did Wando and Pietro get their powers? I guess you can just go along with the movie. It's one-sentence throwaway line that, yeah, he uh, Strucker gave him these powers that are enhanced. Um, okay, I guess. I mean, or if you, you can pick up the comic Avengers Age of Ultron prelude, this scepter aisle explains how Baron Von Strucker came in possession of Loki's scepter in the aftermath of the Battle of New York and how Hydra's scientists used it to activate Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's powers. But I shouldn't have to, at the end of the day, read a fucking comic book to explain what they could do in the fucking movie. Um, we're barely introduced to Iron, the Iron Legion at the beginning of the film. Um, and I, I guess this makes sense. And it ties in with Marvel's biggest pile of horseshit that they made Iron Man 3. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how I feel about it. the movie forcing us to believe that Black Widow has this thing for Bruce Banner. Um, 
where did that come from? Uh, or that before this movie Banner and Tony were talking about a peacemaking program called Ultron. Uh, maybe instead of that cute post credit scene in Iron Man 3 where Tony is talking to Banner like they're in fucking therapy, maybe they should have teased the origin of said peacekeeping program. Merry Christmas, Shane Black. You fucked us again. <laughs> this movie tries too hard to set up Civil War and Infinity Wars that you don't see Ultron as a threat because it's already focusing at least two to three movies out. Uh, there are scenes where Cap and Iron Man are arguing or talking and you just want to yell, Civil War! <laughs> or where you're, they're talking about stones and you just want to yell, Infinity War! <laughs> Whedon tries to pack too much into this film to the point where it just becomes fan service. Oh, this would look cool, and this, fans would like this, let's do this. This movie doesn't have the heart of the first film, in my opinion. The pacing is fucking crazy, it's all over the place. I left the theater and I felt like I had just watched a Transformers movie. Ooh. Uh, and in my opinion, we get another villain that's not fully fleshed out and doesn't work. Uh, from the misleading trailers, I thought Ultron was going to be ultra creepy. Yeah. yeah uh, just creepy, too. not funny. Um, yeah, it, it explained that Tony had a hand in making him, so that's why he's sarcastic and funny. But again, it didn't, it didn't feel like it worked. Instead of Spader wisecracking jokes, they should have used Leonard Nimoy as the voice and made Ultron a badass instead of a smartass. Mm. And I think people would have really enjoyed his last performance as Ultron. I think Leonard Nimoy would have just fucking had, I don't know, added a lot of gravitas to this role. I don't know. I feel like this character was taken directly from Man of Steel Zod, who his mission was to protect and fight for his people, where in this movie, Ultron's mission was peace by any means necessary. But we'll throw a few jokes in there to make it not so Man of Steel-ish. <laughs> and even the look of Ultron, it wore on me, wore very thin on me. Every iteration, except for the first one, where it was creepy. I totally agree with this. He looks like the love child of Terminator's skinless T-100 meets Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is big. It's got tons of action. It's got tons of fan service, tons of heroes, tons of CG. Too much, in my fucking opinion. This film has the most VFX shots for any Marvel movie to date, with over 3,000 VFX shots. Previously, Guardians of the Galaxy held the record with 2,750. This is the best worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Wayne's World, like this reminds me of Avengers was Wayne's World. Like the pure Wayne's World where it's just Wayne and Garth and they're being funny. Mm -hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron is Wayne's World brought to you by Noah's Arcade. <laughs> Based on my expectations of this movie and wanting to see something different and getting more of the same from the first movie, Joss Whedon gave us the same movie again in my opinion. I think he's a one-trick pony as far as movies are concerned and I'm glad he's leaving and handing the reins to the Russo brothers who I think made the best solo film that Marvel has put out in Captain America the Winter Soldier. I didn't hate everything about this movie. And it isn't entertaining in some ways, but I think it is clunky and poorly written. It's not the achievement of the first. There are things about this movie I really liked. I absolutely loved Scarlet Witch. I thought she was great, and I'll talk about more about that later. And I really like Tony Stark's Bruce Lee DJ t-shirt. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm definitely going to buy one online. It's called Gung Fu Scratch, and it is dope as all fuck. <laughs> my, my cousin actually wore it when nice. we watched it. <laughs> Uh, but I think this movie proves that Whedon's weaknesses, he has them as a filmmaker. He put out a, in my opinion, what I like to call a safe movie that took no risks. And for me, there was no payoff. Um, say what you want to about Zack Snyder, but the man takes risks in his films. Um, so that is all that I have to say about 
that shit. Tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess you got to follow that. That's a tough one to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Shit. (laughs) At least the pressure's off. There's not going to be a Tupperware party. There's no Tupperware party. There's still pressure. Should I start playing that song, Pressure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the David it. Bowie. Oh, absolutely. Song. I'm going to, I'm going to start playing okay. that right now. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll jump right in. I have no choice. Um, <laughs> well, welcome back. <laughs> I think I need to take a shower. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to just right off the bat tell you I'm, I'm tasting it. Um, uh, like I said before, I don't think I've ever anticipated a movie as much after I saw the first of it. You know, the the first movie, of course. I every single day after I saw that and saw Thanos holding up or smiling, you know, just turn around and smiling. I was like, I can't wait to see what he's going to do with this. Okay, and we have all these lead ups. We have all these in between films, which, as you, you know, as Brian mentioned aren't really tied up in this movie at all. They're just kind of like, you figure out the answers. We're just going to go with what we want to do with this. And I don't feel like any of those were answers, which, which was terribly irritating when you're really invested in a franchise like this and when you're watching every single movie to see how it's going to lead in. And that that's the biggest thing about what I always have liked um, from Avengers on was just like, okay, we're getting these little bits and pieces. And, you know, before Avengers, we had the Captain America movies, we had the Iron Man movies, and we're being shown little bits and pieces. And that's what I love about the comic books, too, in that, you know, you have this continuity. And they totally just threw that aside and, um, you know, just kind of left you to guess what these answers were going to be. So that that's one thing that was irritating, and that's why it's also a tasted. But... Other things, um, the biggest thing for me was this felt like Avengers 1.5. This didn't feel like Avengers 2 where it was a culmination of all these things. It felt like half-assed. It felt phoned in. And it felt like it did not take as long to write this as it should have. You know what I mean? The, the end product felt like for all the work that was put into it, it felt like this was very rushed. And I, I don't understand where they were coming from with this, with Feige and Whedon always just being on board with this continuity and everything's going to tie together again. So that's the biggest thing is just falling flat on answering questions and tying it together. Also, um, you know, the cutesy bullshit. I'm so tired of that at this point. It was great. Avengers was fresh. It was nice. It was nice. And the beats of the humor were there at the appropriate times. Mm-hmm. But to me, this felt like, I'm listening to every single person on this message board and telling me how much this was cute and that was fun. And so... Oh, you like Guardians of the Galaxy? Right, exactly. And Guardians of the Galaxy was the exact same way, which I did not like Guardians of the Galaxy at all because of that shit. Um, it has a place in my heart because I like Guardians of the Galaxy from the comic books, but as far as a movie, that's a whole other fucking subject. And this felt like the same thing. It's like, we can't go five minutes without putting in a little cutesy line that makes the audience laugh. And that's what happened. You know, the general audience, I'm sure, just got a kick out. We are going to have a, this is going to be an amazing podcast. I can already tell. <laughs> I'm excited. This I'm is going to be amazing. About it. Because Jay, like, like the wheel, my wheels are turning. Jake's wheels are turning. Frank is, I don't, Frank's Frank. Frank. Yeah, Frank's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I started, and this is so irritating because I started paying attention to how much the audience was going to giggle. Like, oh, they're going to giggle now. They're going to giggle now. Oh, it's a little too dark. Oh, giggle, giggle oh, point. Gosh, yeah. And 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 to me, like, you know, going back to that point. Ultron for me was never a funny character. He was never a funny character. He was a world destroyer. And I do love, I do love bits and pieces. I love that they really portrayed um, James Spader as a person rather than just going full. We're going to change his voice. He's mm-hmm. not going to have any, um, he's going to be totally robotic. They I, totally unaltered his voice. Right. Yeah. I do like that point of it, but it was another one of those elements was like, why is this so fucking cutesy? I mean, we can take it. Just give us, Give us this epic battle, which, you know, the first one had the, the Chittahuri, um, and that was great. It was, uh, the climax of that movie, and it was a threat. But in this, like Brian said, the threat was a joke. It was just all a fucking joke. One little thing after another, and I don't, I don't know why they feel the need to appeal to the fans of the original movie with just throwing away the fact that the original movie was great because it was this, this own new fresh thing. So instead of being fresh again, they just rehashed it and put in more jokes, and it totally took me out of what I wanted to see from this movie, and oh, that's you, why it's a taste. You like Chitari? Here's Ultron bots. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Let's Instead of focusing on Ultron, let's put in a million of his robots. They're like mm-hmm. the Foot Clan. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so to me... Ultron felt like comedic relief, and that was what a lot of the movie was to me, except for a few exceptions, and we'll talk about that, but Mm -hmm. there was so much fucking comedic relief that we don't feel like the audience can handle this shit, that... It was not the Ultron I was led to believe that it was going to be. The tra- trailers were so misleading. Exactly. Right. The trailers were misleading. Really totally misleading. Yep. And just, I love the first one. It, it, it was a game changer for me. I'm like, finally, a comic book movie adapted properly. Mm-hmm. And Whedon, um, even, even in like his comic book writing, at first he does really well. He, sh- he shoots his wad. He has all these great ideas. He puts it into fruition. But in the end product, he goes off on this tangent. And and I don't think it's totally his fault. I think some of it is the studio saying, it has to be this way. This movie has to be like this beat for beat. And if yeah, you don't it's do a, this, this. the same like problem. Like, let's just start talking, I guess. Okay, hold on. Okay, so here we go. It's, it's time now. We're going to have a discussion, but it's time now for Pop Culture Leftovers Movie Review. Uh-oh. I love that. Laugh it up for a while. <laughs> All right. So, okay. You know what? I am actually, I'm going to stop the recording here real quick. Good call. All right. So we're going to be talking about Avengers Age of Ultron. We're going to be just, I don't, we're just going to go hog wild talking about this fucking thing. But I want to ask you guys, how many times have you seen the movie? I've seen it twice now. I saw it just the one time, but I saw it in the IMAX 3D. I saw it in IMAX 3D and 2D. I'm with Jake. I saw it just the one time, but it was Uh IMAX 3D. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. One time, just 3D, not IMAX, unfortunately. The best part of this movie, in my opinion, was the extended Tomorrowland trailer that we got at the beginning. Oh, I hated that. Oh, it was awesome. I I loved it. I was not into that either. Oh, I thought (laughs) it was so much fun. I didn't get that. I didn't get it. Yeah. I tossed that trailer. Oh, <laughs> I had so much fun. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't, I, that's the first time I heard it. It's of that. exactly what they did with, um, it's exactly, well, the movie's been so secretive. With like, nobody, Batman. nobody really knew 
what where they were what what this movie was going to be about except for like the few trailers that we saw this mm-hmm. movie's been very secretive so this kind of gave me a feel as to like what kind of a movie it's going to be it looks really fun um and they kind of did it with the star trek when you went to the imax for avengers age right. of ultron they did they it with you? uh dark knight rises yeah. too before yeah. mission impossible yeah and they showed that first clip and everything yeah i think i was just um trailer fatigued at that point we'd already seen like mm-hmm. a dozen fucking trailers and it was like the final one and then it was like they're showing me like a five minute clip of the movie it felt yeah. like i was just like oh my god show the fucking movie i gotta ask you guys a question before this idea mm-hmm. slips from my mind mm-hmm. so okay you guys are talking about how you know joss whedon just phoned it in yada 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 i kind of have the perspective that part of his frustrations part of the reason why he's backing edgar wright so much is I get the feeling that there was something missing from this film, and I think it's probably something that could have been tied to the Edgar Wright Ant-Man, which is due out in August. That's probably why he has knowledge of what was going on and probably why he's supporting Edgar, because some of his work is probably directly affected by that. Hmm. And it's something that we're not going to know or find out, if ever, however long. But, I mean, I've been a fan of Joss Whedon's for years. The problem is, with Edgar Wright, was that... I mean, he could have made this movie before he did that last movie of the Cornetto trilogy. Right. But he chose not to. Mm -hmm. And so whatever script he had written up at that point in time, Marvel had already moved forward with their universe. And so the film that he had ready to go Mm -hmm. probably didn't go in line with what Marvel had ready for him. I mean, in his version, I'm sure Hank Pym was the creator of Ultron or something. Mm -hmm. And because that was going to come out before Age of Ultron. Right. But this clearly is coming out after. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he wanted his movie to be made the way he wanted it, he could have done it a little bit sooner mm-hmm. and just put the Cornetto trilogy on hold for a while. But, it, I mean, it, for me, I mean, the movie's still a Tupperware. But for you, like, because you, you didn't care for it particularly, do you think that maybe that is a possibility that could have played on it maybe that might be why it's a little disjointed for you that it might have been changed because it didn't because tie into ant ant-man maybe he, maybe Whedon was instructed to change the movie based on the fact that they changed scripts for ant-man like I, it might have been tied to this i can speak towards what he's saying a little okay. bit i i think frank's half right i i think this i think brian made a really good point in his rating about the pacing in this movie being really off and fucked up and wonky and i i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we know that whedon's original cut was over three hours and then we've sliced this thing down to two hours and 15 minutes by far be it me to complain about a movie not being over three hours, but I think that's where a lot of the pacing issues come fr- came from. I think the movie had its thing going, and then they like poked all these holes in it, and then all the holes were still there at the two fifteen cut. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like a little bit more exposition may have helped the pacing a little bit. Well, it, I think Whedon shot himself in the in the foot too with the whole uh, Bruce Banner Black Widow romance yeah. was stupid. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing was just stupid. Yeah, that didn't, didn't really need to be in there. And this is my okay, this is where and I know this is going to sound horrible, but honestly, I think it's in there. I think that Whedon put himself in Banner's position. I think he's looking at himself as Banner. Yeah, I agree. I can see that a little bit because you know Whedon is a self-proclaimed like comic book nerd, mm-hmm. and she called him a dork, and yeah. it was like the dork getting the girl, and she's like, "But I like dorks. That's a good thing." Oh, they made a good point on, and that. it was yeah. like it's like Whedon just like putting himself into the shoes of 
Bruce Banner yeah. right then and there. That's a great point. She didn't go for the alpha males, Captain yes. America or Thor. She right. went for nerdy Bruce right. Banner. Yeah, and even like the alpha males had to like you know make it a point like you know Steve Rogers had to come over and tell him like go for it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know that I. I, I don't know that I. Just, I totally forgot about that. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know that I necessarily agree with her not looking at him as an alpha male. She said once to him that he's the only guy that doesn't fight because he knows he's going to win. Yeah, but Bruce Banner is not an alpha male character in the well, same no, respect no, that Steve Rogers. And no matter Thor what she right. said, it seemed forced. There was nothing before this movie that made me think like there was anything going on between those two. Yeah, true. Even when she was like, even the whole conversation that they had in Avengers, where she is like talking to him one on one in that third world country where he's healing kids and shit. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There is nothing in that scene that makes me think she's terrified of him. All that Whedon did here was like, oh, in the first movie, she's scared of him. You know, in the second movie, she loves him. (laughs) Aren't I creative and smart? Wow. It's like he did the exact same thing that fucking that was done in the Cameron movies. Cameron already did it. Linda Hamilton was scared to death of the Terminator. And then T2. The kid loves it, so she's down with it. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm saying, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah. it's this uh, fucking trope after trope. Come on. <laughs> I, well, I, I, oh, go ahead, Frank. I was going to say that uh, I, I think that we found a good place for that damage tattoo from the Jerry Leader Joker, and that's right across the head of Ultron. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Black Widow. Because- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, Ultron, it was a missed opportunity. Uh, he was my least favorite part of the film. I wanted him to be scary. I wanted him to be intimidating just like the trailers yeah. were. Yeah. And I still Tupperware the film, unfortunately. I mean, he's still my least favorite part of it. I, I Ultron, had, you're saying? Yeah. He's your least favorite part? Yeah. I, I kind of had to swallow it as like another botched villain opportunity from Marvel. Totally. Yeah. Write him up as a botched villain. Because Absolutely. He was, he's right there as far as like intimidating and ferocity or whatever as, uh, uh, what does he name? got more From screen? Guardians. He got more screen time than Ronan, but right, Ronan, Ronan. Ronan was more intimidating than exactly. fucking Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he fucking smashing people's heads with a hammer. That's a fucking fatality right there. Okay, and then the one time that you can show fucking, uh, we're just we're unpacking the fuck out of this motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fun. Um, yeah, let's just go. I mean, the one time that he could have shown like how intimidating and badass he was. Mm-hmm. By killing Baron von Strucker, we get a fucking Polaroid yeah. of a dead Strucker. A yeah, yeah, selfie. A horrible selfie. At that. You know, I mean, it's like, come on, at least fucking show us the death. Yeah. Then maybe, yeah. then maybe it's like, I, like, wow, this is like how unattached this AI is from fucking humanity. He he will kill now. Yeah, he will kill now. Human flesh. Can I tell you wow. what I hated about Ultron? Yeah. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head in your rating when you said that the the scariest Ultron was was in that very first scene when mm-hmm. he was introduced and the right. robot was all decrepit and everything mm-hmm. it really bothered me that ultron had a humanoid mouth i hated it too oh it drove me fucking crazy yep. like it's i just want to hear that dialogue coming out of the ultron jack-o'-lantern mouth well, he, i don't want to see vision is the one that has the human mouth yeah. he's the good one voltron's ultra voltron ultron's the bad one give him the fucking jack-o'-lantern mouth yeah. I don't want to see how articulate the CG can make his lips move. His lips, yeah. It, they yeah, just—it didn't so even weird. look like metal. It just looked like. Oh, I hated that. Like just, a cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hated that. It drove me fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Like the, I loved the vocal performance that James Spader gave. Yeah. But I thought it would have been so much more scary coming out of something that wasn't moving. I was just I hoping think- that Winter Soldier would show up. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. of the movie and save this. <laughs> I was like, I need a good villain. Yeah. Would you fucking show up? That was one of the things that I. Th- 
caught on to while I was watching the film that I really thought that they fucked up Major on was because he is a machine, he should be emotionless and just be dealing with logic and dealing with the fact that humanity is its no, own. No, they had to make it a fucking point no. that he was birthed from fucking Tony Stark. It would have yeah. been a lot scarier if you had no fucking moving mouth, if it was just this faceless fucking light. That Hello, Bane. On. <laughs> and that that kind of brings me back to another thing that I had a problem with, like you know how Ultron was birthed from Tony Stark, yeah, and that kind of gives the explanation, butt rabbit, that Ultron can crack jokes too, yeah, because he's birthed from Tony Stark. But I mean, what excuse did all the other characters have? Like every character uh-huh. has the same exact voice in this movie, yes, and like Thor was just like a one-liner fucking machine, mm-hmm. and it drove mm-hmm. me crazy. Like the drinking game I came up with this movie. Welcome was, to the Avengers roast, yeah. <laughs> was like anytime Thor speaks and it's a one-liner take a fucking drink and it's basically every fucking line Uh Thor has in the movie uh, some of those though leave it to the hammer scene leave it there yeah they were all getting drunk having a party leave it there if you're cracking jokes when people can die it takes you out of the moment I think that was honestly, though, to me, like the funniest bit was when Steve Rogers actually got the hammer to budge, and then the look of fear on Thor's face—that was like, great. Oh, fuck. I have no <laughs> problem cool. with the with the with the party scene. Yeah, that was yeah the party scene awesome. was fantastic. Well, the party itself was stupid, but the that, yeah. that after party mm-hmm. was great. The party itself was stupid. It was like, hey, uh, let's show where these guys that haven't been in the previous movies were. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll have them show up. Hey, I'm Don Chadle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Rhodey. I'm here. I'm at the party. I'm Anthony Mackie. I'm at the party, too. Oh, well, guess who can't be at the party? Let's talk about our girlfriend. <laughs> They're not at the party, but we're going to mention them. Hey, where the fuck did yeah. Anthony Mackie go? Huh? As soon as the robots attack, Anthony Mackie dis a fucking pier. Went to the bathroom. Like oh, Falcon was yeah. gone. Like war, you see War Machine taking out robots. He and probably just assumes he's a red shirt. Anthony, Anthony Mackie was like fucking gone. Like was he hiding under the table the whole time or something? <laughs> I forgot my wings. Shit. He's on the phone to his I was on, like, dude, you got to get some cameras here quick. I was on Falcon Watch this whole movie. Like I was taking notes of everything. And so like I was like, he just disappeared. Like he like ran away with this like. Wings between his legs. <laughs> wow! Falcon watch. Can, can I tell you the worst comedic moment? Yes. And I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I probably will. Beep beep. You know what I'm talking about? Beep, beep. Black Widow on the motorcycle, and she's chasing after the semi, and there's people in her way, and she goes beep beep. Uh, see, I didn't even. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't even notice. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck is this? The Roadrunner cartoon? Is this Looney Tunes? <laughs> what the fuck? This is a trained assassin, and she's going beep beep. Wow. Yeah, it's like everyone was Tony Stark in this movie, and that kind of drove me crazy. It was just everyone was snark, 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 yeah. snark, 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 snark. And, and, yeah. and before and before we go off too far from it, that the, like Brian was saying, the Scarlet Witch and Hulk, okay. We left Avengers saying Hulk is awesome. We want more Hulk. Yes. Right. yes. Scarlet Witch was awesome in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And we're left with a or, total. Are you talking about? Scar- oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. So what we get is a total waste of those two characters in, in lieu of a love story. Oh, Jay, Jay, put out your hand for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm calm now. <laughs> If you can't see, I'm, I'm giving Jay the lullaby cool, right now. Cool hand, Luke. Which, after, when she performed the first lullaby, I didn't know if he was going to, like, turn back into Banner or if he was just, like, ejaculating. 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, it looked like he had like the the world's biggest orgasm yeah. as he's like clutching the fucking ground. Yeah, they're gonna cut to Black Widow and she'll be covered in slime. Or I know. Something. I, will say, I will say, I was cackling in the fucking theater when Stark asked him if they were playing hide the cucumber. That was zucchini. Great. Oh yeah, hi yeah. Zucchini, yeah. great big green dick. We know you laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, we know you laughed. <laughs> Frank will laugh here, Joss Whedon. But thought. but I, I I left. That was one of my biggest disappointments. The Hulk is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe. I I'm a sucker for good love stories. I'm a total sucker for that. Yeah. But they totally wasted those two characters in this movie. Underutilized them. Made them a fucking joke. And. To me, Hulk should have been all over this thing, like as a smasher, you know. And and why why is he okay sometimes as the Hulk? You just be like, hey guys, I'm the Hulk now. I'm I'm fine. I'm here. And the rest of the time, he's in a complete rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't happen. And you know this. Oh, the sun's getting low. Is that what she kept saying? Yeah, yeah. The, sun's the sun's getting, getting low. low. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. The, the thing is, like, they wanted to find. We wanted to find a way to get Hulk off the uh, out of the picture for the other movies because he didn't know Feige. how to use him right. It's, or, that's or, what I think. Or Feige, like, they don't want him to be there for like maybe Infinity Wars Part One because now we got other these new Avengers, these up and coming Avengers. Right. Okay? So, like, why couldn't they have just done that in the Hulk Buster fight? Yes, right. Yes. A lot better. You know what I mean? Why? And then there was because no I mean, tension there. the Hulkbuster fight is like. First off, I oh mean, we are jumping all over. Yeah, That's okay. I don't care. We're Just go right with now. it. The Hulkbuster fight for me was also a toss. It, in my opinion, because I'd seen most of it. I agree. Um, the agree. one part no that shit. I, the one part that I did love about the Hulkbuster fight was the repeated punches to the that face. Was yeah, that, that was, was, that was Go to cool. sleep. Go to sleep. But on the flip side, the overt amount of let's address the issues of Man of Steel's fight with Zod yes. in that fucking battle was so goddamn in your face. Okay, number one, we don't want to hurt any people, yeah. so Tony's going to scan a building. Clear the building. Clear. I thought the same yeah. thing. Oh, even- and, then, and then we can't, uh, Superman can't get Zod off the planet, so this fucking Hulkbuster's design is to be a uh, fucking uh, Chinese finger cuffs yeah. on fucking the Hulk what? and then pull him off, off of planet one-handed one-handed and and try to pull him off the planet or get him somewhere else and i'm just like okay whedon we get it you saw man of steel (laughs) and you want to show everybody that in the marvel universe nobody gets hurt but (laughs) snyder just wants to kill everybody they did that multiple times (laughs) it was so fucking in your face and ridiculous that stuff happened in avengers one too though like they took the time to show people being safe. Ah, not to the extreme. Even when the even later on, yeah. Shield shows up. They take like ten minutes to evacuate the, and they show it. The right. only thing they didn't have was like fucking people picketing, holding up signs of man, like a Henry Cavill. <laughs> they even had caps. Fuck you, Superman. They even had caps standing there saying, "I'm not leaving until everybody's off." Yes, not one person. Not one, not person. one person. Yeah, that's a cap line, though. Cap would say that. That's true. I don't. I don't. So in your face, it's so if it makes you think of Man of Steel, right. it is so in your well, face. I mean, they, they they asked him like, I mean, there, there's all, all of us up here versus all of them down there in Extinction of the Thing, and he's like, I'm not moving, and I'm like, okay, that was a little that was a little over too far <laughs> myself, but 
Uh, the same with the jokes. I would say the same thing about the jokes. That's a direct response mm-hmm. to Man of Steel's too dark. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It's like people. People I, are all the time saying <laughs> that. Oh my God. This fucking the Zack Snyder movies are all going to be the same. It's going to be this dark, gritty tone. Well, you know what? I'm starting to feel like the Marvel movies are all going to be the same, and it's just everybody's like got their own stand-up back. Like, look at Ant Man. Here's Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> Come on. And I can't disagree with that either. But I don't think that was a direct response to Man of Steel. I mean, again. Avengers 1 was the same way. No, I that. just think that's Whedon. Yeah, that's just that's Whedon. That's definitely Whedon. Now, I, one of the things that I take exception to with this film is the marketing that was done for it. I had already seen half of the fucking Hulkbuster fight yeah. before I got into the door. This was my next That topic pissed too. me off because the clip that I saw came out after the red carpet premiered. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, here's another pre-made clip for me to watch. Right. And I watch it and it kind of fades in. Right at the beginning, which already before I hit the fucking theater, I already found out that my theory was blown when Tony tells him, like, she's fucking with your head. I'm like, well, there goes my fucking theory right out the door before I even hit the door. And anyway, I mean, I saw all of it pretty much Mm -hmm. with the exception of that repeated fist to the face, go to sleep. And him scanning the building. Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, like, there was shit that I saw in that clip. Like, his fucking arm getting repaired from the satellite that, like, replaced his fucking arm. I wish I would have saw that in the theater first, not on some fucking clip on my iPad. Yeah, exactly. And it was after that I saw a whole bunch more shit, like Cap versus Ultron. I'm like, fuck off with this shit. Yeah, the trailers were a real miss for me, too. I thought there was a lot of stuff. The the Hulkbuster fight is a big one. But even, like, the the big group shot of the whole team that they mm-hmm. show at the beginning, mm-hmm. like, what a great shot. Why did we need to see that in the trailer? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that it, was a great shot. It, it, that, that was one of those moments that's like straight from the comic book looking. Yeah, yeah. But everything else in that beginning scene was like so much VFX. I wanted to fucking puke. Yeah, this is not Captain America, where it was like an awesome blend of like real action and practical effects. That's why it was great. This was like all fucking like this is like George Lucas fucking ejaculated <laughs> all over this film. And it's like, look what I can do with yeah. technology. I thought the I thought the fast cuts were even more distracting than the VFX in those in those action sequences. The fast cuts were like I had a hard time following the action. It was the exact opposite of what we had with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Daredevil I, is way better than this movie. Yeah. And Whedon didn't really do that in Avengers 1. That was one of the biggest changes to me was in the direction style of this movie compared to Avengers 1. Like, all the fast cuts weren't like that in Avengers 1. I just watched it, like, four days before Avengers 2. He tried to go bigger and better with this movie. Yeah, he tried and what, to, like, up what we himself, learned is, yeah. is Josh Whedon is not Michael Bay. Like, as much as you want to hate on Michael Bay, anyone, like, at least I can tell what the fuck is going on during these, like, mega action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not cutting, like, eight times in, like, 50 seconds. I literally left this movie i watched it twice because i had to see it again because i i I tossed it after the first viewing and then the second time i was like i gotta watch this again because like Mm -hmm. i had i felt like i felt like i had just been like roofied or something like when i left this movie i was like whoa did i just i I miss parts of that movie did you know and my ass hurt so i was like i definitely (laughs) now he's going on about how long it lasted (laughs) so i do think i got roofied the first time i watched it but i did watch it the second time and second time was a little bit better but it's still a toss-up because my expectations of this film were set the bar was set high yeah Yeah. even with even with all the things that we're talking about i readily accept them however i mean as far as entertainment value i still stand by my tupperware that's fine uh i mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to sway i'm glad you guys watched it and enjoyed it i I, like i said i i it's not up there with me with the first one because i look i've 
you the first one as the only really well done ensemble film. Mm-hmm. And for me, this, even though they're all in it, it's still in the range of like your individual Captain America and Thor movies as far as like excitement. I mean, I wasn't buzzing and like freaking the fuck out when I came out of this like I came out of Avengers, but I still liked it. I know Jay's going to agree with me on this one. I hope you do at least. But like, I think this honestly proves like for me, like Whedon is kind of inexperienced when it comes to cinematography. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. And, Absolutely. And I, and that's a problem. Um, not anymore. but say what you want to about Zack snyder he is superior yeah as far as uh, cinematography his shit looks like artwork yeah i won't when you pause it it looks like artwork every frame of it looks gorgeous absolutely and he knows how to put it all together but whedon is like "Ooh, what did people like from this last one i'm gonna do that again i'm gonna do it bigger we're gonna put some slow-mo shit we're gonna speed it up here we're gonna put more uh you know, CGI in there, which, you know, that's another thing that bugged me was the Hulk CGI. Now, I know that they mm. spent a lot of time. That new muse yeah, that they're using. Right. That they developed with Andy Circus, that new technology. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And the facial expressions, I, I did enjoy that, like when he's like spitting and like, you know, whatever. I did enjoy that, but when he was in the scene, like with the whole group, as opposed to the first one, I felt like a cartoon again. I felt like there was something that was off on that. Mm-hmm. And, what about the scene where he was actually touching hands with ScarJo? Yeah, Widow? that looks silly. It it just it looked it reminded me of the Ang Lee fucking Hulk. Oh, what about like when he's uh, jumping up that uh, mountain? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's swinging off of his back. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Oh my god, <laughs> that's exactly Ang Lee. I was thinking like Industrial Light and Magic. You should need to put your head down in shame. Yeah, that looked. Awful. They spent all the time on the facial expressions, but didn't like put him into the full picture exactly. like the first movie. If fucking if if and it's what blows my mind is like this is Industrial Light and Magic, which is doing work on Star Wars. Yeah, I mean they're part of Lucasfilm, and I mean the way they made the X wings look flying over that water, and we can't even have a Hulk jumping up a mountain. No, <laughs> maybe all the good people are working on Star Wars. You know I what? Though? Know. I mean, I I can't help but feel like Whedon was directed to make it this way. Yeah, but regardless of what they told Whedon, I mean, both Brian and Jay make a great point, and it it pains me to say this, but Zack Snyder, as far as a director and a cinematographer, is hundred times the man that Whedon is. Dude, oh, it's shit. fucking cold under my feet right now. I mean, it, it pains me to say that. I mean, I liked Avengers two more than Man of Steel, like a lot more, but it's definitely not because of the direction. I mean, the cinematography in Man of Steel is absolutely fucking stunning. It I mean, is. Like Jay said, you can pause it at any moment, and you, you've got a stunning image on your TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, undeniably. My issues with that movie are just the tone and the story and, and stuff, you know? Right. But yeah, I mean, Josh, we, they need to get someone competent to do this Infinity War thing. I, I'm still worried about the Russo brothers. You know, they've only done that one movie, and I don't even know if they can hack it with like 30 fucking characters all fighting at once. But what gives me, what gives me, what doesn't give me pause about the Russo brothers is the fact that the way the balance in that cat movie of like practical effects and yeah. actual like, uh, the, the fighting choreography. I mean, it was like they would break away and like, you know, here's here's a fight one on one between you know uh, crossbones and somebody, or here's here's you know Cap uh, fighting like um, 
the Winter Soldier. Like the, the the fight that we saw here, the Cap versus Ultron was yeah. ridiculous. But they had such an easier time in the Winter Soldier because I mean the it, the story is going to be more grounded than Infinity War, which is going to be some cosmic level. You know you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know it's what gonna you're saying. It's going to be so much more out there that can they still make that look awesome and believable? Well, you know who is it that said it in this movie? Cap said you need to make the world smaller, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's what the Russo brothers need to do. I understand that this is a huge universe. But can they? But you need to make it smaller and you i'm sorry you need to make some of these um characters hawkeyes like in the first avenger they need to have smaller parts i mean like anthony mackie we need to get like the camera on him for like two seconds and then he's done <laughs> yeah you know what i mean we need aaron, to give aaron I taylor mean, johnson served his purpose i i feel like in this movie like i did not get any like cool iron man scenes in my opinion absolutely like no. i did not get like that scene like where he first showed up in the avengers in the suit playing right. the back in black music cool. and he's just you know talking shit to loki and it it was fun to hear him talking shit to a god that mm. was fucking cool right but the dynamic between him and Ultron in this, the father son relationship that they it had, weird. it didn't it didn't pay off because yeah. like they didn't focus on that too much um, because like we had no idea about this peacemaking program before this movie mm-hmm. and they could have talked about that in a previous film like Iron Man three like I said they missed an opportunity in the post credit scene they they could have shown like fucking uh, you know uh, Stark and him talking about this peacemaking program and like that's when they could have used the line of like an arm uh, uh, an iron suit around the world we didn't need we could have heard it there first instead of hearing it in this movie first now i think that this is where you run into the trouble of having a whole shared universe and when you tell it via film you have two hours of people's attention or 217 or whatever to explain the story and get out what you got to get out and then when you're already looking two and three movies down the line, inevitably some of these are going to be only about setup, which there was a lot of that in this, like the stuff with Claw. He which was, made the stakes not high at all. The whole right, movie I, was a setup, in my opinion. I, I, and I, I agree, and I, I guess I just kind of accept it. You're already looking past stuff. Ultron in this movie and right. looking at, they, already at they looking were, Civil War they were and doing, Infinity War. They were doing the Literally, same thing. Literally, yeah. showing it to you. They were doing the same thing yeah. with this that they were doing with Age of Apocalypse mm-hmm. and Days of Futures Past. Well, wait till you see the next one. The other fucking film hadn't come out yet. Jake, my question to you is, and we talked about this before, you saw. You said that you didn't think that there was going to be any like Infinity Stone mention in this film at all. Like it was going to be totally Ultron. I, Were you shocked? Yes, I was shocked, and at the amount of it that we did see. Um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but one of my least favorite things in any form of fiction is premonitions and prophecies. They just drive me up. A but is that what we got here? Because that was not even explained 100%. Because we've got okay, we had Thor who had a future vision. Yes, uh-huh. we had. Stark, who had a future vision. Yes. We had, we had Black, Black Widow, who was looking at her past. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And then we had Cap, who was looking at something from his past that never even fucking happened. Right. Yeah. What the fuck? They, like, her, like, Scarlet Witch's power set wasn't even explained. No. 100%. They even like, made what fun of do. not explaining it, which kind of annoyed me. With the uh, Tony Stark line, oh, he's fast, she's weird. Right. I'm like, oh, they're making Point. fun yeah. of the fact that they're not going to No, play. that was Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill. But didn't, didn't she Tony say that? Stark said that to her? Oh, 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 yeah. He said it all scientifically, and she kind of gave him a glazed look, and then he's like, he's No, fast. that was... 
She's weird. No, Kobe Smolder said the whole thing. She said she was talking about how, uh, you know, they're this, they're that, uh, and okay. she has those powers. And he looked at, like, it was Cap that looked at her okay. like, what are you talking about? And, and Kobe Smolder said, she's fast, he's weird, as Maria Hill said. I was like, that. this, the movie is meta making fun of the fact that they're not going to flesh out the Scarlet Witch's powers. Mm-hmm. That was like a really, that was the most annoying line of the whole movie to me was that he's fast, she's weird. Right. I'm like, that's all we're going to get. She's weird. Everybody's a stand-up comedian in this film. Everyone's Josh Whedon. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. has the same fucking the voice. Except for the vision, I didn't hear him cracking. He wine. didn't talk enough. Wait till wait till right. Avengers three. Yeah. <laughs> now is it is it this way in the comics, or did anybody else think that the vision was OP as fuck, overpowered? Um, well, I mean, he's got he's the, got Infinity Stone in his fucking forehead. He's got a mind yeah. gem in his yeah. forehead. I didn't. They didn't really show him as being overpowered in the movie yet. I didn't think. Oh, yeah. okay. he was holding his own. As All a I have to say is, like, I, I apparently uh, I know what it takes to destroy vibranium. It takes uh, thunder. It takes lightning from Thor. It takes uh, you know whatever uh, blast from uh, <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah. and uh, throw in the mind gem, and then that will destroy uh, vibranium. I, I mean, didn't that's think that he for had it to destroy in him at that point. What's that? I didn't think Ultron had it infused in him at that point. I think he used the vibranium to make the Vision's body. Uh, remember, he had taken the vibranium, right. and they kept showing the different um, uh, Mark versions of Ultron. It started off as part of the Iron Legion. Mm-hmm. The next one he created in uh, Sokovia, mm-hmm. and then he got the stuff. Remember when the hand came out That's and right. destroyed the other one? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, when, when he was talking to Black Widow, mm-hmm. which he kidnapped, which made no sense, because yeah. then five minutes later, she's unguarded behind behind a cell and Banner just breaks her out with the jaws of life. Austin Powers. It made no sense to me. And so, um, uh, so yeah, he ripped his hand through the head. That was the vibranium version of, uh, of Ultron. I see. Um, back to the, did they shove the infinity gauntlet stuff and everything? Yeah. 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 yeah, And everything. Um, yeah, all the, all the future vision shit annoyed the crap out of me. I felt like I had nothing to do with the movie I was watching. Mm -hmm. Um, I was excited from the trailer and finding out how Cap Shield was going to get broken. Right. And what I found out was I'll see Cap Shield get broken in another movie. Yeah, look and forward all, to that. Yeah, and all I was going <laughs> to see was it broken in the premonition, which really frustrated me. Mm-hmm. Um, it frustrated me that not only did we have to see Thor's future vision once, but we had to see it fucking twice. Yeah. It's like, ah, I hated it the first time. I don't have to see it <laughs> Lots the second of half, time. Lots of half-naked women dancing is pretty much what I took from the Thor visions. I didn't get any of that otherwise. So basically, it's like uh, <laughs> Thor's vision is like the equivalent of subscribing to HBO Go. Yeah, he got a free preview weekend yeah. when Scarlet Witch, you know, did that little shit. But apparently, if you want, uh, you can get HBO Go now and just go to a lake. A little water pool. What the fuck was that? The lake? rest of your vision. It was a Lazarus pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I love how it's just like throwaway lines like that. Like, okay, uh, it's in between realms. Selvig. He oh, gets yeah. Selvig. Yeah. Thank you for the Thor tie-in. <laughs> you know, it's like here's Selvig, and Selvig right. knows about these pools. Apparently, there's a, a, a pond, a pool on every planet where very dangerous that you can go into. Yeah, I mean, it's got to it, it doesn't it, it, it has to accept you first. Yeah, is it, that what oh, it it's said? very dreadful and dangerous. <laughs> what did any of that? Have, what did any of that have to do with anything? I mean, we were like guys. Do you remember like when we were like recording the podcast? Like we had like so many things that we were talking about, like that that cavern that he was in with yeah. the pool. Like we were talking about like is this like a vibranium cave? Yeah. You know, we're talking about is this a fucking vibranium cave? Like is this where they're mining vibranium? Oh, yeah. And it turns out it's no. It's just a little pool that you go in and <laughs> it'll finish the rest of your dream. Who's that woman? <laughs> is that woman Black Panther's daughter? Is it? Yes. Who, 
Yes. She's oh, not no, ready. It's no. just part of Thor's fever dream. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fever dream. yep. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Wow. I hate the fever dream shit. The, the prevision crap. And especially the way they used it in this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really jumping ahead. Yeah. But I, it, I Tupperware this movie. But one thing I wholeheartedly toss is the after credit scene. Or the mid mid credit scene, yeah, worst yeah. mid credit scene in the entire series. Mm-hmm. It was way yeah. too blatant. It showed us nothing we hadn't already seen before, to the point where we'd already seen the fucking Infinity Gauntlet in the movie. Yeah, like the whole point of these things is to wow us with some shit we haven't seen before to get excited about for next movie. That way, they don't have to show it later. He's he, they yeah. don't have to show how he actually gets in there and gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> They you know, okay. the same thing. Boom, baby. Well, uh, last we saw, the um, the Infinity Gauntlet was actually in Odin's treasure room. How the fuck did he get in And it had there? the gems in there. So, right. I mean, that's just one thing that they're hoping to, like, wipe away. That nobody remembers that. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, Fahey with his interviews. The Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe has two Infinity Gauntlets. I'm like, what? I'm, the, I'm not clicking on this garbage that he's making up to explain that crap. I hope not. (laughs) I think it's kind of their only hope really to get this stuff tied together with like those Netflix series. That way if they need to adjust stuff, you know, within Daredevil or within Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they can. That way they can explain it. Oh god, I hope they don't. It should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. You know that that's how they're going to use it because otherwise they write themselves into a corner. I honestly just want Daredevil to stay out of this world after this movie at this point. (laughs) Seriously, I want him to be so yeah, he's too good for it. it. <laughs> I, I, I still, I, I still Tupperware the movie, but I agree with that. I wouldn't. I, it doesn't feel like it fits. Can, can we? Before we go too far, can we break down what we thought of the characters themselves? Like, are you guys? Do you guys want to do that? Like, break down what you thought of yeah. Cap in this movie? As yeah, opposed let's, to, I'm let's break down to these what characters. Jake makes a quick ass. Oh, he was terrible. <laughs> it was he as bad as you thought he was going to be. I mean, he was nothing. They didn't flesh him out whatsoever to me. I, I don't see why you guys like Scarlet Witch so much either. Oh, I thought she was aw- I think she I was one of the best I thought it was, she was, it was great. It was her power set. And, I mean, it was her power set that was awesome. And then also, like, I mean, I think she pretty much, like, commanded every scene that she was in. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. More so, like, than, uh, you know, Quick-Ass. Oh, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I liked her more than Quick-Ass, but I just... When they showed her at first, and I wish Whedon would have went more with it, when they showed her when she blasted Cap with that, uh, with her magic, and then she went backwards in that, that fucking like the ring moment and shit, or like whatever, like some kind of like fucking horror film and shut that door, Uh I wish they would have done more of that kind of like with her, because then I was like thinking to myself, holy shit, uh, at, by the end of the movie, I was like, she was actually scarier than fucking Ultron. What yeah. the fuck is going on here? Right. <laughs> I wish they would have kept doing that with her. Um, and, like, the the part that got me is, yes, later on when – are we going to talk about your bet? Are we going to talk about that now? Yeah, we can. I mean, yeah, talk about the bet. Yeah, I bet I, – I said way ago that I, that Quicksilver was going to die. I think it was the first episode after they showed us the newest yeah. trailer. Yeah. I said, this trailer tells me Quicksilver, Quick-Ass is going to die. And when he died and she kind of like had like this connection with him. Yeah. And when he, when he died and she went to her knees and then just by her screaming, all the fucking Ultron bots within the vicinity of her just fucking exploded. Best yeah. That yeah. was movie. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is – Badass. Yeah. I got the uh, comic goosebumps when uh, her vision kind of had a shared moment for a yeah. second towards the end. Oh, yeah. I was like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. 
uh, by that by that time, I was just like, Whedon's just giving us more fan service. Yeah, true. Um, you know, the character that I liked the most, I really liked Cap in this movie. I, I thought Cap was the best character to be in this entire movie. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed him. I thought the stuff with him was really well. I liked how much teamwork they did during the fight scenes with Cap and Thor together. I thought they did a lot of really unique stuff together, fighting the Ultron bots. For uh, sure. Like Cap using his shield as like a level for Thor to hit the head off. And there was, I feel and like. And then, uh, yeah, Thor not killing that woman when he threw her upwards. Come <laughs> on. That bitch would have had her neck snapped. I'm that not, was the dumbest thing I've ever sure seen. I'm not sure I remember what part you're talking about. Remember when the car is about to fall off that bridge. Okay, Sokovia is being lifted into the air. Okay. And, uh, uh, the, the, the car is about to fall off the bridge and he grabs like the hubcap and it snaps and then, um, and the, the woman is falling and then uh, Thor grabs her and then tosses her up instead of just flying up, catapults right? her. Yeah. Cause he's got to go after the other car oh, so wow. those guys can puke and we can all laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so he tosses this woman up in the air and she doesn't break her neck. Whiplash. And Cap catches her. And yeah. She would there's no way she would have survived that. No. Yeah. I would Cap was my favorite character in this. Um did you guys laugh when um Hawkeye was kind of put out of commission in the first 20 minutes of this movie again. Yeah. That gave me the hysterics. I know they mm-hmm. used Hawkeye a lot more in this movie than in the first one, but I still was like, oh my God, they already put him out of commission in the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie again. <laughs> I groaned when he hit Scarlet Witch in the head with that arrow that tranquilized her and then yeah. made the joke that I've been the mind control. I've had that happen before. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh wow, we, yeah, you addressed that. Yeah, again, <laughs> listening to people's comments about right. the first movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with you, Jake. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing for me about Avengers 1 was that Cap was really not portrayed the way I think he should have been. I think that was one of the shining things about this movie is that it was more Cap as the leader yes. of the team. And I, I did enjoy that part. You got the one scene in Avengers where Iron Man said, Cap, what's the plan? Right. That's about it. That's like all we got from the tactician. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think with the success of Winter Soldier, they, in, Whedon, I think, I don't know if it was his idea to have Cap portrayed this way or Feige was like, listen, You've seen the movie. You've got to portray him this way in this film. Exactly. So yeah, I, th- I think it did all hinge upon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That, that's a great point, Brian. Definitely the biggest disappointment of the first Avengers movie for me, and, and Cap so far up until this, up until Winter Soldier. That's and, true. And this point where I was like, "This is Captain." America. There were people that yeah. like me, like I was on board with Cap from like, you know, the the the, the first Avenger. Yeah. I right. loved that movie. Right. Um. I. I Tupperware that movie as to what I toss this movie. And I would, like, right now, if you wanted me to watch one or the other, I would watch the first Avenger. Yeah. I just thought it was great. But that's just me. And for you, it was total opposite. Yeah, I totally did not like the first Captain America. You were not sold on it. No. And so, and even in the Avengers movie, it's like you still weren't sold. Going into Winter Soldier, that was when you finally... Yeah. Like we're like, oh fuck. Winter I, Soldier changed yeah. the whole thing. And that's, yeah. how, I mean, that's how he should have been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's not like this guy hasn't been through shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I always looked at it like he's gone through this transition of being able to trust those in command to where he can't anymore. And he has to rely on himself and his own convictions. Yeah. To move I, I agree with that. I think that's a good plot point for his character arc. It yeah. was very important that it came out now too before. 
Civil War comes out because he has to be able to hold his own against Iron Man. Yeah, I'm very glad that they put him on the same level as Iron Man. And, like, that's a great point about the Avengers 1. Like, they just didn't have the faith in the character of Captain America yet. On one hand, you've got Robert Downey Jr. as fucking Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And then you've got kind of the Chris Evans upstart Captain America in that movie. and. Acting like he's never fought a battle in his life. Oh, maybe we should clear this sector. You know, what? Come on. I think some of it was visually they had to make you believe with him because of the 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 outfit, the costume. Yeah, I think a lot of it though was just the status that Robert Downey Jr. had the Robert Downey Jr. status. Yeah, Chris Evans was still he used to be Human Torch in either movie, right? In Avengers One. Yeah, I I mean, let's say that uh, the Winter Soldier was not the success that it was. We could have seen a completely different Cap. In this film. Right. Absolutely. Thank yep. God for the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we want a guy leading the Avengers that can't lead the box office? <laughs> That's point. what they're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. That's what these right. fucking studio execs think. Yeah. This, so, this movie got me really geared up to be Team Cap once Civil War comes that, out. That was one of the shining moments. Yeah. I wanted him to finish that sentence at the end of the movie. I know. <laughs> I know. I finished that, it myself. That pissed but, me off. Yeah, why not? Why not? Right. Avengers Assemble. Come on. I, know, I was pissed off. And as much as, as, as much as we're kind of pissing on the constant snarkiness and the constant one-liners, yeah. I did like the running gag throughout the entire movie. I know. As crude police Jake would. Mm-hmm. Of Cap and his language. I like that too. That was cool. I I thought it was very funny. It didn't feel as forced as most of the Mm one-liners did. And every time it happened, it caught me off guard again. And it it made me laugh almost every time. And and it is really natural to the character too. I mean, I haven't read that many comics, but I mean, when I re, when I went back and read, uh, Civil War, he's bummed out in that because he promised to play chess with a kid and he can't because all these events are going Mm -hmm. on and taking him away from it. I mean, he really is that. True to the, his word. And the comedy reminded me of like every character in this movie were the parents in Transformers, the first three yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, that's that is dead on. That is dead on. That's I mean, funny. okay, it's like you had like like uh, in Sokovia the whole battle at the beginning with uh, Baron von Strucker's like fortress. Even like, he was joking around. Like Baron, yeah, Baron von Strucker is so like, gonna, we will not surrender. surrender. Uh, we are going to surrender. Right. And, Total and Transformers. Then, and parents. then like uh, the one guy was like. Uh, uh, do you think we can stop the Avengers? And he's like, they're the Avengers. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like how are we going to stop the Avengers? And then, like, even the guy's puking out of the car. And uh, just these constant one-liners. Like, um, uh, oh, yeah, when, uh, when, when they finally get in the fortress yeah. and then uh, Stark gets out of the Iron Man suit and it goes in, like, the sentry mode. You know, right? And then uh, at, before that, he shoots all those guys and he goes, let's talk. He said, like, uh, I bet that felt good or whatever didn't he and then he, the he one said goes, like let's talk and then he said oh good talk after he shot him all yeah and he goes no it wasn't yeah what the fuck was yeah. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like the beep beep moment right that's the second worst part of the movie right. that was that was a, a bad joke. the fuck oh, is he no, talking man. for no, it's like <laughs> i i fucking cackled i thought it was funny oh, you know fuck like, me though. But like little stuff like it kind of worked for me like when he i guess when he pushed the door like it would have worked if that other scene didn't happen, and he pushed the door and he goes yay yeah. when it opened. That might have worked for me. Yeah, but I had already, they had already tried to make me laugh with that other stupid thing, and yeah. so it's like one right after the other. It's like this is like I love Deadpool because Deadpool the jokes are supposed to be there, right? And they keep feeding them to you. If that's why you're reading a Deadpool, but when you when you watch the trailers for this, you're thinking to yourself, this is the Empire Strikes Back mm. of exactly this movie universe, and it's right. going to be darker and edgier. And no, it was just like uh, 
more jokes and like uh, everybody's just. Uh, I'm sorry, okay. guys. So like with the trailers, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was really cool, especially starting from the teaser trailer that we got, was the Pinocchio theme. I didn't really like it when they just broke it right the fuck out and just dropped it in your lap in the film. I liked that. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool in the trailer, but not in the film. Yeah, I liked it. The, I, I loved the usage of the Pinocchio theme. I had already seen it 20 yeah. times, and so by the time I saw it then, I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I liked that they incorporated it into the score in a few moments. I thought that was kind of neat. So wh- what did you guys think about Iron Man moving on from Cap? Mm, I... The I suit could, looks better. ILM's back. Yeah. The suit looks better. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. My, the suit looks did. better because ILM was not used in Iron Man 3. It and did. The, the suits look like shit, and so the suit looked better. There, there you go. Right. I thought as far as, like, character versus character goes, they would – I mean, yeah, there was a fight where Cap and Iron Man actually fight. But it wasn't it wasn't the precursor as far as, like, any kind of strife or, strife or long-lasting tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought there was going to be – I didn't see be, that either, yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to lay some groundwork – as far as that went for Civil War, and there wasn't any of that. They just well, had the we one had fight the uh, we had the Hidden Valley Ranch scene with uh, Renner's new house that we didn't know anything about. <laughs> Did anybody else notice that he fucking married Velma from Scooby Doo? Yeah, uh, I remember her from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah. 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 she Freaks was also on Grandma. That was boy. better than this movie. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Take that, everybody who thinks we're Marvel fanboys. <laughs> no, I agree with you, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was taken from the Ultimate Universe, and I'm sorry. It's like maybe that's why I don't like this Hawkeye. That was I, that was not. I, I want to step in. That that was not taken from any universe, for, as far as I know. Lori is Laura, his wife. Really, she's has, from the Ultimate she Universe. She has a wife, Laura. She does she in die in the like Ultimate the first Universe? Four issues in that. I era? don't read a lot of Ultimate, but I do know that. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that that whole thing ended up just being there for the sole reason of misdirection. Like they were trying to flesh out his character and then kill him off because you saw he had a family. And then you didn't even get that payoff. It's like, why the fuck did we see any of that? In the in the Ultimate Universe, he names his kid Nathaniel after Natasha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. so Iron Man is the main protagonist, basically, of this movie. And that's that's it. <laughs> Iron Man was a better villain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, uh, better uh, hero. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, just total, I mean, I total weak use of Iron Man. Just, again... He was comic relief. Yeah, the, Every yeah. fucking line he had was a giggle point. The mm-hmm. biggest thing that annoyed me about Iron Man was how little they addressed stuff that happened in Iron Man 3. Yes, like, nothing. It's nothing. Like, um, <laughs> I thought this guy had post-traumatic syndrome. And, 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 he seems pretty wisecracking now. And, and, and not the only time they entered, uh, it was the vision. Right. Where he saw, like, where he saw, like, the space whales, you know, the Chitauri yeah. space whales oh, that, yeah. that, in that vision. That's the only time, but... Like, yeah, I mean, at the end of Iron Man 3, he, like, took the arc reactor out. Uh-huh. I'm done with the suits. I am Iron Man. Yeah. And, like, it's the same thing. At, at the end of this movie, he's like, I'm re- going to retire. I'm yeah. done. It's like, didn't? I thought you were done in the last movie. And there was no explanation <laughs> as to why you're yeah, back yeah. on the team. He's he would- like fucking uh, Aaron, or not Aaron Rodgers. What's the old fucking quarterback for Green Bay? Favre. Like, he's never really fucking gone. He's going to come back. Yeah, where Avengers 1 did such a great job in being the culmination of all the previous movies. Yes. This one just felt like a movie. Like, it didn't feel like it needed, like, as far as it's the final chapter of Phase 2. It really didn't. It felt like a stepping stone. It didn't really feel like that. Like, it just felt like its own thing. Like, it didn't need Cap 2 and and Iron Man 3 and Guardians of the Galaxy. You know how they tried to address Iron Man 3 with this movie was the Iron Legion. 
Yeah. That's what they tried to do. It's like the Iron Legion. And I thought the Iron Legion was going to be fighting the battles for them. Right. Yeah. But Iron Legion, what, like, they fucking, like, do, like, they just direct traffic? They suck. Yeah. Like, that's all he <laughs> did. Horrible. That's all he did. Yeah. I was like, I just wanted to see, like, you know, maybe, like, some street cones down on the ground and you know him, what just, they like, did. him waving those lights and directing traffic. You know what they should have did? They should have <laughs> brought fucking Paul Blart in and made no. him an Iron Legion dude. <laughs> because the comedy would have been there. The only thing that was missing was one of those fucking things. Things on a Segway. <laughs> Honestly, yes. They did not need to bring Paul Blart in. Oh, that would be great. Oh no, no, that. he would, he would, he would fit right in with the comedy beats. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same pace. The comedy was a little more highbrow than Paul Blart. I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> a little more. So I think in, in summation, I think he was probably the weakest character in the whole film. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that, but well, one of the strongest in the first movies. Yeah. And then I can't walk out of this and being like, oh my god. That that ooh okay this is where they could have totally redeemed themselves with Iron Man. Do you want to hear about this, Jay? Oh yeah. This th- listen to this. Tell me what you would think about this. All right. So final battle out of nowhere, Hulkbuster versus Ultron. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been cool for you sure. Beat the living fuck out of that. Me. Would have made more sense than in the middle of the fucking movie, right? Within I, the first half hour, wouldn't that have been awesome? Like, just I, like we saw the Hulkbuster earlier, and yeah. we we knew we were going to get it in that Hulkbuster Hulk fight. You know what I mean? We yeah, knew yeah. that. So, like, I wasn't blown away as much as I could have been had I seen no footage, right? Or right. maybe they would have just shown like the the one promotional picture where yeah. the two fists were punching each other. Yeah. If that's all we would have saw, then I would have been like, that fight was amazing. It, but we saw so much that if we had not seen uh like a, a fight between Hulkbuster like out of nowhere Iron Man shows up and then you hear Veronica's voice and you see Ultron yeah and then all of a sudden it just starts forming Hulkbuster and you're like holy fuck Hulkbuster versus Ultron yeah, yeah that would have been awesome it was really anticlimactic to see the Hulkbuster within the first hour of the film why wouldn't he use the Hulkbuster against Ultron <laughs> thank That's you I, 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 I can't I, it was the same moment that I had in Pacific Rim yeah. when I said why didn't he use the sword the entire time I know. Yeah. oh here's yeah. the sword of shit it's like you've got this fucking satellite called Veronica that will follow you anywhere. It can hold up against the fucking Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's one, one, one and done, you know? Well, <laughs> I mean, you? Just, just to end the Iron Man talk, I think it would have redeemed Iron Man 3 to at least kind of address that movie and be like, where's right. he at now? And then uh-huh. I would have been more on board with him as a character. But to just totally fucking ignore that yeah. and to make him just, oh, Robert Downey, he's cute and funny. Yeah. Fuck let me, that. let me talk about the Hulkbuster armor here real quick. Just, just a few facts that I want to throw about them, throw in about the movie that I think are kind of cool that, that maybe most people don't know. The Hulkbuster armor, it has three arc reactors on the front, one on the chest and one on each knee and four arc reactors on the back. Damn. That's excluding the arc reactor of the suit worn underneath the Hulkbuster. So it takes seven arc reactor arc reactors to power this suit. Wow. Um, they introduce Veronica. It's a satellite space station. And this new computer system that Tony uses, it uses first it uses that containment unit. And then it sends out the new pieces in the film. We saw it sends out the new pieces mm-hmm. uh, once those pieces are destroyed by the Hulk. Um, it's also designed, of course, to fly him off planet. Um, so yeah, more Man of Steel. And again, he could there. have used that in Iron Man 3 to mm. defeat the whole damn thing. <laughs> Instead of his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And now. Pepper, save me. 
Oh yeah, the Hulkbuster versus uh fucking no uh, contest. That would have been yeah. great, and oh, that's what that would have been so. That's good. what we wanted to see. We oh. wanted to see that in right. Iron Man three. Instead, right. they made some kind of cargo lifting goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> right, he's wow. a little bulkier than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, and like, the, the whole thing with Iron Man 3, and I'm going to go off on a rant about this again. Because real quick, that movie. Is like, <laughs> the, the quick thing about that movie is like he kept saying, like, I don't need the suits. I don't need the suits to do this and that. And I I am Iron Man. And what defeats the final guy is his girlfriend that's yeah, infected yeah. with Extremis. Right. And so he never did defeat Extremis. No, no. But anyway, um, did you guys pick this up in the movie? Banner helped design Veronica. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, he admits to Tony that he's still worried about his rage. And then he mentions helping him with the fail-safe protection program, which is Veronica, which is the Hulk buster. Um, and why is it called Veronica? Joss Whedon said, you know, I just decided to call it Veronica because Bruce Banner used to be in love with a girl named Betty. Uh, oh, okay. And Veronica is the opposite of that. Right. Which was Archie not explained at all in the movie. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, that well, didn't the Milano, well, the Mo- I, I was wondering why the fuck it was called Veronica. Well, everybody wondered why the Milano was called the Milano in Guardians of the Galaxy. We had to find out from James Gunn. It was after uh, Alyssa Milano. Right, right. I guess those are cute little Easter eggs to find out after the fact. So, the, I mean, not a know. big thing. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I... I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just kind of viewing the film in its entirety from its entertainment value. But, I mean, to continue, like, poking these holes in it that I can't refute, mm-hmm. I mean, almost makes me feel like a little bit of a Marvel fanboy. Like, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm totally a Marvel fanboy, and I'm totally drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> He's like, give me I, some more of it. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. I, I enjoyed spending two hours and 15 minutes with these characters and actors that I love when they're when they're together. I mean, I... I I was ready to poke holes in this movie too. But I don't feel like I spent any time with any of the characters that I really love from the other films. I definitely got to spend some time with Cap, and, and I very much enjoyed that. And mm. seeing Cap being Avengers leader, I, I like that very much. I, okay, so let's talk about Thor. Yeah, I I think Thor was great. I think he was kind of one of the best parts of the movie as well. Like without Loki being involved, this is the first time you're seeing Thor without you know his counterpart or his nemesis. So I, I think I think his character was done really well in this movie too, but again, you know, a lot of cutesy moments with this character. A lot of cutesy moments, mm-hmm. and like as far as like set up for like future films, he's the redheaded stepchild. I mean, they barely yeah. set up Ragnarok. They did with the vision that and they not, not vision the character, but the vision that he got from you know Scarlet Witch, right? Where everything like Heimdall, his eyes are like white, and he's like everything's going to hell here, and right, and. Uh, you know, and then he has to then and then Selvig, like setting it up with Selvig. I mean, I feel like and it was so rushed. With, it, it was totally rushed. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think like even for you know saying it's cutesy and there's there's a ton of one liners. I think his was the best. I think his made the most sense mm-hmm. as his character, and I think it was the funnest. Like Thor was fucking fun in this movie, and that that's like I mean. I don't really look at Thor as like the badass, you know, god or whatever. Yeah. I always look at him as just this kind of nuanced, you know, trying to be a human and, and also being a god. I think that was the best portrayal um, that they could have done in this movie of Thor. So I think that was done really well. But at the same time, like, the Thor-Ultron fight was totally fucking weak. Mm-hmm. Horrible. And, and you know, it's just like scene after scene. Yeah, after they him. used him. He used Ultron to, like, stall to stall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, 
come on, I want to see fucking Thor like just destroy the fucking. I mean, guy. we saw Thor yeah. like fucking like bending right. Iron Man's suit and shit. Yeah, I want to see him try. How yeah. much are they going to depower his character? Like you can <laughs> you can stall him by kicking his ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I what, the one thing that I I mean, and I talked about how Ultron didn't scare me. We'll get back to Thor here in a second, but the the one like we talked about how like Ultron didn't scare me. Like the one thing that I did appreciate in this was the time where it's like he's talking to Iron Man face to face like the first time and I mean not Tony Stark he's talking to Iron Man yeah. Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit and it's when they're in that South African country yeah and uh, right after the battle with Claw and uh, Claw loses his uh, we had the Empire his Strikes Back <laughs> yeah. arm cut off and um and they're asking uh, Ultron questions, and Ultron says, oh, yeah, I was going to tell you my whole plan, and then just blast him, you know, right. kind of like sarcastic. That was yeah. the only time where the sarcasm worked for me because there was something, like, really evil that he did right after it. You yeah. know, And they should have right. kept with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good moment, I thought, yeah. too. But uh, I just wanted to see more, like, Ultron just be, like, just evil and dastardly right. and, like, you know, and, and – and I think they tried to go like so opposite of like what Zod was in Man of Steel. Like, oh, we'll we'll, we'll incorporate a little bit of Downey's jokes in here because Spader is good at that with his voice. Oh, I agree. But not as a robot, not right. as a robot that's hell bent on like you know destruction. I thought it was, should have been like, yeah, maybe a little bit more Zod, maybe because right. it would it would have raised the stakes. I, I I didn't feel like anybody in this movie was ever in danger except for Hawkeye, who they kept like, oh, he's vulnerable now. Here's his yeah. family. Yeah. Here's his family. Welcome to Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. And like, like uh, here's, you know what I mean? So it's like there was they, so much humor everywhere else that he didn't need to be funny too. I wanted him to be scary and intimidating. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. The, it was weird. The, the best scene for me with Ultron is when he's in that church and he's wearing the cloak. Yeah. Then I thought, like, okay, they're on the right track. Like mm-hmm. with this character, he's sitting right. in a church, admiring the architecture, talking about the right. design of worship. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. And then just. Quirk after quirk after joke in a selfie. What are those little people, smaller versions called? Yeah. Children? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Okay. Yeah. That movie mouth is what took away all the fear for me. I'm telling you. The same dialogue would have been scary. I thought that for sure. fucking yeah. mouth wouldn't move. I agree. I th- you know, not to jump ahead on characters, but I thought for sure they were going to reveal the final form where he's just fucking fire in his mouth, fire in his eyes, and you don't see that human yes. yeah. anymore. And that's right. what they should have done. Yeah. Like, I don't see humanity anymore mm-hmm. because they're a fucking plague. Yep. That kind of thing. He should have gone Super Shredder at the end, for sure. Yeah, he's Super <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> no, he he went Megatron. He definitely went Megatron. Yeah. It was so Transformery. Ugh. It was. So who, who's that? Let's talk, let's talk about Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye was my second favorite, I think. I, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I, I heard a bunch of reviews saying, oh, it's really his movie and whatever. I'm like, yeah, he got more speaking lines, but I didn't think that he really stood out. I didn't think it was anything all that special. He had a couple of humorous bits where he's joking about how he doesn't have all these superpowers and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Other than that, you got to see his family, and that's all. It doesn't necessarily make him an interesting character. I got a wife and kids. It doesn't necessarily make me interesting. Yeah, I did not want Hawkeye to die halfway through this movie. They actually made me – like in the first movie, they could have killed Hawkeye at any moment, and I would have been like, meh. Yeah, I agree. And in this movie, by by the halfway point, I, I didn't want Hawkeye to die. I really anymore. thought that that's what they were doing was like, okay, now we're going to flesh out his backstory so we can kill him and make it, it mean was, something. It was way too heavy-handed, I thought, especially like – it's the age of information, and we've reported on this show that Hawkeye is going to be in Captain America: Civil War, and mm-hmm. it's hard not to think of that type of shit when you're watching this right. movie. Yeah. I mean, that's how I knew Quickass was going to die because he's the only character they hadn't yeah. fucking told us was going to be in a future movie. Right. <laughs> and even Scarlett Johansson herself—I mean, she talked about her role in 
uh, Civil War exactly. before this film aired. So you know so, she's not dying. Right. You know the whole Hawkeye thing was a diversion technique. Yeah. Just from knowing what's going on in the future movies already. And right. I, I, I gotta know, Jake, what were your thoughts when that motherfucker was standing there and he had the bullet holes in him? He's like, bet you didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. fell over. My, I think I may have audibly said out loud, I did see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking to myself, my God, Jake ruined this scene for me today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if he's, I mean it, it made no sense other than just to get rid of the character so they didn't have to deal with him versus the one from uh, Fox's X-Men. Because if he's so fast, how come he couldn't fucking do some weird shit with the bullets there too? But whatever, he got shot in the end. For me... Him and his fucking uh, New Balance shoes can go to hell. What's the actor's name? Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah. yeah right? I yeah. thought he was terrible, too. He, I thought his performance was the worst performance in the whole movie. Hmm. Like, I thought his accent was absolutely ridiculous. I think he had the worst fucking outfit out of everybody. They yeah. gave him a fucking Under Armour shirt, black trousers, and, like, New Balance or Asics shoes, and that was it. That was his outfit. Yeah, he was terrible to me. Had <laughs> I known he was going to be that terrible, I, I would have been glad that I thought he was going to die. He didn't look like he was going to fight anybody. He looked like he was going to go run a 5K. He had his moments. He had his moments for me. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, some of the comedy that actually did work for me was like uh, when they're trying to evacuate the city, and he comes in, he's like, everybody leave the city, and then he, he runs out, and like the guy, one guy like shrugs it off, and he comes back in and sh- shoots the gun, and then everybody starts leaving yeah. the city, like that that vicinity. I thought that was kind of funny. He had his comedic moments that actually worked for me, where they used the speed very cool. Um, I liked how uh, with it was a very cool moment when he uh, uh, disassembled the uh, claws gun and had all the bullets lined up. I thought that right. was very cool and fun. Um, he had done some other things before that that I thought were kind of fun that they used to speed in, in a really cool way. I thought, I thought the scene were... where, uh, where the, like you said, you didn't see that coming. But before that, where um, Quick so, uh, Hawkeye went to blow up that uh, that bunker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> I was like, what and the fuck? he caught it, and he's like, what the fuck? Because he never misses. Right. But then later on, Hawkeye gets him back with the bullet that went up. I don't think the effect, I don't think they pulled that off very well. Because I was like, is this slow motion bullet in his mind or is everybody right. seeing this? And then I figured out it was just what, what Quicksilver was seeing. And then he fell. And then Hawkeye said, you didn't see that coming. He, he, I mean, Evan Peters was like a hundred times better. Oh yeah, so, for sure. But I, I kind of thought that they telegraphed that he was going to get shot when he was running around. He told, they were shot saying, in the arm. yeah, they said cease fire. And he got shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? I'm like, okay, so he's going to die by bullets. Because for whatever reason, he didn't catch that one. So mm-hmm. I, I just thought that that was kind of telling. I mean, him. honestly, you know, I think Quicksilver had more impact on me than Hawkeye did. For how much they tried to shove his character in our faces yeah. that we need to care about Hawkeye. So you th- you're you just and taking it from, that. like, the director and from, like, comments from the last movie. Like, this is, like, in your face. Like, oh, we're going to give you more Hawkeye because you had a big problem with yeah, it. Yeah, in which I, yeah. you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed more Hawkeye. I, I love Hawkeye. But to me, Quicksilver had more impact to me than the Hawkeye that they tried to keep shoving. Her. He's a family man. He's got kids. <laughs> you know, come on. I mean, Quicksilver, even though he wasn't in it that much, I thought every every moment was perfect with that character. I didn't really feel one way or another about it after the first Avengers film. It just didn't. I didn't really think that much about Renner as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But after this one, I, I really think they need to recast. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if it's the actor though for me, but yeah, go ahead. No, I, was just, I think Renner, I think Renner did fine this movie. Yeah. I, I, I liked him a lot. 
I thought another thing that worked in this movie, one of the few times that setting up future movies actually worked for me, was the uh, you, the claw stuff. Yeah, that that actually did get me excited to see Black. But Panther. even he was cracking wise with cuttlefish. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I got everybody it. in this fucking universe making jokes. So we're all is Josh a Reed. comedian. Yeah. We're all Spider Man, yeah. which makes oh. me very worried about Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> hey, get Josh Whedon to write Spider Man, right? <laughs> no, we talked about that though before this, and we thought it was a great idea. I still think it's not the worst idea. No, I, I after this Whedon. movie, after this movie, I, basically it's going to be the same thing. At the end of the movie, he's going to be fighting a bunch of some sort of minions, yeah. and we're going to get another villain that's not fleshed out. And and they are and Marvel is throwing vi- throwing villains in the trash can left and right. Ronan's dead. Really Ultron's are. gone. Um, I mean, I'm just yellow jacket uh, guys. He's let's, he, let's chalk, chalk him up as we're gonna get the same thing in fucking Ant Man. We're yeah, gonna right. get a villain that is not fleshed out again, and he's gonna die. And if he doesn't die, he's not gonna show up in another movie and be anything. I mean, like Red Skull. I mean, is he ever coming back? Or are they done right. with Red Skull? What the fuck yeah. I'm, I mean. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing a disturbing theme now with all these Marvel films in right. that the struggle least, is within yeah. the heroes, not with the bad guy. It needs to be with the bad guy. I mean, at least like, you know, the Nolan movies, like they figured it out. Like you've got to have like, you know, in order to make Batman that much more interesting, mm-hmm. who he's battling has to be, you know, that much that, that that's that much more dynamic right. in personality than him. That's where the conflict needs to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, a great villain will make your hero that much more interesting right. when they push him to their limits. Mm-hmm. I felt like none of the Avengers were pushed to their limits as they are just burning through Ultron bots. Yeah. Quicksilver is just Punching them and they're exploding. He would break his yeah. fucking hand. I, I know. <laughs> their, biggest, their biggest enemy at the end of the film was time, not Ultron. That's a great point about the difference between the Batman and the Avengers stuff. But I mean, it's kind of a little bit the opposite in the Batman, where in the Batman movies, I'm rooting for the fucking villains. Like, I want Joker to win in the Batman movies. Like, so it is nice to have a movie where I'm actually rooting for the hero. You know? Oh man, I'm I'm sorry, but like in that last like the Dark Knight Rises, I'm 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 like cheering Batman to like jump out of that fucking pit. Yeah. I, I am I mean it's like that rocky fucking moment. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I hate that pit stuff. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I loved it. I absolutely that loved was, it. That was a good scenario. Because I mean it had so much meaning behind it. It's yeah. not like I don't feel like it's it's you're watching growth of a character mm-hmm. and him overcome something. And I felt like I watched no characters grow in this film mm-hmm. with real growth. And I, they, they can throw they can throw in a one liner at the end of the movie that Tony thinks he's done and he wants to retire. But like setting it up from the beginning of the film and then him having that organic uh, evolution towards the end of the film, where like that's where he wants to, but that's what he wants to do. It did not make sense, especially from the last movie where he said he was done. Yeah, right. yeah. And, going and, off, and then he's back again. It just doesn't make sense. Going off of that very same theme too, when he wakes up and he's in the pit, Bane tells him that there's no guards, mm-hmm. and, and that's the that's the ultimate in torture is that you give them hope, and you know they they just can't overcome it. Mm-hmm. And in the trailers for this movie, we saw Ultron talking about. Hope I'm going to take that from them first. I I never once in the film got that he was such an imposing character that the Avengers themselves were ever pressed down. Like Loki had them at odds against each other and fighting, and you had a little bit of that in this, but it wasn't his design. 
It, Let's it, talk it, about his plan. Let's talk about his plan. plan. Let's talk about his plan for a little bit. Can we? Yeah. I mean, would you have rather have seen him actually get access to the launch codes? Or would you have actually or, – or the fear of actually being able to get to the launch codes? Or do you think that it's a better um, setup for like his master plan is to uh, have uh, Sokovia – was it Sokovia at the end? Yeah. Floating, going up into outer space with a vibranium core only to fall back onto the Earth as a meteor and then destroy the Earth? Well, it wasn't just going to fall. It was propelled. But that's a lot of work to build when you live in the Internet and you can just get the codes. Should be able to get the codes, no right. problem. Well, yeah. didn't, they addre- <laughs> di- didn't they address that, though, when Tony, for five seconds, went to Oslo, Norway, the hub of the Internet or whatever? Yeah. Oh, what did- was that called? It had some stupid name. Yeah, and he went there. Didn't he take care of that the when he went there? or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he, he could do it, but Ultron couldn't. Right. He could and easily just fuck with that. It was cool to see him like arrive there. No, it was like th- th- it was so weird. It was just like all of a sudden I saw a scene with maybe something going on, and then all of a sudden, like he's in a room, yeah, <laughs> talking to. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. Like, uh, and like, like some people are probably listening to this and being like, I don't even remember that part in the movie. Exactly. It's because it's, it's because it happened so fucking quickly. There and he even made a joke there as he's typing on the on the keys there, and they just let him he have had, access. He had two keyboards, Brian. Yeah, he had two. Keyboards. <laughs> there, were, there were probably like four scenes cut around that scene. I mean, that's uh, a lot of the movie felt really disjointed like that where you could just tell like pieces got punched out of it mm-hmm. yeah you you yeah. know that that's a huge point that you never felt like ultron was a fucking threat to this team right. at all right it, it, like like the, the like the threat was like what scarlet witches scarlet witch had shown them in the vision yeah you know like okay thor is like the threat is like what's happening in in asgard you know with ragnarok right and then for tony it's like He's thinking about like what he saw in the vision with like the Chitari space whales. Yeah. And like that's like the threat. Like they're always thinking two to three movies ahead to where like this movie actually suffered more, I think, than Iron Man 2 did trying to set up movies for the universe. I agree with that. And and very X-Men Last Standy too, which I think this movie totally reminds me of X-Men Last Stand. I love X-Men Last Stand. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do, Jake. God damn it. (laughs) But, dude, is that for real? Yeah, I mean... Oh, oh my Jesus. god, dude! You I just look like a girl again. I love it for all the wrong reasons, just because it's such a train wreck of a movie, and it's so far from the comic books that I like. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like they killed Cyclops off in five minutes, and I was like on the edge of my seat, like, who are they going to kill off next? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> X Men meets Game of Thrones. So yeah, I was. It was exciting. I was, I was, Cyclops <laughs> dick. <laughs> oh no! Shit! Is it? God damn it. No, I'm don't not tell even me. Drunk this time. Everything's okay. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. But, you know, you know, I was going to say something. I would move it off of that. I've only seen it once, to be fair, though. I've never seen X-Men Last Stand post the theater. There's a reason. Yeah. (laughs) But I had a great time that first time. I thought it was absolutely (laughs) fucking terrible. Because of all the comics that I've ever read my whole life, like when I was a kid, the only one I read was the fucking Phoenix Saga. Oh, and great saga. So I'm sitting there waiting for it, man. I'm like, okay, fucking Phoenix, here we go. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit when it got over? <laughs> but but to my point, like Scarlet Witch was my favorite part of this movie. But the whole like, hey, everything you did is forgiven. 
you know, the speech that Hawkeye gave her, which again, a great moment when she walks out the door and blows everyone away. It's fucking badass. It's so badass. It's the most badass moment since the Hulk of the first fucking Avengers. But for him to give that speech, like, all is forgiven. You just fuck with everybody's fucking head. No big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal. You killed your brother, by the way. You're the one that did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal. It's just like thrown fucking aside just to make sure that she's cool, which she was cool. But that irritated the shit out of me that she's here fucking with everybody's head and there's zero repercussions. Yeah. She caused the whole fucking thing. Ultron was one thing, but she was a bigger threat than Ultron. It's almost the same way. Well, in, see, the, in thing the, is, comics, though. the thing is, like, he, it was poorly done. I totally agree with you, but she was almost the catalyst for, like, the vision getting created because, like, part of the, which she should have been part of the reason that, that Thor, like, you know, when, Thor was, had a hand in creating the vision. I mean, he was the one who used, like, the lightning to, like, you know, give him the power to become alive. And Thor did that because of the visions that he had seen. Like, we need this, this, whatever is in here, this can help us. Right. What, the, the, whatever is in here, this can help us. This could be, possibly save the team. And so he created the vision. And I did like I, the one part that I really thought was cool was like Vision when he modeled his cape after Thor. Yeah, that I was thought cool. that was actually I loved really cool. It made movie. total sense. I did not, and I'm sure you guys loved it. I did not like it, and I didn't think it was a cool moment or a fanboy moment when the Vision picked up the hammer. I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I want to see Cap pick it up. I, I, I not Cap Vision. picked it up in the book. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, for they, me, it was like, like Whedon whoa. was like, okay, Vision picked it up so he could prove to the team that he's worth. Worthy to be an Avenger, right? Yeah. Okay, I get it. Okay, it's so fucking on the nose, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my favorite Vision moment was when he phased into that Ultron bot with both of his hands, and then just peeled the like just to see Ultron or not Ultron, but Vision phasing in mm-hmm. a movie. Really, like I couldn't help but fanboy out for that. My favorite part was when we saw the three D kind of like the the three D moment where the screen panned, and he's blasting. With the mind gem yeah. at Ultron. I thought that scene looked beautiful. The lighting in the CG was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was just gorgeous, especially in 3D. I thought it was just absolutely gorgeous. So I that agree. was my favorite. Um, what did you, did you guys like Paul Bettany? I did. Um, yeah. Did you? I really, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Very subtle, which the vision should be. I mean, he's. AI. I thought he looked time. the part remarkably too. Yeah, like I, I agree. has this always been the plan? Do you think when Paul Bettany signed on, did they tell him right then and there that? No, uh, I don't think they not. did. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I it was just a really like amazing coincidence that he fit that role so perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they first got him, I don't. I mean, they got him for the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, right? I don't even know if they knew the universe was going to actually work. Right? Yeah, yeah, they, they had all their laurels just resting on whether or not Iron Man would succeed. Right. The first movie I saw him in was uh, Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger, and he did like the announcing for. Him I remember the that. That was, was a, really fun. That was a cute movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. We will. We will rock you. Modern. It's, it's kind of a guilty pleasure for yeah, me. It is, yeah. Can't take it seriously, but it's a good time. <laughs> All right, hey, we are back real quick. We took a quick pause there, and uh, in the in the in the uh, interim, uh, the uh, Suicide Squad picture was released. So stick around. We're going to talk about that after we get done talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron. We're not going to go away from that right now, but we'll talk about that first picture of the entire Suicide Squad, minus Tattoo Joker, Yeah, but we'll talk about that at the very end. Um, Let's see here. Um, Where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to just start 
What do you guys want to talk let's, about? Let's now? maybe let's 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 go through the basic outline of the movie and just start picking it apart from there. Sounds that good. sounds very good to me. Uh, what, okay, we talk. You know, like at the beginning, we've got uh, Sokovia. Uh, there's the uh, the battle in Sokovia. What what did you? Th- I mean, like I already said, like I thought it was just CG overload. Um, and it was just like fan service, and I'd already seen a lot of this stuff, you know, from the trailer, mm. uh, like Jake had mentioned, uh, especially like uh, the the cool camp scene where he flips the motorcycle into the tank. Right. Um, I did like um, the vibranium shield Thor hammer, you know, yeah. the Thor uh, Thor's uh, Mjolnir hitting the, combo. the shield, and then it huh? knocked out uh, the tank. I thought that was fun. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I liked that a lot too. Yeah. So. The, one of the, a couple of things. Uh, a I. If that was CG overload, I totally bought into mm-hmm. it. I thought it was look. I thought it looked. Cool. Well, you play video games all the time. You have no problem with it, Frank. Yes it looked no. like a so, fucking video sometimes game. Sometimes it takes me out. This time, I just kind of accepted it for what it was. It didn't bug me this time around. Uh, but um, one of the things that did kind of bug me, and I picked this up off of watching one of those fucking death battle things off a of screw attack. Like, one of the reasons why Cap can throw a shield and it can ricochet off all those things and have him catch it is. He is a genius. He thinks enough to where, like, fucking playing pool, where he could throw it, how he can do it to where it will end up back well, in his Well, this one, he's got, like, the button on his arm right. where it it comes back to him anyway. It kind of made it a little cheesy because, like, okay, so how can he think about how to throw it and make it do all that when Thor's the one smacking it with his hammer? Because of the button. But the button didn't make it bounce all over the place first. I mean, yeah, it might have made it come back, but it wouldn't have caused it to... Do all that ricochet stuff. He had plenty of time to play frisbee pool, frisbee golf, <laughs> frisbee golf in World War II. That's why he's so good at it. So maybe, maybe he thinks I mean, fast it's, enough. He, that that shield, golf. that Jesus shield has Christ. bounced off of so many Nazis' heads <laughs> that he is an expert at uh, frisbee golf. Fuck it, shield science. <laughs> shield science. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never got hung up on that at all. Yeah, and just, that's like of, the least. Of my problems well, in, that, in that opening I, sequence. It's probably just got to do with, like, you know, the fact that I literally just came upon that a week ago. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fucking badass. That's something I never knew about Cap. And then here they are. I'm like, okay, so. And if you don't watch sweet. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have, like, literally no idea how they even got there. I mean, Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., the last episode, it set up that they, Maria Hill was the one that found out that the scepter is there. And she was oh. the one that found out the location of, like, Baron Von Strucker's Sokovia Fortress. Yeah. I had no fucking so if you clue. don't watch Agents of Shield, like you have no idea like why they're even there except to just retrieve the to, to retrieve the scepter. Yeah. So I don't watch Agents of Shield, and I, I, I was never bothered by that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, I that's a big enough reason. It. They well, got to get the gym. You've Tupperwareed it. You, yeah. it, it. I'm just saying, like, if like it, there's a. I'm just saying there are a lot of loose ends, and like. I, at this point, with all the loose ends in this movie, I just kind of accept it. Like it's like they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like. You know, things just happen in this movie and you just accept it. I look at it backwards. I look at it the other way because the first Avengers film, it wrapped up with them capturing Loki and then um, what happened to his staff specifically? Did they have possession of it or did it get taken? Beats the fuck out of me. I don't know. I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no, I meant like the end of the first Avengers film. I can't remember now. They, they, they got it. it. They retrieved it, right? Okay. Now, I, I just kind of looked at it like that was one of the things that they were dealing with at the end of the last movie, so that was what they were going to address with this one. No, I mean, at the end of the last Captain America movie, Winter Soldier, we were introduced to Baron Von Strucker, right. who said he had been using, you know, doing, uh, you know, he had the, the miracles. Now they're called the enhanced. <laughs> but so. I guess what I'm thinking is like, okay, so maybe 
there are people out there who would watch the Avengers films mm-hmm. without watching the ones in between. Not very many of them, but you know, a few. No, I'm sure there's, there's, like there's my, tons of them. There's right. tons of them. My yeah. dad doesn't like the Thor movies. Right. But and, my dad loves the Captain America movies because he loves the spy right. and the espionage type shit. Now, yeah. my son, I mean, yeah, he's only 10, but he falls into that category where he doesn't watch any of the others other mm-hmm. than the Avengers films. So I just kind of accepted it like you know about the scepter from the first film – and it's a trope. It's something that they need. So, okay, that's what they're going to deal with in this movie. So it didn't bug me at all that that was where they're at, what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I Tupperware this movie, but I definitely have faults with it. And I, I saw the opening is very much like, like the opening of a James Bond movie. I mean, we have a cold open. We start with a giant action sequence, and then we cut to title. I mean, it, it really harkened back to that for me. I, I didn't see the opening title, the opening sequence as much of a loose end. Me neither. The fact that they told us that the, the scepter was there was good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go get it. Okay. Because you know Fair of enough. it from the first film. Sure. I just was like, I don't know, we're just jumping into this with like, you know, okay, they're after the scepter, and then... And then I don't know. It just like feels like they did a horrible job of like setting up Baron von Strucker in this. And yeah. I mean, that's how that's how like how every James Bond movie opens up. Like, I know, but like know. Jake, after like Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which was such a great movie, and like and like it, it was, it was so awesome. And they're like setting up Baron von Strucker, and like this just seemed like so lazy. And I'm and this isn't a James Bond film. No, it just seemed lazy. Like okay, Baron von Strucker, we ended with that, and here we are, we're attacking him. Now we're just attacking him. It's like, if you didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like, it's just lazy. It just felt like they're rushing and rushing everything just to have this cool action sequence. But he had the the scepter. I mean, they had to get the scepter. They Mm -hmm. can't let this bad guy have the scepter. I know, but it's like, they, it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, kind of like, it kind of like set up like why they were, what they were, what they were setting up and how they got this and, and, and everything. I don't know. It just felt so like, disconnected from the tv show too like this doesn't want to like even like like connect itself with the tv show it's like that over like it's supposed to be a shared universe (laughs) hashtag it's all connected (laughs) i'm just saying like it's supposed to be this shared universe and they're talking they're always bragging about the shared universe and yet it's so distant from that and i have a i do have a problem with it its greatest strength becomes its greatest weakness because then you have to wonder who's all watched what how do we make this cohesive for everybody, even the people who aren't watching Agents of Sealed? Uh, I can't remember the fellow's name, but somebody went through and put together all the pieces in chronological order mm-hmm. of the entire MCU, including TV series. I didn't realize that, like, if you consider every single episode of a TV series, like, an, its own entity, there's 78 pieces of content mm-hmm. with this. And you gotta kinda try to play, like, like, who's watched all of what? We gotta guess at who knows what mm-hmm. going in. Sometimes they kind of got to gloss over some things in order for people to just kind of hit the ground running or else they spend all their time explaining everything that most people already know. It's, but if they're going to have this shared universe, I, 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 and they're totally not going to acknowledge the TV stuff at all, why do it? Warner Brothers is doing the right thing by having the Flash TV series be its own separate thing and just have Flash and Arrow be their own own little thing, their own universe, as opposed to like the TV shows have to mirror what's going on in the movies because the movies sure as fuck don't mirror what's going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They don't even acknowledge anything except for – I mean except for maybe like – Nick Fury showed up once. Yeah, um, that felt a little forced. Like, there was no Col- mention of Coulson at all in this film. Right. Uh, we had heard that some of the members of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had been filmed during this. Those never made it to this movie. It's like, 
honestly, I think like the TV series is like the redheaded stepchild of this universe. It does not feel like a shared universe. And yeah, I understand that you don't want people that have not been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to like watch this and not understand. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that – I just think that like the way that they just jumped into this whole fucking action sequence was just kind of like – yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on that. I fine. like how they just jumped into it. Right. I, I think Daredevil does it right, whereas maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does it wrong. Now, for me, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I would have been put off had they tried to include stuff in there, the stuff that I haven't seen. I was kind of glad that they didn't well, they, they, that they, stuff they, they did include it. In, uh, they included it in Captain America the Winter Soldier, and I think they did a better job in that, in, in incorporating – they even had a character from the TV show in the movie, mm-hmm. and he played a big role. Okay. I mean, and See, it, and it was a- fucking awesome. And, like, in this, th- they took a character, I think the actor that played Baron Von Strucker, mm-hmm. I think if he would have stayed alive, he would have been a great addition in future episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, there, there is something I can totally agree with. I was not happy that they chumped Strucker as much as they did and thought the same thing. Like, they, why don't they use this guy on S.H.I.E.L.D.? Right. Although, I mean, I think that kind of goes right back to the whole they don't know what they're doing with bad guys kind of thing. Yeah. I I felt like it was just a total, like, show-off moment. Like, the whole opening scene was just we're showing off that we have all this new money coming into this film, and we're going to put it all into this first ten minutes of this film. That would have been better portrayed in something else, like in a later battle, like – it would have made the later battles more memorable instead of just, here's what we can do with all this uh, CGI technology, check it out. But it didn't, it, it didn't really like make me excited for the rest of the film. It was just like, come on, get it made Baron Von Strucker look like a bitch. And he Baron Von Strucker, you're, you're, you're watching Winter Soldier and you're like, this guy's gonna be a, a cool threat. Yes, at the yeah. end of that movie, it's set up to like, where like, oh shit, we're gonna have a battle with Baron Von Strucker. Worry about that guy. And then like, like, there was like no setup to like how they got there, no setup at all about how it they got there. It would have taken five minutes for them to do this. It was needless. Though. Five minutes. I will say this though: it was needless for Agents of Shield to set it up. Then they and then for them just to like throw it away in the movie. I mean, it just like that. That whole fucking beginning scene was just like. It, like you're saying, it's just like big bang, wow, here's a big action sequence instead of earning it, in my opinion. It was just fucking lazy. Yeah, I didn't they, care. I, but, you know, when I saw, you know, just to kind of. They made Baron Von Strucker look like a bitch. I, agree I mean, with that. that's, that's my whole like, fucking problem with this. Where he sent everybody on to die and he goes, well, I'm gonna surrender. Don't surrender! I'm gonna surrender. And yeah. yeah, it made him out to look like a coward. Like the whole thing that you set up, your whole fucking mid credit scene that you set up in Winter Soldier was this? Yeah. Yeah. That's what your whole, your whole setup <laughs> for that mid credit scene. Yeah. Was this? It was setting up the twins more than it was setting up this, wasn't it? I thought Baron von Strucker was very instrumental in the twins. Well, yeah, but that was what that scene was. And they was. made him look like a bitch. That scene was to show you Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, not to get you excited about. It Strucker. was showing you that Hydra, Hydra was in Europe, and they were experimenting, and I thought we were going to see like some battle between Hydra, but it was just him fight the, the Avengers just. Making bitches out of them. And the twins just get away. They just go away yeah, into I mean, the wilderness. That end scene worked different <laughs> for me then because that end scene only got me excited for the twins. 
Well, they, 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 uh, maybe it got you excited for the twins, but I'm just saying there was set up to other things. My, I mean, they were setting was... up Hydra. They were setting up Baron von Strucker as a character yeah. that they were going to battle in this next movie. And it does kind of discredit was, the threat of that, Hydra after all the work that the Winter Soldier put the, into it. Exactly. And that was the biggest thing about Winter Soldier was setting up Hydra. And then they just fucking threw that under the bus, too. Right. They Hydra's just not shit gone. on it. Well, I mean, but the the whole thing of Hydra being this huge threat, and we're going to see it more in the next movie. We saw it for five minutes, and they took him down in this epic fucking battle, which right. I think was totally just a show off moment. It yeah. didn't do anything. And for th- this me. all this did was set up for Captain America: Civil War, exactly. Where we're going to get more sarcastic Tony Stark. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully the Ru- Russo brothers can rein that in yeah. and give him, you that know. That needs to be tense and intense. And that it, needs to not be sprinkled with so much comedy. Yeah, exactly. And not to take away from that, but the, that whole scene was also shown in the fucking trailer. I mean, yeah. we saw that whole, you know, we, we got the yeah. gist of I think, it. I honestly, I think, and I don't, I'm not speaking for you guys, but I think there's a lot of people that saw this movie, and when you saw the movie, it was kind of like, cool awesome stuff happening on the screen it's mm-hmm. like it's like fucking eye candy and like right. wow look at all this oh vision oh scarlet witch oh quicksilver oh he's funny oh i'm laughing and it's like it's like i think after like a week or two of actually thinking about the movie i think some people are going to look back on it and be like yeah you know it's kind of weak kinda, there's some stuff that's kind of empty in this yeah there's some huge plot holes in this movie don't get me wrong but i feel like the movie earned that opening i feel like avengers one gave it the right to do an opening like that you yeah. can't you couldn't do an opening like that in avengers one because you gotta you gotta set the shit up and S- shit's already set up so let's fucking shoot the gun and have a big old action sequence right at the beginning i think it was appro- i didn't have fun in it i think it was appropriate for this film to open it up that way i do wish at the end they would have shown the team being more in shambles and yeah. against each other. Because it, it would have yeah, It just set the tone for how the whole fucking movie was going to be for me. Just showing off their powers and yeah. showing off all the cool shit they do. <laughs> and nobody was a threat. Ultron wasn't a threat. Von Strucker wasn't a threat. It just show. It just. It's just. It's just one thing after the other. It, 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 it's, it's just. It's just just trying to show us like cool scenes. Like even the scene where they're like punching in slow motion and shit, and you get them all lined up. It's yeah. just like how can Whedon show you cool shit? they're gonna do in everything that they do in every scene i and laughed like, at that scene I, it's like i i get it dude you're just trying to show us these <laughs> iconic stuff and i'm gonna go back it's like it's like you know everybody's saying like all these movies are so different and they are when they're in individual movies but now i'm starting to see that they're all kind of the same now they're all kind of the same like yeah guardians of the galaxy had all the jokes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it worked and then it's just like they took everything like funny from that movie and they threw it in this Avengers film and like, and they took the Avengers, the first film and they took it times a hundred, like everything. Yeah. And it felt, this felt like the same movie. It felt like the Ultron bots were the Chitari. Right. It felt like the Ultrabots were the Chitari characters. Yeah, they were the Chitari. That's a valid complaint. They, yeah. they were battle droids from Star Wars. And they did the they, same they thing. Nothing. He did the same thing again. And like, in, I don't know. Let, let's take Iron Man and impose him on every single fucking character in this movie. We know that works. We know that that puts asses in the seats. So let's do that for every single fucking character in this movie, regardless of what we've already set up. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that goes back to my complaint about everyone having the same voice in this movie. Exactly. It was, was all Tony Stark. Yeah. It was all Tony Stark. It, uh, it felt really odd to me right when... Uh, they found out that he had created Ultron, and then Thor grabbed him by the throat and started giving him the lecture. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, okay, like, I get that he's upset and, like, questioning him, but, like, he's so over the top, like, lifts him up by his throat, and I'm like, 
Well, he wasn't trying to do it to be bad. No, no, no. That's another thing. Like, I read that in every Iron Man, every movie that Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. has been in, mm-hmm. one character has grabbed him by the throat in every film. Oh, really? And it's just like one of those things and one of those funny Easter eggs that, that they keep throwing in. trying to do it on this? My, okay, another thing that I noticed in this movie that I thought was fucking stupid as all hell was that they had, like, no problem plowing through the Ultron bots at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But at the beginning of the movie, when we're first introduced to Ultron and they're in Avengers Tower mm-hmm. and we get like two or three Ultron bots that jump through that wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, those, those Ultron bots that Iron Man created from the Iron Legion are yeah. kicking their asses. Yeah, sure. I mean, they are having the biggest, almost the killing time. Hawkeye. It's right. because right. Falcon wasn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and technically, the only one that needs any kind of like weaponry is Stark. Which, granted, mm-hmm. he was right there. He could have just ordered up a Iron Man suit, but yeah, in uh, his own Thor, building. Yeah, yeah. Thor should have took him out, and Cap should have been able to hold his. No own. defenses in it. Yeah, in Cap Avengers is getting Tower. thrown up against walls, right. and like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, are you serious? Like. Like, like, there's only two, three of them here, but at the end of the movie, like, they're farting on them and they're exploding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I can get with that. They were battle droids. Hulk farts. It was very Iron Man 3 yeah. at that point. Oh, right. <laughs> I feel like, I want you guys to talk about stuff you loved about the movie, because all we've been doing, I, all I've been doing is kind of shitting on it. I loved being reunited with all my old Marvel Avengers friends. I mean, I, I loved it. I mean, even through all the complaints, I still, like, had a great time. Like like I said, when it was over, I was really torn. Like, I was like, man, that movie had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I still, like, had just such a great fucking time the entire time I was there. Like, it's hard for me to, like, toss a movie that I had so much fun when I was watching it, regardless of all the all the problems and Swiss whole plot problems right. and everything. Like they were definitely there. I agree. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, everybody had jokes and you know, whatever. I most of those didn't put me off. I I kinda accepted going in that because now you have all this universe laid out you know there's going to be all these other films it does a little bit take away from some of the danger like they had to announce ahead of time yeah we're going to kill an avenger and of course it was quick ass who was an avenger Mm -hmm. officially for like 20 minutes or whatever but uh whenever you find yourself wedged in the middle of a story you can't have the proper amount of anticipation the climax doesn't mean as much and then also the fallout it all has to fit like a puzzle piece in place and it was very structured uh for that i mean that that's why it doesn't equal the first avengers film that on its own was a culmination of all these fantastic characters in the same film each doing their own thing being awesome right now it it was all about positioning where they're going to be for the next film. Everything was posturing. But I accepted that going in, which is why I guess it didn't hinder my opinion of the film. It, it fits where it fits because of how it has to. Um, but for me, it felt more like, even though all these characters were in it, it felt like the weight of an individual film, like a Thor movie. It was what I yeah, was that's that's Yeah, that's, that's the reason why I tossed it. Yeah. I had my expectations a lot higher than just watching a Thor movie. I'm yeah. watching an Avengers <laughs> film. I mean, this is Avengers 2. I've waited three years for this movie. Right. And it's just, you're not going to dazzle me with, um, all my heroes are back. 
and uh, they're doing cool shit and oh he's swinging his hammer and look that shit's exploding over there and it's like I I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. I need better storytelling. I need better pacing. Um, I need payoffs. There were no payoffs, in my opinion. I mean, and they forced. I mean, you can try to say that, oh, yeah, these are payoffs. You got that awesome new Avengers team, though, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Can't can't wait to see them united in a movie. Don't give a shit. (laughs) I totally Northwest Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get your tossing of it and everything. I yeah, I don't know. I just had a I just had a great time. Regardless of its faults, I, I just had a great time. Yeah, I mean it it was fun. I mean, and that's why I gave it a taste. It is like I had fun with it. But it's not the movie that I think it should have been, you know. And I'm just a stupid kid, like, or adult. I don't fucking, you know, write stories. I don't have these big grandose ideas of what these things should be. And so for me, like, I expected that out of Whedon. I expected that out of the studios. And what I got was just fan service after fan service after fan service. (laughs) And I saw that from the crowd, too. I mean, I pay as much attention to the crowd Mm -hmm. as I do to the movie. And it's like, just giggle point after giggle point. (laughs) And that was just, like, I wanted to just break something at that point. You know, it was too much. So now here's the unfortunate thing is the film that I was, the the showing that I was at was like at a 7.30 on Friday. And they announced when they came in and gave us a speech about, oh, if we see cell phones, we're escorting you out. They told us it was a sold-out theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every seat was full. And everybody in the audience bought into all the jokes, all the over the top. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's, I don't know the exact figures, but it's making a killing at the box office. I know it's over 200 million already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, they're going to keep giving you what people keep paying for. Now, what I worry about mm-hmm. is if this continues and then the story, the deeper meaning ends up losing out to all the, the flash and the jokes and then it just becomes nothing. Well, Josh Whedon's gone. So there's that. But yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him after following him for so long. He's all about the story. And that's why I really think that there's events that happened inside of Marvel that caused this bad taste in his mouth, the bad reaction, like the things that he's been saying about how, you know, it's just been a nightmare and he doesn't have any time to do anything of his own. He wants to be able to tell his stories and that's when he's at his best. No, Here I don't he was kind of argued into a corner. I feel like making this movie like ate Josh Whedon's soul. <laughs> <laughs> like it really, like he just seems just washed out and over it. Like yeah. every time you hear from him. Um, on a quick interlude, when Jay was talking about him not being a writer and whatnot, I couldn't help but think of a caveman lawyer from SNL. Mm-hmm. I'm just a simple caveman. I don't understand all your things like laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's so true. I mean, just I I don't know. It, it it as a whole, like I said, I had fun, but. Like Brian said, looking back after I got out of the film and, you know, had a time to think about what I felt about this, it was not like the first Avengers where I'm like, God damn, that was awesome. I want to watch it again immediately. With this one, it's like, I might watch it again at some point. He tried to recreate too many moments from the first film yeah. and it was like, it was like, um, yeah, the, uh, when the Hulk, you know, beat, uh, when, when Hulk picked up Loki and smashed him, did the Hulk smash. Um, 
in this film we had Vision picking up the hammer. Right. Like that was the big fanboy moment or mm. whatever. And like he tried to like relive a lot of the same things. Like like in this movie, you know, like, like in the Avengers when um you know like uh the Hulk punched Thor yeah. real quick at the end. Yeah. This movie Perfect. It was yeah. Thor punching Stark with his words and saying that his girlfriend was better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's little things like that that I kind of compared. Yeah. Like, it's the same, like, thing that they're doing. He does it in the same thing. Like, like I'm saying, like, the Chitari and mm-hmm. uh, the Ultron bots are the same thing. And these, like, like these characters are not fleshed out at, at all, these villains. Yeah. And, um, you, you uh, knew the moment that Ultron came, what was going to happen the rest of the film. The battle at the very end of the movie, like, where the, um, where, where the Sokovia is floating and shit, and yeah. it's, it's flying in the air, and you've got um, you know Captain America uh, and uh, Iron Man trying to turn it off and and all yeah. this shit, trying to blow it up or whatever the fuck. It's the exact same thing um, from the exact same scene from the first. Uh, movie where the helicarrier is about to crash. Yeah, exactly. It's the it, same it's, fucking... Wow. He's even trying to fucking yeah. lift it. It's the exact same thing. Exact wow. same I mean, thing. I mean, Joss Whedon just well, like... I didn't get that till just now. Fuck. Joss Whedon <laughs> just totally recycled everything that he used God from the first Avengers film and kind of repackaged it and shoved it back in my face. And that's what he does with his... Right. TV shows. Right. It's yeah. like, it's like, I love the first bite of an apple. It always tastes the best. This was definitely that second bite of the same apple. That's and a great it, point. And it was, I, I, you just gave me the same movie again, and you just made it a little shinier, and I'm supposed to be like, yeah! <laughs> and I, I was just like, I want something, I want you, Joss Whedon, I want you to take risks. I want you to yeah. grab your nuts, and I want you to take risks, and, risks, and, and really try to like, you know, give me something shocking, even if it is divisive. Don't try to please everybody. He made a safe movie, in my opinion. Yeah. You can say what you want to about Zack Snyder, but he ruffles feathers with what he, he with what he goes after in his movies. You know what he I like ruffles feathers and people talk about it. Nobody's leaving Avengers: Age of Ultron and saying like, "Wow, what Deep. a what a bold choice <laughs> to, to do that." I mean, I, you just gave everybody fan service. Yeah. You just yeah. you just like you, you just like gave everybody what you thought they wanted, and it's you try to appease to every Marvel fanboy, and you didn't do anything that really get people to talk about what's happening. Like even the Thanos scene, like you said, like the mid joke. Fucking yeah. stupid! Yeah, I'm the one who I, tossed that. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jake. You, you tossed that. Okay. I would have rather. Like, seen fine. That I guess fake... I'll just have to do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I would have rather it's seen like... that fake Spider-Man one first, that came out. Yeah, I thought of it better. First off, my question is: when he says, "Fine, I'll do it myself," has he been like? Are we supposed to believe that he's been pulling the strings in Avengers, the first film? In Guardians and in this movie, that he's trying to get people to get the stones together for him. No idea. That's they've yeah. alluded to that a bit. I so, mean, he's definitely but, in the first one, like communicating with Wesley from Buffy, and he was the other. Yeah, yeah. And but th- that's a thread that kind of went went through that. Like, well, he had I'm, I'm other just, people doing his bidding. I'm just saying, him. like, I'm asking this question because if they're doing a Trying to do a good job at doing that? They're not doing a good job at doing that. Like, I, like, like, did he try to put pieces in place so, like, Ultron would... I, I don't understand, because the only gem we saw in this really was the mind gem. Everything right. else was in a vision. Yeah. yeah. So and I don't understand. I think under- he was supposed to be in the gem or the housing of the gem or something. And, you know, from looking at that line of thinking, like, oh, I'll do it myself. So how come he had given it to Loki in the first film to lose? 
Like, wouldn't he have had it in possession and he have given it to Loki, or would Loki have gotten that from Asgard to put it in the scepter? He gave it to Loki. But he had one. What the fuck's he doing giving it away if he's trying to get them all? <laughs> well, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, is like, was that like a chess piece to get everything into play? Yeah, he's thinking like eight moves ahead is what Brian's saying. And maybe eventually, because I'll get that's this thing like back. the quote that he used at the end of this yeah. film in the in the mid credit scene. He's like, "Fine, I'll just do it myself." Yeah. And he puts his hand in the gauntlet. I would like to see when this finally comes out on Blu-ray, and there's people all over Reddit that'll probably do this, is to where they cut it themselves. And they edit out some of the humor and try to make it more the serious film that was advertised to the trailers. I would have been happier had I seen the more serious, heavy film. Now, come on, Frank. Did you – you Tupperware this movie. Yeah. You're trying to tell me that going in, you didn't think there was going to be any humor. This was going to be no, Joe Serious that. Avengers movie with no, no humor written and directed by Josh Whedon. No, I didn't say that. I knew there was going to no, be but some. I didn't I, think I, there was going to be as much from, as what there was. Exactly. From and, from the trailers that we saw, right. I saw no indication that Ultron was going to be Ultron, <laughs> God, you slay me! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I Misleading. Never once, I never got anything out of the trailers telling me that Ultron was damaged or had daddy issues. All the trailers pointed to him trying to wipe out humanity. End of story. If you would have asked me well, a Ultron's week ago, always had daddy issues. Yeah, he has, and they did a horrible job of portraying that in this film. Except for every time somebody mentioned Stark's name, he got angry. Whoopie yeah. shit! But but when they were in scenes together, it was really not that awesome. No. It's you know, just, I, I didn't feel any tension. It's just Loki all over again. It's like, he's so lovable. He's so likable. But That's Loki exactly, was, exactly but, what every fucking villain has been. And I don't want Thanos to be yeah. at the end of this like, oh, I've got the gems. Oh, oh hey, well, look at me. <laughs> they, they did that with Spader here. But like... But like, but then we get th- throwaway villains like Christopher Eccleston's Malekith, yeah. who's the exact same villain as um, uh, Ronan. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're the exact same character. Yeah, pretty much. It's, just, just blank slate. Evil. Malekith, yeah, Malekith is like, I'm doing everything for the good of the Dark Elves. Right. And then yeah. Ronan's like, I'm doing everything for the good of the Kree. Right, so smash that guy. So now I've got <laughs> and, Yeah, exactly. And then they've got their, like, like army of little drones. I hate shit. him. Yeah. He makes me sad. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a good question here. So. Finally. <laughs> so, okay. What we're seeing in these characters is, I don't think that anybody can argue that they lack conviction. What I think that they lack is out and out brutality. And I think the reason why we're not seeing that is because its parent company is Disney and they want to be able to sell toys to kids. You can't make something that fucking scary. You can't make something that fucking scary and try to sell it to nine and ten year olds. Right. I mean, you're not, I mean, I haven't gone to the store yet and saw like neck snapping Superman yet. (laughs) That's, of course, that's the fucking figure I want. You know what I mean? I would buy that. Figure. I would love that. Show him. Yeah. Yeah. Like where when you turn his head so far, his body falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I go a little bit off topic? I, I want to come to the defense of Ronan. I've I've turned around on Ronan. I think Ronan's a creditable villain, and I liked him quite a lot. I thought wow. he. Yeah, I yeah, thought he let's, was. Let's kill him at the very end. I thought he was Horrible a horrible. I thought he, yeah. he was no. a great metaphor to real life evil people. He was a religious fanatic. He, he was. was he yeah. was willing to destroy a whole entire fucking planet that was against his beliefs. And they shit on him. And I really, <laughs> I really liked that. 
I know they held hands, and that's what defeated them at the end. <laughs> he lost in a dance-off. But I thought he was a credible villain. He wasn't cracking I, I jokes. The, yeah. He wasn't cracking jokes the whole movie. Better he than crushed a motherfucker's sure. head with a goddamn mallet. The best villain they've had so far. I agree. Thank you. But that's they funny. shit on him. They shit on, <laughs> they shit on him, like, what happened to him. Yeah. But he himself was a fantastic villain. He was the opinion. best, yes. I agree. And I, I don't agree. put him in the same category as Malekith. And that kind of shit. I think he was far and above Malekith. Well, Malekith mm. should have been, but again, they shit on him as well. Malekith in the comics is so fucking awesome. Insane. Oh. And, and I mean, yeah, he got shit on in this. And, uh, Ronan, I, I, I honestly, it's like, I think a lot of what my de- my decision is is the fact that they did kill him and they should not have. I mean, Ronan is such he could be such a good player in future Guardians films. He could Infinity have Wars, and so many times. I mean, was- and 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 basically, it could have could have came down to uh, him. Uh, you know, saying like, "Yeah, I got to do what's best for the Kree, and I've got to take on Thanos too." He so could have been back in the next Guardian. Yeah, so we yeah. could have seen the fucking uh, what is it, the Rigatoni ship or the Rotini ship oh, again? Yeah. <laughs> we could have seen like a Legion of Rotini ships, uh, ships again. I love that. Look out, the pasta is uh, coming. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, Jake's, Jake self christened those ships the Rotini the or the or what are the, the the twists the from the, the Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Barilla, the Barilla Force. <laughs> so we could have seen like a legion of them. No, I don't. No, no. I, I, I think that like even like the Nova Corps, like every in every fucking movie, there are these groups of like large groups that never like you never get a sense of like who they are. Like the Chitari are just like mindless aliens. Yeah, yeah. we are here to do your bidding, the Chitari. Yeah, and then like oh these Ultron bots, and then um in uh, the Nova Corps, like oh we're faceless uh, soldiers, and uh, we just form a net. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I. I Ooh, look at that net. I, just, <laughs> I saw the Nova Corps is just like mostly idiot cops. Like they were yeah. the, they were the metaphor for like. But the, they the, shouldn't have been to the police in America. <laughs> I know that's not what they're in the comic, but in the movie they were very much the bumbling police force. Agree. I think I honestly I'm surprised. Like okay, back to Avengers: Age of Ultron. I am surprised that people aren't more outraged by this film. Like I every I think there are more people. I think that like Marvel at this point has conditioned people. Uh, most people. To just drink the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid tastes good, dude. They added a lot of sugar this time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. It's, like, it's like I'm drinking just the straight powder this time, oh, dude. Geez. It's yummy. <laughs> I, I will say this. I mean, I, I I'd have to, my my list my my list for all these Marvel movies is in constant flux. As I rewatch them, as other things happen, you know, it casts different light on things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would say at the very bottom of my list is Iron Man 3, and then Iron Man 2, and then you know, Iron Man 3 is a toss it, Iron Man 2 is a taste it, and then you get into the Tupperwares, and while this is still a Tupperware for me, it's probably at the very bottom of that Tupperware list. Is this your least favorite Jesus. Marvel movie, Brian? Is it worse no, than Iron no. Man 3? No, Jay. Okay. <laughs> No, no. I wouldn't have been surprised. No, you, you, okay, no, I said this is the best worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, okay. You, yeah, you just completely despise Iron Man the, 3. My apologies. If I were to watch just like, if I were to watch like this movie just in like clips, yeah. I might like it. Yeah. But watching it all together. <laughs> twice. Twice. <laughs> I just, I, honestly, the first time I left the theater and I thought to myself, no, well, as I'm sitting there, I'm saying like probably like half an hour into the movie, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, Brian. I'm like Brian. You are not enjoying this. <laughs> I, I like, like honestly, like I'm having a, like an internal discussion with myself. I'm like, and then I had to say, and then I had to ask myself that question, Brian. 
are you really not enjoying this? Right. And I tried to talk myself into liking it. Like, no, Brian, you got to like this. Come on. You got to like this. Yeah. But if you're having that conversation in your head, then it's already gone wrong. It's, yeah, it's (laughs) falling apart. Like right then I'm just like, I'm like, uh, there's room for pudding, but no Kool-Aid, you know, there's always room for Jello. I need to see this movie a second time. I, even when I saw the movie, I was in a really shit mood that day. I had to work and then I got Mm -hmm. off work and I had to deal with a bunch of fucking stupid family drama going on in my life mm-hmm. and i at one point i was like you know what i am not even gonna go see this movie tonight i'm gonna go see it friday because mm-hmm. i'm just so pissed off today but i was like fuck it i'm gonna go see it yeah and it it really took me out of my just pissed off bubble that i'd been in all mm. fucking day i had that exact same experience on friday I, I cut work off at the knees at one o'clock because it was so fucking bad and i came home and did stuff so yeah i mean i was in the same mo- same boat and that's almost like in my head i was gonna high taste this movie or taste it and then I was like, I was thinking about it compared to me, Tupperware, and Interstellar. And then I was like, and this movie really snapped me out of the shittiest funk mood I've been in in a long time. I, I got to give credit where it's, where it's due. I mean, you wow. know. Wow. It's when, like almost like this movie was like your uh, one set of footprints in the sand. Like this movie picked you up. It did. I mean, I know, it's, <laughs> I know it sounds cheesy and shit. I know it does, but it, it really did. And I mean, I'm going to start this right. Pause. I'm going to start playing. Uh, you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and no, and I want, when you think of wings right now, I want you to think of Anthony Mackie. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Oh, and God. I just like winter soldier was initially a taste it to me. And then once I got it, that's true. You did retro Tupperware that. And then mm-hmm. once I owned it and watched it like three times in like four days, mm-hmm. I changed it to a Tupperware. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie could very much be the same way. Once I get out of the bubble and I have it in my own home, and I watch it three or four times in a week. Yeah. I, I may be like, okay, so, so there's way too many fucking problems in this movie for me to fucking Tupperware. It's more like the perfect movie at the perfect time. It was like, the perfect movie. I'm in a shit time. state and this is great, you know, but compared to your shit state, you know, that's kind of a bad Yeah, comparison. like right now, if you were to <laughs> offer me like uh, a monster burger from Hardee's or, or a greasy piece of chicken from, uh, or fish from oh Long John Silver, God, no. I would be like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want that. But if, but really if I was like lost at sea for like 12 days and all I <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, yeah. then I would be like toss me that fucking greasy that's piece a of cool, fish that's a yes. fantastic <laughs> metaphor I, I'm just trying to let you guys inside my head because I know my mouth is saying Tupperware <laughs> but then almost almost everything that comes out of my mouth is mostly complaints about this yeah, movie right, yeah. and I'm just trying to let you know where my Tupperware is mostly coming from I, right. I walked out of that theater they handed me a kick ass fucking poster and I was smiling walking to my car and yeah. for me on that day to be smiling at all right. was a miracle, and I, I Tupperware the movie. For and and I, I totally agree with you. Like, it was a fun movie. That's why I gave it a taste it. It was fun. Yeah. But in comparison and, and uh, to the first movie and as to what I expected from the second movie, totally fell flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I had a great time watching it, but going back and being like, I'm a comic book fan. This is what I wanted this is what I was expecting out of Ultron and all these characters. Like I said, Cap was the only one that really, like, I felt like nailed it. But the rest of it, it was just kind of, eh, you know. Guys, I, I'm going to say this, too. They need to fix the AI in his suit now. I am not, I love the dynamic between him and Jarvis. Yes. But the Friday? What the fuck was that? 
Is that canon? Is that from the comics? No, no it's, wasn't there a Jocasta? Jocasta? Yeah, yeah. And like when he was putting that program in, the program underneath Friday when he entered it in was Jocasta. Okay, but even that is is a right. departure because in the comics, what was that like? Kind of gypsy. So, but, <laughs> but like this is another reason I don't care to see another um, fucking uh, Iron Man movie. Yeah, because now it's not gonna it's not gonna be him and Jarvis unless like he's hanging out with like like all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's talking to Jarvis in the thing and then they they pan over and like visions flying next. Still, just whispering in his ear. That's a good yeah. fucking point. Wow. Yeah, that's a good. Oh, fucking and that'll point. be another joke. I don't even. Marvel, you're funny. Marvel makes me laugh. Popcorn. <laughs> but I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, the the funnest part was him and Jarvis's yes. interactions, and it's gone movie. now. Yeah. Totally gone. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, Dracosta is um a bride built by Ultron himself. Like mm-hmm. Ultron builds his own fucking bride. Okay, and then she's like. Like he, she, he gives her such good AI that she herself realizes that Ultron is wrong, okay, and defects against Ultron and joins the Avengers. That that was one shining moment, you know, where where you saw Jarvis come back, mm-hmm. like he was not defeated. That was one thing I really liked. Like they carried that through the whole movie, and it made sense, and like it didn't need setup. It was just right. like. Jarvis is awesome. Himself. He fucking defeated Ultron. Ultron didn't even fucking know it. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Yeah. I did like that part. Yeah. I, I always have a hard time, like, too, like, at the beginning where, like, they're looking at the 3D, you know, the different, the AI in yeah. 3D form. Oh, I hate that. Too. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, it's like, it's like, he looks at Banner and he's like, do you see what's going on there? And, like, yeah. to us, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's I like saw a, color. It's like a, it's like a 3D blue thing. And it's <laughs> that one's a, yeah, it's that the abyss. So, I, feel like again. I feel like I'm watching, like, uh, Pink Floyd at the planetarium. Exactly. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And he's like, all right, look, those are synapses. It's like a human brain almost. And I'm like, I, I guess. Jargon, I, jargon, jargon, yeah. jargon. Science, science, science. <laughs> <laughs> This one's a perfect orange circle, but this one's outside the box. Yeah. Look at these lines and what they're doing. Jargon, jargon, jargon. That one's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it must be. I thought that. I fucking thought that. I was watching. I was like, Ultron's significantly bigger. Right? <laughs> and way more twisted. So size matters. Yeah, the stereotype is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what did you guys think about Banner? What I mean, he was obviously like a, another mm-hmm. big part. Yeah. Like Hawkeye yeah. was another big part. Right. But they definitely made... You know, made sure that you saw more of of Banner. I, I don't like the whole like the the, the the the. I wanted him to like get off planet, maybe just because of like uh, uh, internally what's going on with him, yeah. not because of like some like I I love you know uh, Black Widow and I I want to keep all my friends safe and I don't want right. her to like you know I don't want to hurt her eventually. Like she wanted to run away with him and I also don't like her depiction in this like no. being this lovesick puppy. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not like that. that. And I'm not saying that I don't want Black Widow to ever be interested in somebody. It's natural. People are attracted to people. Yeah, it happens. It's not like every movie you have to have to falling in love does not mean that you are not empowered. Okay. True. True. I mean, it's not like a woman can't fall in love with somebody and still not be empowered. But they made her like a lovesick puppy yeah. in this thing. And it's because she made herself vulnerable. And they kept driving it home that they're both yeah. monsters in their own way. She can't have children. 
Right. And, and she was trained. Like they even showed like that scene where she's shooting what you think is a target. That's what she's seeing, but it's actually a guy with like a fucking potato sack over his head. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, they try to make her out to be this monster in her own way. I, I think it was too in your face. I thought Mark Ruffalo's portrayal of Bruce Banner was pretty good. I agree that the romance was, was pretty weak. I, I wish they would focus more on Bruce Banner being afraid of the Hulk. I agree. I, 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 I wish like that, that, that was that Well, was didn't he favorite. kind of promise that in, like, interviews? Yeah, I think he made a lot of false promises in yes. interviews. Mm-hmm. That, that was one thing that really, like, after thinking about it, I'm like, man, didn't he promise a, a lot more strong female characterization in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he went apeshit crazy, and it took the Hulkbuster to bring him down, but, I mean... Didn't I'm, see a lot of fatalities. We didn't I, see I, any regret from Banner right. of well, things that the Hulk did, really, that, either. He was shaking. They, they should have <laughs> made that more impactful, like, when he went nuts. Like, I was really hoping that he, he accidentally been... killed Black Widow. Yeah. I thought that something really horrific was going to happen. Yeah. To make I like, no, I like yeah. your I like your uh, scenario a lot better than what we actually saw played out on the screen. He should have been constantly uh, uh, separating himself from the team, like, constantly. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. He should have fucking ate a guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he ate an Ultron robot. Go Jurassic Park on this shit? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's how it goes Sitting down the head. ultimate. Boom. I mean, that's the problem. He it's ate like, people, yeah. Yeah, Scar- Scarlet Witch fucks his oh brain. Oh, my God. It would have been so awesome. He a motherfucker. <laughs> no, it would have been so him. awesome if there would have been a Jurassic Park mashup and you hear Nick Fury say, hold on to your butts, and Hulk just eats him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that would have been beautiful. <laughs> Think about it like... If to me, like, if Avengers 3 was just them versus the Hulk yeah. because of the results of this movie, I'd be fucking floored. That would have been great. I would love it. Yeah. Because you can't fucking, you can't beat that guy. Instead of Civil War, we got, like, let's twist it up. Let's just do fucking, like, Planet Hulk. Yeah, they they were nitpicking at each other enough to where they got pissed. They and can't, they I guess they can't do the solo movie to set up Planet Hulk so that he comes back and then he takes on everybody. everybody. Oh, the yeah. World War Hulk stuff. Yeah. That's what he fucking should do. I just didn't see enough justification for calling in Veronica. Like, it was like, basically every time he turns into the Just Hulk, it's enough justification Lu- to call him Veronica. Well, right. Yeah, He's, exactly. He, I guess he was worried about him. They'd been working on this peacemaking program, and yeah. so, like, um, I don't know. I mean, even when he's on their side, he's throwing cars around, so why the fuck are we calling him Veronica? Like, just... Well, like, like, yeah, what was the reason? Like, uh, uh, Tony did get on the computer and he asked, he asked the, the new program, he said, you know, I want, uh, I want data on, uh, d- feeds, live feeds on, uh, the Hulk. Right. Yeah. And then he started seeing all the destruction that was going on after the battle. Because in, of Scarlet Witch. Because of Scarlet Witch. He should have accidentally killed someone, though. That would have been good. And that would have been very impactful mm-hmm. and made a lot more sense why such God a damn, force... you could set up a new Hulk movie just based on the fact that he killed right. one person. No, see, yeah. no, 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 then, this is this is, goes back to me saying that Whedon's playing everything safe. Yeah. yeah. yeah that Marvel's awesome. playing everything safe. I would have been safe. blown yeah. away. But maybe maybe that, Whedon, may, I don't know, maybe Whedon did want Hulk to kill somebody, and he went to Marvel, and Marvel said, no, 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 we're I, not letting you do it. It doesn't even have to be on purpose. Like, have him throw a fucking car, and then... Oh my god, he just accidentally when? killed a fucking eight year old. Yeah, you're telling me that nobody fucking died during that thing. Right, no You kidding. know, there's no casualties in that thing. <laughs> Look out, it's the Hulk. Whoa. Wouldn't it take at least one casualty to even justify calling in Veronica? If, if we're basing it on the Josh Whedon Marvel perspective, yes. One person's death would have meant a ton. 
Yeah, that would have mm. been amazing if Hulk would accidentally killed someone, and then it would have justified the Veronica thing more. It would have made more sense why why Bruce Banner was yeah. not about Hulk, and, and he, he didn't. He wouldn't have there. needed to leave. He could have still been a hero in that movie. But at the end of the day, he would have been like, "I killed somebody." How does it end? and the fight ends? And it was kind of stupid. Like the building comes crashing down, yeah, and then Hulk kind of is like still in a rage thing, and then all of a sudden he gets punched once and it goes to black, yeah, and then we're then we're on a Quinjet. He's okay now. He's not pissed off anymore. Yeah, yeah that, there was. No repercussions. He does right. not stop. That was something right. yeah, that, <laughs> he that confused stop. the fuck out of me because yeah, you don't knock out the fucking incredible. Hulk. No, you don't Mm-mm. knock him out. No, no. Yeah, that could have been a beautiful moment. He accidentally kills a guy. The Avengers or the government says, "Listen, this guy can't be an Avenger no more." I like that. And, right, yeah. the and then the whole Scarlet Witch like, thing. And why couldn't Heard he that. use the Hulk to fucking bring in the events of Civil War? Exactly. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. Exactly. What if? Uh, <laughs> what if after that? What if Hulk would have killed Quicksilver? Yeah, that would have been great, great, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's a death, too. I mean, what if, yeah, Quick-Ass died at the hands of Hulk? That now, see, that, awesome. that, then I could have probably accepted Ultron as being what he was when it was one of their own that was worse than that. Him. Would, you're right. That would have made more sense from his point of view. And He's now, like, look what happens. Yeah. Right. And now, like, from, from, and then he, he leaves. And, and then from now, this next movie, we're always, like, the question is, like, how is Wanda going to react when she sees Hulk again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how is Wanda going to react? Knowing you know? that she also caused it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been huge. Yeah. So many stories to tell yeah. just off of that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought there was no, like, there was no stakes in that Hulkbuster fight at no. all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the little we saw of the interaction between Widow and, and, and Banner in the first Avengers, I thought was way more compelling yeah. than all this drawn out bullshit. Yeah. Um, I thought he was totally wasted again. Like, let's make sure he has a, a flirtatious scene. I, I, you know, I totally agree. I mean, I had, I had problems in that first movie with her being so scared of him. Yeah. But I, I would have rather them taken the route where, like, now she kind of, like, got over that in this film. It could have right. redeemed that from the first film. Because almost, like, she was just, like, whimpering and That's scared. okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I never took it in but the t- first t- film. turning it into a romance. Yeah. I never took it as a sign of weakness in the first film. I think she just knew exactly what the fuck she was dealing with. So she was, like, constantly on edge. Like, all of her senses were sharp. Yeah, but I want to – I mean, she's a trained killer. I mean, this is a woman that, like, we, they showed her in this film shooting – a person right. and thinking of them as a target. She killed people. She's smart yeah. enough to fucking not sit there and be scared and whimper, but maybe just to get the fuck out. You know, keep her cool and get the fuck out. But for her to, like, go all, like, Sarah Connor in the second film when he, like, pulls out the gun and you see the roses hit the floor and her, like, backing up and, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, that... You didn't need to see that. Yeah, oh, that wasn't the rose scene, but that was a bit near the elevator. Yeah, you're but, right. yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, she totally did that, and... You know, again, Whedon biting off at the Terminator, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It just felt, it felt like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like totally opposite, too. Like Frank said in the first film, she's so scared of him yeah. as the Hulk. And then in the second film, she's basically making the Hulk come, too. She's like, oh, we need the green guy. Push you into the thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, here's a lullaby. Yeah. yeah. Let me finger fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Right it was very doing. phallic. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, huge. Oh god, I just want to see her like like jump up and down on her <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus finger Christ. or thumb. You know? oh, Do you think when she's riding him, like she'll fucking punch him in the face to make him change and grow? While never mind. I I just felt it. I, I, oh, yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. She's like, I don't want my vagina anymore. <laughs> I, I, I want this thing to look like Lindsay Lohan's vagina. <laughs> I want it to look like the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it, it, they made a way better point in the first Avengers with the interplay between Banner and, and Stark. Yeah. Like, they made a great point between those two. And in this one, it was just kind of like... It was more focused on the Scarlet Witch, or God damn it, the the Black Widow yeah. aspect. I keep thinking because of her name is Scarlet Johansson. Johansson, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But I I felt like that was such a better story to have those two talk it yep. out, and they did a little bit in this one, but not as much. It was more about Black Widow and him, and so I think they wasted Banner. I think they wasted the Hulk, and I love yeah. both those fucking characters. I, I think, loved yeah. I loved the scene when they when when uh the the group I loved this scene, and I, I and I I tossed the movie, but I absolutely love the scene. When the group finds out that Tony did create Ultron, yeah. and uh, you know they're getting angry with him, and Tony starts to laugh about it, and then and Banner's like, "This is not the time." <laughs> I, I thought that was great. I mean, I thought that was great. I like that. I, we needed more of that. I thought everybody did pretty good job when they were not like in the suits fighting yeah. it's when they were in the suits and fighting that yeah. it was just like here's your marvel avengers <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna fight the bad guys <laughs> you can't stop us today yeah and that was just ridiculous cue the one-liners <laughs> here comes robert downey jr with something really witty to I say i felt like they had a, they missed a really good uh-huh. opportunity when he wanted to try to activate the vision and you could have put so much tension on that moment to help divide him from the team mm-hmm. set up civil war all that angst and anger and they i think that you they, could have set up all of civil war oh, in right. that one scene instead of and even they, the scene at the farm yeah. uh, at the barton they, farm they could have had they could have had banner like argue with him mm-hmm. stronger like to the point where he was going to bring the hulk out just from being him. so pissed off right I mean, and they didn't do it. But that, I guess, I mean, god damn it. See, that's the only bad thing is, like, I enjoyed the film, but then when you poke all the holes in, I can't fucking argue them. Okay, can we talk about, like, okay, let's talk about Ultron and Vision. Okay. okay. Um, the, one of the interesting things is we do know now what all the stones are. Yeah. So Vision has the Mind Stone. That's what was in Loki's staff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Power Stone, we know that that was revealed in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy by Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. who said that the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Purple Stone, is the Power Stone. Um, the Aether. Um, Thor. From Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stone is that? Is that the Mind? Am I wrong about no, that? No, this That's is the Mind. Oh, the yeah. Soul Gem. That was the Soul. Okay, and then uh, the Tesseract. Right. What is that one? Uh, um, is that space? I get all fucked space. up with the movies. That's got to be space because it was like colors. a portal. Yeah. It was a portal. Yeah. They changed the colors in the comics, so yeah. it always messes with my mind. And so then like, what are we missing? One of the questions that people asked were like, I remember one of our listeners asked, the like, space. you know, how are they going to show these in the gauntlet? And it showed us that basically, like, oh. whatever it was is just a container for mm-hmm. the actual stone, for right. the gem. So how's that going to work for the fucking ether? Adam Warlock. Well, they showed it in the vision. <laughs> like, they showed the ether. They showed all of these turning into gems. Yeah. Oh, okay. Con- they even showed them connecting to the fucking gauntlet yeah. in yeah. that yeah. vision. Yeah, they did. Just the four. They, yeah. they still haven't revealed the last two gems, though. The space gem. Gym and yeah. the reality gem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the space gem is that the is that the gem that we saw the tesseract I one that because was like the tesseract. that that because like that one didn't that's the one that they went through space in it like used like like a vortex like yeah. a, okay and then that was how they know. powered the portal for the chitauri yeah. to come in. I know the answers out there. I've, I I know what these stones are. I just can't remember off the God, top of my head. Last scene was so dumb. Like I'm supposed to be excited about seeing a glove with no. St- 
stones in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thanos picked up a yeah. stoneless glove. They could have <laughs> They could have shown like a power glove commercial from 1989 and I would have got more excited. <laughs> Show us anything. Show us fucking Black Panther. They could have shown us Michael Jackson time. with his one glove on. I mean, I would have been like, "Cool. Let awesome." Me ask, let me ask you guys something. So, at my theater when it got started, they made the point of telling everybody, "Okay, so there's a mid-credit scene, but there's no after-credits. Just get up and leave." They mm. shoot us out that of the theater. That fucking sucked. Don't fucking. T- I mean, yeah, I know what to expect it, but don't just flat out just fucking say, "Yeah, there's not an any more. It's just that one." I'm fine with it's not that. Special I'm fine with them saving me eight minutes of my life and letting me get up and walk <laughs> out to my car. Eh. Okay, the first um, Marvel collection for Phase One when they sold like the Blu-rays. We'll get back to the movie, but the Blu-rays and the DVDs <laughs> came in the case, Nick Fury's case, mm-hmm. and it had like the Tesseract in it. What do you think they're going to do for this second one, Phase Two, with all the movies combined? <laughs> I'm my guess is like it's going to be some collection. It's going to be that marble statue that they showed that they panned around at the end of the movie. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool! Be it, yeah. Like a big paperweight that comes, yeah, that a big marble neat. statue. I, I, I or or what else? I mean, what else could they possibly? I'm always too. Um, I always have to have the movies too fast to ever get a chance to buy those things. Mm. Like they come out with the collector edition. Yeah. I'm like, well, I already bought them all as each individual one came out. So. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm the same way. What would you say unifies Phase Two? Yeah, yeah, be, be, <laughs> because because a case unified phase one. Yeah, apparently. No, I don't know. I, I mean, if the, I, I, the stones more than anything at this point is like the connector factor from all the phase two movies. Well, I mean, if if they're doing, you know, and this is also a complaint about it. You know, we've all all said this is like if it's going to be civil war, like all we saw was bickering. All we saw was bickering between Tony and Cap. We didn't see anything in the solo movies that would lead us to believe they're going to fight or there's mm. going to be some kind of rift. We saw it all in this movie, and it was nothing that, like, you know, any, like, smart person couldn't, like, talk it out. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Tony Stark's supposed to be fucking intelligent as shit, but we can't talk this out. Like, we're going to have to fight it the, in the next fucking movie, and it'd be Civil War Avengers versus Avengers. They did a way better job of adding in the tension between the two of them in the first film yeah. when he was like put on the suit what was the line that Wanda right. what was right. the line that Wanda used to Hawkeye and she there, there was a really good line that she used about how Tony Stark couldn't decipher one from the other um you know what i'm talking about um, and it was a great line it was something about those that fear the future like yes. make it happen Some, right. something mm-hmm. like that yeah i i don't know the exact wording but like that which you fear you will create, create. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and mm-hmm. like she like he doesn't know the difference or right. something like that and it was a really great line from wanda and i was thinking like that's that's good setup just like a like one line like that i i really agree good. with that like that is yeah. somewhat of a setup but they didn't really like emphasize that yeah. i don't think enough yeah. i'm really know? fascinated to see in Civil War how far they go with Tony. Tony needs to go off his hinges. Yeah, yeah you know. like, I mean, are they really going to play him up as an antagonist, or are they going to pussy out? And I, I think, are, yeah, are we going to get another uh, villain that's going to not live up to, you know, what we are hoping? Yeah. Ultron yeah. was a piece of shit. Will I'm Tony sorry. Tony Stark be the, <laughs> be the next shit villain himself? Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God it wasn't a nihilist or somebody that's actually really awesome. I mean, oh, Ul- no. Ultron is really fucking awesome. I know that's right. <laughs> Ultron is fantastic. He's not as badass as some of these other guys down the line but uh, that was such a huge disappointment Ultron's my second favorite avengers villain of all time hmm. yeah which was uh, which is why this movie should have been a toss it yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. because like they really yeah. did not do the character justice yeah i can see that i as long as they don't fuck up kang that's what i'm, I'm saying i love kang too i mean i'm a huge kang the conqueror fan and 
they will fuck it up. <laughs> Kang will be another Ronin. I love Ronin, so great. <laughs> you are in the minority there. That's or fine. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I love Ronin too, but that was the weakest fucking death. The that death, the so death. I, I agree death. with the death, but the character himself was fantastic. God, I'm sorry. They did not give Lee pace. Like, like when he was on screen, there were no moments where I was like, damn Ronin, oh shit. <laughs> Ronin. No, dude, it was like, yeah, check out the Guardians of the Galaxy's no, 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 no. cocks. They're huge. <laughs> I disagree was, with that because the first time you see him on screen when he gets into the getup, he takes yeah. his fucking hammer and smashes yeah. a dude to bit, uh, dude's head to bits. I know, Frank. There's just like, like, but there's like no other scenes in this movie that I'm just like, oh my god, Ronan is awesome. Where he like, took out the other, where he fucked Drax up. Oh man, this movie just did not. It didn't do it for me. Ronan did not do it for me. As Ronan a was villain. better than Ultron. I I was so sad. Yeah, when I, Ronan, I, Ronan died. was better than Ultron. So sad when Ronan died. That was my biggest complaint about yeah, Guardians I hated of the Galaxy. That, that could have been a great Tupperware movie if they did not fucking do that bullshit at the end of the movie. It's my favorite Marvel movie. Oh, God damn it, Jake. <laughs> I told Jay it was like my fourth favorite comic book movie of the year. I don't like it whatsoever. I mean, I, wow. I don't like it It might be my all. favorite comic movie ever. Holy fuck. Mm. <laughs> I love you, man, but they, yeah, it just, it just didn't do it for no, me. I, I understand. I go, I, that, that summer it was X-Men Days of Future Past, Cap 2, then it was uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill 4, and then it was Guardians of the Galaxy, and then it was Amazing... Sp- no, and then it was, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then it was Kick-Ass 2. Oh, yeah. God. That's my list. As Which long I think you're not fitting. putting Spider-Man over it, then, no. <laughs> then we could still be friends. We're cool. Fuck. God damn. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, it was still a Tupperware for me, but it was like, it, it had it, it had many, um, I don't know, it had many moments. I just thought, I thought uh, Ronan wasn't fleshed out well. Yeah. What I'm saying by that is like, yeah, he's evil and he's mean and he, there's, there's high stakes, but he was just another one of these like, I must do things. I must do what's best for my people. Um, you know what I mean? I, I gotta do what's best for them. It's just like Malekith. Like, I gotta do what's best for the Dark Elves. And it's like, okay. I mean, there was like no, like, there wasn't like any scenes where I was just like, Oh my god! Except for maybe like, yeah, he kills dude with the fucking hammer. It, it's it's just like unlike Winter Soldier, where you're like, you're like kind of understanding where mm-hmm. he's coming from. Like the rest of it's just been the same trick pony over and over again, and then they just wipe him out at the end. Like I thought that was a total waste. Yeah. Like, it, the, maybe 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 my maybe my. Uh, like view on Ronan would be changed if he would have survived the film. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. He should have survived. There's no reason to I, kill him off. I, I always just attributed it to the power of the stone that is what took him out. I mean, other than that, I mean, he killed well, we the other. we know what took him out. He, well, yeah, 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 but, but I mean, yeah. why did they take yeah, him out? I mean, like, they could have written that part out of the story. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, the other was fucking talking shit to him, tell him how bad he fucked up and why he should give like reverence to Thanos. And he's just arguing his point to the point where he's like, shut the fuck up and kills him. Yeah, but like in, in, the, in the comic book universe, Ronan plays such a bigger part in bigger events. He could have been played a huge part in the Infinity War. He could have been yeah. a hero. At He's the not end even of really a villain in the comic books. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Imagine a scene where it's like bunch of shit's going down. A bunch of the Avengers have been killed by Thanos. He's got the gauntlet and he kills half of the Avengers. And here's fucking Ronan. And then all of a sudden, like, we've got the Nova Corps and then all of a sudden, like, Ronan shows up with the Rotini ships. And, you know, then we're just like, holy shit, this is the universe. This is... This is the culmination of everything. You know what I mean? But we in got the movies, the... he was Bin Laden, and he had to be taken out. Yeah. 
I guess. It, it's just that, yeah. It I mean, that's that simple, that simple Disney storyline. And I think, you know, that's why I bring up Guardians at all is like, it's the same thing, but it's, it's being put into this movie now. It's like, I, I understand like a, a ton of people like it. And like, if you talk bad about Guardians, you're going to take some fucking flack. I understand that, but. I don't want them to dictate how these stories get told from here on out. This is Infinity War that we're yeah. leading up to. I agree. This is the comic book fans' dream from when we were children. You don't fuck this story up just because all the movie fans want this, that, or the other. So, I mean, every storyline its own has to be wrapped up in a nice little Is Adam Warlock going to be cracking jokes? He if they introduce better, him, he better be the baddest motherfucker on the universe. Period. And now we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Doctor Strange, who's another character who can be like snarky, a little witty. Yeah, yeah, he, he's in the comics. But, so I mean, we're just gonna get another. I'm I feel like Scott. He's I feel very like Scott Derrickson is gonna give him a different flavor than Josh Whedon would. I, I have a hard time be believing that Doctor Strange is gonna be quip after quip. But I is, hope so. I could very well be wrong. Doctor Strange should be troubled as fuck. No, I'm just saying like it doesn't matter what Scott Derrickson does with the character. Yeah. By the time he gets to Infinity War had Joss Whedon been directing oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have been just like, hey, welcome to Comedy Night with Doctor Strange. <laughs> I can one-up you, Tony Snell. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I agree with Jay. Even though I'm saying Guardians is my favorite Marvel movie of all time, that doesn't mean that I want Infinity War just to ape Guardians of the Galaxy and use that for Well, I, yeah, and War. I'm not saying that's what you want. I'm just saying, like, that's my fear. This is why man. they can't use, like, the same directors for every fucking right. film or it's going to have the same feel. Like, I loved Captain America the Winter Soldier, but I pray to God that the Russo brothers aren't a one-trick pony yeah. like I feel like Whedon was. And, and you can't constantly answer to the fans. Like, yeah. even though, like, a lot of people like Guardians, I don't want that to be the continuing theme, and I saw a lot of that in this movie where I was like, ah, God Yeah, damn. okay, they're promising a lot more to to do with deal with like fathers in this next Guardians movie with yeah. James Gunn. I mean, okay, are you guys worried about movies like Guardians of the Galaxy two? Like, not you guys, I guess. <laughs> you guys, Tupper, you're pre Tupper wearing both movies. That I <laughs> ask about, but like Ant Man, I'm worried about Ant Man now. I think it's gonna be a total been, shit storm. I've been worried about. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like what I'm seeing is, and what worries me is, this should have been the herald of not necessarily a new direction, but a darker story. A darker well, you're tougher it, Frank. It doesn't yes, matter what it or should have been. Man? Uh, well, all, he's, he's no, got a good point, though. Time. Where's the ominous? Right. Where's the ominous threat? You Where, see Thanos and you fucking giggle. The little kids <laughs> yes. got to be able to sleep at night. When are we going to start being more worried about the storytelling as opposed mm-hmm. to wrapping every movie up to where everybody can feel good about it? I want a movie where I don't feel good at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's why Empire Strikes, Strikes Back is fantastic. Back. Yeah. I wanted, yeah, <laughs> I thought, I thought this was going to be our Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I That's too. what they showed us in the yeah. trailers and it, I did not get it. It was fun. I still stand by my Tupperware. They're it, all fun. But I don't, That's all they are is fun. I don't fun. think it was. Fun, fun, what fun. It <laughs> I just don't think it was what it should have been. It was still good. It could have been better. This is it's like, like fucking a seven. You could have fucked a ten, but you know, you can't get the ten, so you gotta fuck the seven. These movies are just fun and safe. They're fun and safe, and nobody took any risks in this movie at no. all. No. That's a five. Jake, your idea, or whose idea was it to have, yeah, kill, have yeah, the Hulk, Hulk to kill someone. Have the Hulk kill somebody. By accident, and that would have been brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's great storytelling. Right. Um, uh, I'm for hire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're listening, Kevin. That, that, that right there, it's like, if that would have happened in the movie, um, the part where I was having that inner monologue with myself, mm-hmm. 
that would have went out the window. I would have been like, holy shit, Hulk something. Just killed a kid. Hulk just killed somebody. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, that and then we would have got on the internet the next day and there would have been articles like, uh, should the Hulk should have killed somebody in this movie? Right. Well, in my opinion, fuck yeah, because you you sucked me back into the movie with right. something that's interesting instead of playing it safe, Whedon, you or playing it safe, Marvel. I don't even know if I can blame Whedon. I can blame right. Whedon for like rehashing the exact same Avengers movie mm-hmm. for, in this film, and then like and giving everyone the same kind of dialogue. Exactly, I can I can blame him for that. But as far as like taking risks, I don't know if he wanted to take any risks, and if Marvel said no, I think that's Disney and Marvel wanting to make sure they secure their like toy sales and all that other shit they don't want to put off the kids they don't want to cause that buzz and the argument amongst the parents it's unfortunate it's, yeah. i agree sorry timmy you can't have this hulk figure he, he killed a guy yeah and and mm-hmm. you know the thing but, is is like hulk was more of a monster in the solo films than he ever has mm-hmm. been in the avengers right yeah. mm-hmm. you, know, you don't you don't feel like like he's talking about oh i'm a monster it's like you've you haven't killed anybody, man. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. The cover of the first Hulk comic ever is like, is he a monster or is he a man? Right. He should not be a hero whatsoever. And, he should and, be like the loose fucking cannon it's that he like is. Whedon went out of his way not to have like a cool Hulk moment in this yeah. movie. Like, you know, we had the space well when With he the love it. story. Yeah. yeah. It's like he went out of his way to do the love story instead of like giving Hulk cool scenes. You know, I think I think maybe he tried to give Quicksilver some cool scenes. Yeah, he tried. They weren't as successful, or like maybe tried to give Wanda the he cool scenes, tried like to give Hawkeye cool scenes. Yeah, Hawkeye yeah. cool scenes. Um, that that's the same complaint with the Wolverine films. Wolverine mm-hmm. is not a good guy. He's yeah. not a good guy. He does the right thing more often than not. His yeah. tagline is that I'm the best at what I do, and what I do is not very nice. It's killing people. <laughs> yeah, yes. But Wolverine, the character, doesn't enjoy what he does very much. He's definitely filled with a lot of regret. Right, but the yeah. Hulk doesn't give a shit, exactly, and, and yet yeah. he's still, like, subdued. Like, and Wanda can just walk up to him and just be like, hey, you're fine. They subdue him in these films because they don't want it to turn into what the destruction at man and at the end of Man of Steel, because they're scared but, of right. that. Every Avenger Avengers film, it should be like, what do we do about the Hulk? Right. Every single Avengers film should have been about that, mm-hmm. and they should face him. And That's- you know, what did a really good job of, of portraying the Hulk was mm-hmm. that old Bill Bixby fucking TV show, because he was on constant run, not getting close to everybody because of what he, he did. He accidentally did heroic things as right. the Hulk. But That's like, kind of what he did. But yeah. he would still mow down anything that was in his way. Yeah, and when he became Banner, he's like, that wasn't right. Right. And you, you don't really have any of that. It's like they don't want to turn their eye on the money cow that, you know, no. oh, everybody loves the Hulk. You can't. Well, the well they, try, they tried to, but it's like, even at the end of the movie where he exiles himself, it's like, what did you do? Yeah, he, nothing's, yeah. nothing's so bad. No. No. <laughs> it's just he wrecked a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah, like in the Civil War, I mean, you guys all know, like it, it all starts because Speedball accidentally blows up a school. Yeah, yep. I mean, let's have let's have that's Hulk, what it should be. Let's have Hulk accidentally fucking destroy a school in this yeah. movie, and then there you go. No, they fucked that up already yeah. because Hulk is like gone. Yeah, we're not going to see him in this next and, movie because f- fucking Hulk. You know, he's he's in a Quinjet off to who knows where the fuck. Now they said that they thought they found it off the, like the coast of Fiji. Yeah. Is that any kind of like? portending anything in the no, future? No, I don't think so. Okay, I didn't know. because I do, really... do you guys think they're going to pussy out on whatever the catalyst is that causes the Civil War? I'm thinking they will now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought so before. Do you think it'll season. even involve anyone's death as a catalyst? Probably not anybody you know. 
I don't it just any. Well, Whedon's not doing this. The Russes are doing it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like that's what that's what makes it such a polarizing thing to all those citizens of the Marvel universe. I, I think it'll be an off-camera thing. We won't see it. It'll just right. be like another Baron von Strucker where we get like a like a news headline of something happening. Mm. You see I, the devastation. Maybe not even the a body. aftermath. The old yeah. trope where the spinning newspaper comes up, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and it might say Daily Bugle, and that'll keep the fanboys happy because yeah. that's Spider-Man stuff. <laughs> Fan service. I mean, come on. <laughs> and he's a little child. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. And apparently, Aza Butterfield, the kid from Hugo, yeah. the kid from Ender's Game, is the front runner for Spider Man. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah. yeah. He's hilarious. But Don't give a shit. Is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I guess it depends on like if there, if somebody else is right in the comedy forum. I just don't know if the kids got comedic delivery. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's definitely not as, as much as I enjoyed yeah. it. I hope that the jokes aren't as obvious with him. I want him to be fucking awesome. Like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. Not literally. Mm-hmm. He did not see that coming. He does the jokes to to kind of like get him through what the fuck he's doing. Like right. that is what Peter Parker should be. Like I'm talking jokes to myself because I'm fucking fighting crime. Like you know that should be what his character yeah. becomes. And Peter Parker's not above a bad joke every now and again. No, he has horrible jokes. <laughs> but that's what's funny. But I, I you know I also want to see the cinema. I, I want to see the character get sentimental about Uncle Ben. Yes, you know finally I mean? yeah. for once. Yeah. You know yeah. I uh, I mean there's, there's some of my there's some of my favorite moments are just like when he does something heroic and and he and he's talking like inner monologue and he says you know that was for you Uncle Ben or right. I, I miss you Uncle Ben or I, I love you Uncle Ben and totally it's like, saw in my head that picture of fucking Tobey Maguire that horrible ugly cry face that is on like half the memes that are out there. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. That's perfect for what I was talking about here. I'm having a, talking about the things I love about you know one of my actually my favorite superhero. And uh, you're laughing about uh, Tobey Maguire's fucked up little face. And it was. Thank Spider-Man. you, Spider-Man. No, that was that was spot on. I was like, I was like, what can I give Frank to bounce off of this? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I can Frank fuck up this moment. Yeah, yeah. I delivered. We knew you could. All right, we took a quick break. Uh, we are going to wrap up here shortly with Avengers Age of Ultron. But, you know, uh, some of the leftover army, you guys were kind enough to send us some emails. And then also there's some Facebook posts um, that are out there. Uh, the first email I wanted to read is from uh, Joe Vital, And he says, greetings, leftovers. That means you too, Jay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say Anne Frank in here anywhere. <laughs> I honestly don't think he mentions you at all. It's oh, probably done. No, he doesn't. Uh, greetings, leftovers. I know you'll be doing a mega show on Avengers Age of Ultron, and I wanted to add my two cents. Unfortunately, this movie fell way short of my expectations and the hype. Sure, it will make billions by default, like how Iron Man 3 made eight, uh, $1 billion, and it wasn't all that great either. The last Avengers movie, I saw three times in theaters. My question, hey guys, real quick, I'm going to read the rest of this email, but how many times did you see the original Avengers in theaters? Once. Really? Uh, like twice. Three, three times? Maybe just twice. Five times. Holy shit. Nice. I saw it IMAX, I saw it at the, I went to a fucking drive-in theater. In uh, Springfield and watched it. It was I that big of a deal. Loved this movie. I would have saw it more times. I was already broke during the period when this <laughs> one came out. <laughs> uh, he goes, uh, "I will only pay to see this movie once." Yeah. Similar to how we don't like Transformers CG Battle Fest, that's pretty much what we got here. Especially the first battle scene. Nothing looked <laughs> realistic. Almost like a PC game. I think the 3D made it look worse for me. 
Some of the action was hard to follow, too. The humor in these scenes, and really throughout the whole movie, was forced, in my opinion. It didn't come across as natural. Wow, Joe, you sound exactly like me. Sounds about right. Yeah. Ultron was not a great villain, contrary to what I expected. I didn't really care what happened to anyone, and killing off Quicksilver was the wrong choice. They really should have killed Hawkeye, especially with how they built up his backstory. Family, kids, wife being pregnant. His death would really have meant something, kind of like... Well, it would have just been Coulson all over again. Yeah. 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 That would have been too much of a telegraph, though, too. I mean, I felt like they set that up that way the whole movie. Coulson brought the team together in the first movie, and Hawkeye brings the team together <laughs> in the second. Yeah. I mean, it would have it, been really tropey if they would have killed Hawkeye. I'm surprised that Whedon didn't do it. Everything else was uh, this exact same <laughs> replication from the first one. I can't necessarily say it was a better decision to kill Hawkeye because it really felt like it meant nothing at all. He goes on to say, imagine having Cap go knock on her door to deliver the news. That would have been a powerful moment. But instead, Quicksilver takes the bullets, dies, and then that's it. No end scene honoring him with a speech, etc. He gets to die on the floor of a transport ship. Thanks, Josh Whedon. <laughs> That's a great point. No funeral, no nothing. Next to Hawkeye going, oh, well, I'm going to go to sleep now. Scarlet Witch put on some makeup at the end of the movie. I guess that was, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Quicksilver loved her when she was in makeup. Mm. So that was the, I don't know, it's weird. Gross. There were, pl- well, there was a lot of scenes where those two were holding hands and really close to each other the whole movie. They weren't incestual like they are in the uh, Ultimates universe, but no. it was still a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were always constantly looking, and he was really overprotective the Whoa, whole time. In the, in the comic, they're totally like Jamie and Cersei? Yes. Oh, no shit. In the, only Ooh. in the Ultimate universe. Only in the oh, Ultimate universe. Okay, so oh. only there today. Fuck. Uh, there were plot points that must have went over my head. Thor in the water. Where was that? (laughs) Uh, The Lazarus Pit. (laughs) I almost choked. (laughs) Thor in that water. Where was that? How did they find it? (laughs) How did they find it so quickly? Yeah. The vibranium. So that never got applied to Ultron to make him indestructible like in the comics? No, it it did, but it was never really like... Still totally destructible. (laughs) What did they use it for? When Superman lifted the part of the city... Oh, wait... That was Superman Returns. <laughs> My bad. Tony Stark explained it about something with magnets and something else. I just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I was like, why is this thing flying? It makes sense. That's science moment. Yeah. Jargon, jargon, jargon. Science! <laughs> oh, man. Whedon, you blinded me with bullshit. <laughs> oh, and Hulk in the Stark tech stealth jet. You mean to tell me Tony Stark can't track his own tech and locate Banner? (laughs) Give me a break. Yeah, we're not going to keep tabs on this guy. (laughs) Some things I did like. Stan Lee cameo with Excelsior was awesome. That was good. Uh, That was funny. I laughed at that. He's all drunk off his ass. That was funny. I did laugh at that. Uh, The Vision looked amazing. Too bad we only got him for a short time. I really like Quicksilver special effects and sound effects, too. The first person view from the Hulk size when he had Black Widow in his arms when he was midair from his jump was cool as shit. Love the end scene with the new Avengers assembling. All in all, I guess for me, Age of Ultron is the Iron Man 3 equivalent as far as sequels go. I would rather rewatch Captain America the Winter Soldier again and again. Yeah. Bring on the Russo brothers for Infinity War 1 and 2. Low taste it. Thanks, Joe Vitale. Great email. Great email. Uh, David Isaac. Hey, leftovers. Dot, dot, dot. And Frank. Aw. <laughs> I get included. I'm writing to give my 
two cent review of Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. First, I got to see Batman v Superman, Ant-Man, and Star Wars The Force Awakens for my trailers. Ant-Man looks incredible on the big screen and think it will actually do well in the theater. Honestly, Batman v Superman didn't change my mind after seeing it in the theater, and that makes me a little sad. Star Wars looks fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. I could watch three hours of that trailer on the big screen and I'd be happy. Uh, Jake, you could only watch two, right? Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe 210. <laughs> I have anxiously waited for Age of Ultron knowing it was going to drop on my 40th birthday for a long time, and going to this movie is all I really wanted to do for my birthday. Well, my birthday is here, I'm 40, and have seen Age of Ultron. I Tupperware this movie. Vision, holy shit, so good. He was really well done, but used much like Hulk in the first Avengers, sparingly. Mm. I wanted more Vision, but understandable why I don't get him for the, uh, why I only got him for the third act. I think Scarlet Witch and Quickass, I mean Silver, <laughs> looked good, even though Days of Future Past really did a great job with Quicksilver. I was not at all disappointed with the MCU's version of the character. Kind of too bad he didn't make it, and glad I didn't bet Jake. <laughs> I wish you would have. <laughs> Hulkbuster fight was phenomenal. Great comedic moments, but sometimes it seemed a little too on the nose, going for the laugh, almost <laughs> trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funnier to laugh about them going afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was just fucking joke overload. Yeah, yeah, I felt. I seriously, I felt like I was at a fucking comedy roast. <laughs> it, was, it was like it's like laughing when everyone gets a turn yeah. to open up the window and right. say their one liner. Right. Ultron has the best villain in the. Ultron was the best villain in the cinematic universe since Loki. But had they made him a little less jokey, I think he'd come off as way more menacing and a more formidable foe. You know, David, you're doing a lot of this, like, I, I really like this movie, but then they could have fixed it kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? He's I saying, think he's, he's doing kind of the same thing me and Jake did. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he had fun, but he yeah. sees the problems. Which, to me, is a taste it. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Like uh, overall, when I think of Tupperware, I think of like damn near perfection. The pinnacle of success. success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Tupperware party. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and to be fair, I mean, before you know, it was only based on what I saw it without all the fucking. Uh, I like how Jay's not taking pinnacle of success lightly. Yeah, no, Jay's you like don't. pinnacle of success. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been torn to shreds for not. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Amazing Spider-Man no 2. Yeah, Amazing exactly. Spider-Man 2. Jay's like, like a wounded dog. I'm still haunted by that. <laughs> no, my audio did not drop out, Frank. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. That's just me. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. I would have been remiss not to mention it. All right. So, so no, his email goes on. Uh, that slow-mo 360-degree fight scene was mind-bendingly good. I mind-bendingly disagree with you. <laughs> it was a clusterfuck and a mess. I had no idea what was going on. I could not follow any of the characters. Like, I tried to follow Vision, and, like, he went from one side of the screen to the other. Thor's doing something. It's, like, all over the place. It was blurred. It was, like, I felt like, again, like I had been roofied, and I didn't get to understand that scene. It was all over the place. It was, but it I was felt like that all was the over the place. It was, but I felt like that was the point. Like you couldn't keep up. There was so much going. That's on. bad action. 
That's not know. good. Unlike I, Avengers One, where you could clearly see what was right. going on. It was I, I bad. Liked I like that scene too, Frank. I like it. It was yeah. bad. I mean, like Michael Bay does a good job of like you're able to follow the robots as they're fighting and and, and things like that. Like this was just like wow. There's a lot going on. I thought it was mind bendingly awful. Yeah, it was like a two page like Perez yeah, like splash I mean, page. Moment I, in the movie. I liked it. I got no fucking clue what you were just talking about, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked how it went down because my apologies. With, it, with, it, with it yeah, you're over my head by a lot. But uh <laughs> with it you, you assume I read. With spinning it around, I mean and I expected characters to come in and go out of frame. I I liked it. I thought it kinda No, uh, I thought the I thought the first movie when they spun around as they're all like standing back to back and shit, I thought that looked way better than this. Well this kinda This had me. like you had the overhead scene and you get to see them all overhead spinning yeah. around and fighting and then they did like the little twisty thing and it was like it it wasn't as cool or as epic and iconic as like what I thought what I saw in the first movie well I agree with I that I didn't really but care for I, it I, I, I thought it was trying to give you a sense of it being a frantic fight and that was what I got out of I it. got that at the beginning of the movie too they did that at the beginning of the movie. The whole every fight scene was a frantic fight. I, I thought the uh, I thought the poster with all the Ultron bots coming in was better than the actual fight scene that we saw. I thought that poster was badass, and I was expecting that fight scene, and we just got this blurry fucking mess of shit. I liked that moment too, Frank. I'm with you. I got your back on that. But you guys, yeah, you guys Tupperware it. I mean, of course you <laughs> like that scene. I mean, well, just because I Tupperware yeah. doesn't mean, of course, I like that scene. There's scenes I didn't like. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm just saying, more times than not, you. If it, I mean, pinnacle of success. That's all this I'm is, saying. Is, I mean, the 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 only thing I can really give on is that you know this probably has the most holes a movie could have while still being a Tupperware. But does that statement even sound asinine? It does. I'm too anal to say anything's the pinnacle of success, though. I mean, I should never Tupperware anything. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I find problems with everything. Like I like nothing's ever the pinnacle of success to me. Like for the most part, like I. Even my favorite movies, I'll, I'll shit on, and yeah, I mean, you can poke holes in anything. There's gonna be there's gonna be room for error in, in a Tupperware, but I think I mean I think there needs to be more. I think the 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 awesome shit needs to far outweigh a lot of the loose ends and plot holes. And and I, I honestly like I just I go by how I felt after le- leaving this movie. I did not feel like I didn't feel the exact same way like I felt when I left Avengers. Yeah, right. and I felt like this movie tried to recreate that. And it just didn't work for me this time. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what I did is went by how I felt when I left the movie. Like mm-hmm. I said, my brain said it, it was a taste it, but my, my ear-to-ear smile said yeah. Tupperware. I guess maybe if, like, right before I went to the theater, like, somebody literally shit in my mouth. Like, that would have <laughs> been, like, you know, I would have been, like, at my worst. And then, like, I like this maybe this movie would have washed that shit taste out of my mouth. And I'd have been like, wow, somebody just shat in my mouth. So a couple hours ago <laughs> this movie's fucking great that's basically that's basically what happened for me <laughs> i guess the pinnacle of success is different for everybody for sure i mean right. you know some people are definitely going to have a more emotional tie to it or, or like you said ear to ear grin at the end of it i i understand that for sure uh he goes uh, i'm still reading his fucking email uh, <laughs> i've seen it twice now and thought about it a lot and it was fun action-packed great character development great story development and i had a blast at both viewings last note of this long and probably boring email i was dying to yell out science <laughs> <laughs> at least four different times yeah i was laughing to myself just thinking about it thanks and keep up the great podcast david Nice. All right. We got another email here from Ashley Deriveter. 
hey, leftovers, and there's about fucking ten dots. Jesus. And Frank. <laughs> wow. Here's a few quick things. Let's talk about Avengers Age of Ultron. Scarlet Witch is so badass. Yes. Her hexes were so dynamic, and I love that twitchy creep finger weird shit. So awesome. The vision looked epic and almost godlike. Mm-hmm. I actually love that they kept Paul Bettany's facial features instead of going strictly robot. Amen. His eyes really played into his humanity. Mm-hmm. Quick ass, you're wrong. We saw, we all saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye, please no more. Go back to being Mr. Fix-It and will the real Clint Barton please stand up? <laughs> I want Fractions Girl Hawkeye and I want it now. Ugh. Yeah, uh, Kate Bishop. Mm. I, I don't know. Kate Bishop. See, the thing is, uh, I want, I want that Hawkeye in the Netflix universe, and we'll never get it now because they cast Renner. Yeah, I think Hawkeye and I think a Hawkeye and Kate Bishop kind of TV show would play so well into that Netflix universe that they've got that Netflix corner of the Marvel yeah. world. It would play so well, and they fucking fuck that up because you're not going to get Renner yeah. unless Renner's career goes down. Unless that his career is just is yeah. just absolute shit, and it just goes down the drain. We're not going to ever see that. We've even talked about that before i think that's really the place for him is tv not not film see that or kill him hawkeye yeah. needed to be an avenger in a movie or recast i don't him. disagree with that but i don't know i mean writing or whatever i'm not i don't hate jeremy renner but it just it's not flushed out enough he's not doing what needs to be done with it um i, I just i don't it's not good for me all right, she goes on to say, Orphan Black, a.k.a. Tatiana, is everyone still so good. Clones pretending to be clones kills me every time. The highest of Tupperwares. Jay, do you watch Orphan Black? No. I got uh, confused. Uh, we're, we're talking about Orphan Black now. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. we went from uh, Age of Ultron, but this is part of her email, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, Orphan Black. Check it out. Shit, I was like, whoa, dude, Tatiana was in Age of Ultron? When did that happen? Oh, God. Can you know, I was thinking about, can you imagine Tatiana Maslany as Scarlet Witch, though? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, last thing, I'm skeptical of DC Entertainment and Batman v Superman, but my God, if that Batsuit is not the most beautiful thing DC has put out yet. Mm. The gray and black. We were talking about this on the right here, Jay. Yeah. I was telling you, man, it is a thing of beauty. The gray and black, short ears and Kevlar looking fabric, but still not too armored. Be still my heart. <sighs> now, that is my Batman. Also, flying characters in movies like soups floating over bats or vision staring out over the city after he's created gives me goosebumps. Something about a flying hero that doesn't look cheesy or on wires just makes me feel like a kid again. No wonder I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel so much. I'll leave you with a cosplay pic of me as Captain Marvel. And she did, and it's awesome, and I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. Nice. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Keep up the good work, guys. All your hard work is definitely appreciated. Sincerely, Ashley Deriveter. Rank Glorious Pegasus Unicorn. So that's a new rank in the army, and I fucking love it. (laughs) Yeah, Glorious Pegasus Pegasus Unicorn. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, wow. That's awesome. Holy shit. You are, yeah, we definitely christen you the very first Glorious Pegasus Unicorn (laughs) in the army. You can lead the rest of the unicorns in the battle. (laughs) A fearsome foe. Uh, final email that I have here, uh, is from, uh, Reese from Liverpool, England, and he says, uh, hi, leftovers. Dot, 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 about eight dots. And Frank. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer. It does, usually. yeah. Well, the last one was ten, so. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> when you, I can't believe you didn't giggle when you just said it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> he usually doesn't giggle at his own innuendo. It's when somebody else says yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah. Usually, then he turns yeah. into Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. 
just watched Avengers last night, and I'm in the UK, so we get it a week early. Yeah, he sent you, yeah. Reese, you sent me this email, like, fucking, like, he sent it, like, two weeks ago. Oh, shit. And it just sat in my email bin mm-hmm. for two weeks until I saw the movie. Then I finally opened it, and yeah. now I'm reading it. It's not fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk spoilers. I want to share my thoughts. So please, please don't read this email until you watch <laughs> it. I've spaced down my thoughts, so don't scroll down until you have seen the film. Right. Okay. Firstly, Hawkeye got so much more screen time, which was awesome. I love that he had a wife and kids. It really added so much more to the character. I couldn't help thinking while I was watching this film, why the hell don't they do a Hawkeye Black Widow film? Uh, however, Jay, you are shaking your head at that. It's not going to happen now. Yeah. It's it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, however, I have to toss the Hulk parts of the film. I felt the Hulkbuster fight was underwhelming, but I'm going to put that down to seeing so much of it in the trailers. Yep. I also don't think Thor was, well, his story didn't make much sense. It's as if it was just there for exposition about the Infinity Gems. I also don't like how the Ultron story ended. I felt it was just a little meh. (laughs) Right, enough negativity. No, seriously, there's been plenty of negativity throughout this entire podcast. Like, he acts like he's being negative. (laughs) Yeah, that was nothing. That fit right in. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I did with this movie? I did that fucking, like, Godzilla thing where he grabs the fucking uh, T-Rex, rips its mouth open, and does, like, the fucking sonic breath right down its fucking (laughs) gullet. That's what I did to this fucking movie. Oh, the King Kong thing. Yeah. Well, no, it, uh, in uh, Godzilla, the oh, movie. Oh, Godzilla does that too? He yeah. He, the dude's mouth. So he kills one of them. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. he, and he breathes the sonic breath. The okay. best part of the whole movie. <laughs> King Kong basically did the same thing in the Peter Jackson movie, right? He grabs a dinosaur and like... Weird. Yeah, he but he didn't... His neck. But like King Kong doesn't have sonic breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he might have halitosis, but I don't think he has sonic breath. I bet he's breath. got pretty bad breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Like, oh God. I bet King Kong's breath smells like an ass or something. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, right, enough negativity. Overall, the film is really good and had the whole cinema laughing out loud on multiple occasions. Bah, we're all sheep. <laughs> the vision was fucking awesome. I love how he looked. I hope he gets more screen time in the future. Weirdly enough, some of my favorite characters were Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Jake got quick ass right. People, uh, owe him money. But Quicksilver <laughs> was funny and also really cool. I preferred him so much more to Evan Peters. Which is saying something, I was really upset he died. Um, wow, I can't believe that. Yeah, me neither. Ultron overall was a great villain at the start of the film. I also loved how much time War Machine got. <laughs> oh, Brian man. Looks pained. Yeah. <laughs> um, as the uh, end credits scene with Thanos toss it, I just it just showed us all what we knew was coming my entire theater was disappointed yeah yeah overall this film would get a taste it from me however i have to admit i was frank san diego comic con uh, frank san diego comic book drunk when i saw the film last night oh my god that's a good idea you can drink in my local cinema wow where the fuck does he live you would never fucking dude you'd tupperware every fucking oh yeah yeah how did this how did this person even see the end of the movie yeah. <laughs> you got a good point. Yeah. Can't trust no, his yeah, judgment. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that. There's no way he was San Diego Comic-Con drunk. Yeah, he would not, not have made chance. it to the end. He I would... passed out three quarters of the way through that fucking show, and I barfed on myself. Where's your fucking puke shirt? Oh, my God. <laughs> he never would have saw Quick-Ass die, so, yeah. 
I plan to see it again tomorrow and see if my opinion changes. Anyway, cannot wait to hear all of your views. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that was Reese from Liverpool, England. And we, I posted on Facebook. Uh, let me see if I have that pulled up on my phone right now. No, oh, I've just got pictures of I've chicks got it on my phone. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I've got it right here. All right, let's see here. Um, I asked, I said, so go ahead and post your thoughts on Joss Whedon's follow-up film, Avengers Age of Ultron, here. Spoilers welcome. Um, let's see here. Kenny Wong posted a picture of uh, Evan Peters and both of our Quicksilvers, Evan Peters and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Cornette, he puts the, the Mjolnir in the elevator. This is the picture of Mjolnir in the elevator. Let's test it out. That was <laughs> That was a joke at the end of the movie. This movie didn't have enough of those, right? Yeah. No, no but that, that was one that worked for me. I thought it was actually kind of funny. Yeah. You know, like the elevator's not worthy and it still goes up. Yeah. You know? Right. So um, Joshua Gutierrez says, Vision is worthy. End, end credit scene, amazing. Um, Danny J posted a picture of a cat that just looks just like, whoa. <laughs> What does that have to do with that? It's like the WTF cat. You know what? I'm gonna, Danny J, I'm going to click like right now on that for you. So that third like there, Danny J, that's me, dude. We do love cats. Yeah. <laughs> I do love cats. Yeah. I, Mrs. Mack walked on my keyboard last episode, and you all heard that. And it was oh, quite nice. humorous. Yes. <laughs> Dan Hunter says, Jake won a few dollars. Yes. I, I like the Hulk even more after this. The Hulkbuster scene was too short. Uh, Ultron was great. The humor was on point. Vision was cool. Can't wait to see Thanos in action. Danny Murphy says, I thought it was great. Honestly, it could have been like 30 minutes longer to develop some of the plot lines and characters better, but I understand Jake probably hated the length already. (laughs) Aaron Claude Miller says, loved it, but I thought Ultron was trivialized and a bit too jokey. It's a high taste it for me. Synthetic Destruction says, uh, haven't been able to see it yet. Too much work. Tomorrow for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a toss it. <laughs> yeah. Life is too important. <laughs> Oscar Murillo says, uh, quick ass was given away in the trailers. I thought it was too obvious. Then Hawkeye has a wife and three kids. Oh shit, they will miss him more than the Avengers. <laughs> then the scene in which I thought he would die, quick ass sacrifices himself. No Avenger died in this movie. He didn't hear the, that speech from Hawkeye. Yeah, as soon as he left the door, he was an Avenger. He didn't hear that speech. <laughs> he was already dead. Uh, David Isaac again. Wow, this motherfucker chimes in and emails. He's like, I can't stay away from this Facebook post either. <laughs> You're going to hear me out. Uh, he says, total Tupperware. Had a few minor issues here and there. but I Then think- it's not total. Come on, brother. That's not the point. Come on. You, there's, you got, there's, there's a lot of faults, and you agreed with a lot of faults. I'm just saying that you guys sound like taste it. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm saying he, he called uh, it a total Tupperware. I didn't say it was a total yeah. Tupperware. Oh, okay. It's okay. a weak Tupperware, brother. I thought, is there a total Tupperware? No, I don't think you can have a total Tupperware. The, I, I the rating doesn't go that too. high. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Unless it's a Tupperware party, right? That's impossible. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can have a weak taste it and a high taste it, but not tup- Tupperware's Tupperware. I, yeah. What, what was I, the last one we had? Sorry, I'm still laughing at, at Jake's Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. I love it. Yeah, what were you saying? What was the last Frank? film we had a Tupperware party on? Mm. 
Was that Guardians? No, Frank wasn't even here for that one. Tupperware party. No, it was recent. I don't know. Pacific Rim was our very first Tupperware party. Right. Yeah. yeah. But even then, with that, I mean, you can kind of poke right. holes in it if you wanted to. All I can tell you is that that, that Batman v Superman, well, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be a Tupperware party. We got Jake. Right. Um, I might Tupperware. <laughs> I can already tell you right now that Batman v Superman will not be a Tupperware party. Um, and once again, we have Jake. I don't care <laughs> hey, what you say, dude. I it's think Goyer that- and Snyder. I don't care what you say. I, I know it's going to look great. Maybe the writing will be on point <laughs> this time. Okay. <laughs> I'm not convinced, man. I don't think there's any way in hell. There's not a snowball's chance in hell that you will fucking Tupperware fucking. I don't know. Between Batman now and then, I could have a stroke or something and not know. <laughs> <laughs> and not know what the fuck I'm even talking about. <laughs> so much hate in your heart. <laughs> I'm like at that point, like like Jake's drooling. I'm like Frank. I don't, Frank, I, I don't even know why we keep him around. He's actually he's, actually, he's worse than you. <laughs> um. <laughs> he says total top aware I had a few minor issues here and there but I think it is a great follow up Ultron not quite the great villain I was hoping for but best MCU t- cinematic villain since Loki bummed quick ass is gone but not bad after the phenomenal job Days of Future Past did with the character uh, and Matthew Kirby sent me a link to something I'm not going to click on it right now <laughs> I don't know could be I don't know. It could be some kind of like porn ad. Could be a hacker. Yeah. Could be a hacker. <laughs> Charles Charles Averett uh, from Star Joe's podcast says, "What an awesome movie! Even better than the first. End credit scene makes me want to see the next movie. Uh, Bring on Thanos." Jay, <laughs> Jay groans. <laughs> Come on, buddy. And I'm right there with you, dude. God, that end credit sequence was terrible. Show us Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. where was Black Panther? Yeah, show, that yeah. would have blown us away. We didn't know. So oh. Show us something we don't know. We're gonna fucking no, guys. See. They teased Wakanda and Bruce Banner even like pronounced it wrong so yeah. i mean yeah yeah right. wakanda uh, yeah i'm surprised you didn't say wakanda <laughs> it was the same fucking in credit scene from the first movie it was insane yes joseph mcknight says tupperware but did they cut out a part where ultron was made of vibranium or was he uh dan west says taste it hit and miss all the way through loved vision loved the development of hawkeye's character the cameos from don and mackie were great i just love seeing mackie now after his incredible incredibly vocal interviews on the subject he makes me chuckle <laughs> did he have a speaking line in this film he didn't talk did yes he, he, did. Did he? he did he did at the spoke. beginning he said something about the missing persons and he's referring to the winter soldier yeah, oh that's right winter yeah. soldier yeah. line yeah. yeah and then that was it uh, I just love seeing Mackie now. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Widow, and Cap were basically the same as the previous films, which is just fine. That's a Frank quote. Oh, uh, <laughs> young Murph. Not much development. But then what can you do with all these characters? Development happens in the solo movies. And I think, honestly, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to read the rest of this. But I think these event films kind of suffer from, like, they really can't progress the stories of the individual characters as much as you'd want them to. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, we wanted, like, I want to see, when I see Cap again, it's kind of like, I want them to like progress the story of the Winter Soldier. Talk about it. And it's yeah. on hold for this Avengers event film. It's like, that's it, a great point. It kind of puts everything on hold. These movies kind of put their solo films on hold. The so. comics kind of do the same bullshit too. True. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got our big event. It's Avengers versus X Men or whatever. Right. The, whatever or they the got a white exactly, is. and then and, and it ends up hurting yeah. that solo comic title for quite a few issues. Yeah. 
they have to like get it back, like get back in right. gear and shit. It's yeah, exactly. It's like sometimes like I've actually left solo books because of them having to tie into events, and right. I don't go back to the solo book because I'm, of that reason. I have to. I have I, to. That's why I left Aquaman. So yeah. Um. Let's see here. Ultron started great, then lapsed into lame one-liners and became <laughs> a joke. No threat when you can't take him seriously. Quick ass and witch. Total dog shit. Neither could hold whatever. Wow. Yeah, I know. That was yeah. tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Neither could hold whatever accent that was they were trying to do, and totally took me out of the film Those when accents when they were on screen. Circus did a great job. What little we saw of him, score was great. Some CGI was amazing. Some was terrible and looked like a video game cutscene. The pacing was terrible, and the finale idea was laughable. I could go on, but I won't. Ups and downs, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Some will adore this film, others will hate it. Yeah. Finn Dietz Creek, uh, I really loved it. Tupperware. If I had to nitpick, I would say that I really didn't like Ultron's face. I wish it was more of an unchanging shape. Uh, amen. I agree with that. I also didn't like how many jokes he made. I don't think it was as special as the first one, but I really like seeing them work together. Also, this is my favorite war machine. Thought he was a lot better than in the other Iron Man movies. I like w- what War Machine scenes are people talking he about. He was telling the story uh, to the Avengers, and they didn't give a flying fuck. About I know it was just story. more jokes and though. Then, and then well, we see him doing action stuff at the end of the movie. He yeah. was just shooting people with I Iron put, Man a little bit, and then he saw Vision, and he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" I thought it was Still funny when he, he was did telling the Iron the same, Man movies. I thought it was funny when he was telling the same exact story to normal people, and then they thought it was like, "Whoa, amazing!" No, but he's it, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I just don't get like like where. Like, you leave the theater and you're just like, holy shit, dude, War Machine, right? <laughs> yeah, Avengers 1, right? the Hulk. Avengers he made me 2, laugh, War too. Machine. Right, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, dude, the fucking mind gem is in Vision's forehead and he's like blasting people. But no, that's not what War I'm going to talk about. War Machine, really, man. Some people really get off on that fan service and they, they're like, oh, yeah, I recognize him. I've seen him in another film. Ha ha. Um, I thought, it, but I mean, haha. I, it <laughs> I honestly think it was just like Whedon's way of saying science university. <laughs> I do, and I thought it was cheap. Yeah, I just can't get over like Speed Racer there. Haha. <laughs> 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 everybody like fan service. Haha. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Continue on with the with we the message. Haha. <laughs> um, let's see here. Diversity. <laughs> 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 I liked Vision's look and how he talked. The one thing I really didn't care for was Hawkeye's family story. I don't think it was needed. I also didn't like the awkward sterile scene between Black Widow and Banner. I don't think it fit. I really loved Scarlet Witch's emotional breakdown scene. It was very powerful, and I could feel her pain. Overall, a strong 9 out of 10. Um Dude, that's not how we rate things, Finn. You know better than this. Give me it. That's a Tupperware, then. It yeah, sounds like. Yeah. yeah, he said, didn't he? Yeah, he said, I really, really loved, loved it, Tupperware. Tupperware. Um, but, uh, Gus Hoontite says, best way to say it, sitting in the theater waiting for my third screening to start. Would have loved a meaner Ultron, less jokes, more pain. Wayne Edge, toss. Superman fucks up shit and everyone goes nuts, but the Avengers wrecked the world over two films and no one cares. Marvel <laughs> fanboys. <laughs> he got me there. <laughs> kind of, I'm kind of nodding my head yeah. in agreement. <laughs> Joe Nito says, Tupperware, but so much going on. 
Have to watch it again to take it all in. That's what you... Carlton Patterson, a low Tupperware. Yeah. Wow, it's a new rating. That, I'd be the lids that. open. The pinnacle of low success. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, pretty good. Like, like a week ago. So does this Tupperware does like the top not seal on the lid, yeah. or, is yes, like, yes. or is like the ass bo- broken in the bottom? No, <laughs> I think the lid thing. It's name brand shit, but right. the, the lid just doesn't you fit right. You know what right. though? I mean, it could be appropriate because you know it might be good the first time you eat it or watch it, and then you know the more time goes by, it's not as good. Uh. Yeah, Frank. Um, <laughs> Good point. Ha ha. <laughs> and then Frank said that. Um, yeah, Carlton Patterson, a low Tupperware. The first scene was campy and moved too fast. I agree 100%. Vision was a robot form of red from the blacklist. Baron von Strucker doesn't even get an on death, on screen death. No. Question mark. I know, I agree. That's just a few of the missteps in my opinion. I did like the Hawkeye storyline and overall it's a pretty good movie. Uh, Eric Wade, barely a Tupperware, but Tupperware nonetheless. <laughs> what is this barely the Tupperware shit? That's it, you don't do that, right? Barely <laughs> the pinnacle of success. We need to have a new drop. We need to have a new drop that says, barely Tupperware party. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Skin of the teeth Tupperware party. You have to be sure about that shit to seal it and freeze yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah, be. I agree. Barely a Tupperware, but Tupperware nonetheless. Too much jammed in at times. Pacing was up and down, but I went in with tasted expectations, and it was better than expected. That makes sense. Yeah. Samantha Whitehead. I really enjoyed finding out more about the Avengers members that haven't had their own film yet. I hate that they couldn't do more with the twins and the mutant plot. Wish both companies would get their panties untwisted and just put an awesome movie out there with X-Men and Avengers. <laughs> yeah, maybe in this movie, Scarlet Witch, already in this universe, she's already said the no more mutants line. Yeah. And that's why there's no mutants in the Marvel scene. Yeah. Okay, Samantha, I, I, I kind of agree with you. They they do need to – it would be great if they – because like, I, I, I always thought like if Marvel got Spider-Man back, it would kind of hurt them to where they wouldn't be able to do as many movies. You know what I mean? Because like now they are doing three a year now. Mm-hmm. Like they were doing two, now they're doing three a year. But I was like, if they get Spider Man back, they're gonna want to do a Spider Man movie every couple of years, and we're never gonna get that like you know Black Panther movie or Captain Marvel movie. But since like Sony still owns the property and they've just worked like like a deal, now we can also on top of this still have fucking Sony like putting the money up for a Spider Man movie and still get our Marvel movies. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them ever doing a deal with Fox as long as this X Men train keeps rolling, and especially if Dead pools a success now and then uh uh gambit i don't see how gambit's going to succeed but i think um i think the deadpool movie is going to be like awesome oh yeah and then i also think i'm worried about apocalypse though so oh yeah yeah, but, uh, uh, Eric Grubb, I really enjoyed it. Needed more Falcon, though. All right, Eric Grubb, don't troll me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. Brandon Waters says, um, I Tupperware it. I think Ultron made too many jokes, but he's, I mean, you, we're hearing that. That's a, that's like a, a major I Tupperware thing. it, but here's my first complaint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're hearing a lot of that. And then we're also hearing a lot, like, one of those complaints is like, Jokey Ultron. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad someone else picked up on the mouth thing. Oh, that drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Ultron made too many jokes, but he still had his fair share of scary flip the switch moments. When? The beginning. <laughs> there was like the one time where he's like, uh, when Cap is like at the back of that trailer 
and you know vision's still in the back of that trailer like and he's still uploading like his yeah. consciousness into it mm-hmm. um before he added like the had, no he hadn't added the mind gem yet the mind gem hadn't been added and he just yells at cap like really mean like leave me alone <laughs> do you remember that yeah or, or he said give me a break to the hulk yeah go give me a break yeah <laughs> If it was Man of Steel, there would have been product placement for a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> this movie oh. had its fair share of product placements. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw them Gillette oh, razors Lord. quite a lot. Oh, <laughs> Gillette was a huge sponsor for this. Yeah. yeah. They, they were, like, really focusing on the razor and the and the shaving cream can. Hell of a razor. I have a hard, yeah. I have more, like, I don't have a problem with, like, all the pro- product placement in Man of Steel because, like, it was different products. But, like, the Bond movies, like, they're all, like, Sony cell phones in, yeah. in the yes, movie. Yes, and, yes, like, yes. like, in Spider-Man. They're all using like Sony Vio computers. Same thing with Powers. It was all like Sony computers and Sony cell phones. But you get that a lot of times, like with brands of cars too, that people drive. You mm-hmm. get them all Chevy or all Dodge. One thing I really like about Abrams and all his stuff is he makes it a point to make up all his own brand names, even if they're just like one letter change from the real thing. Mm. Like Abrams always makes up yeah. fake brands for everything he's ever done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, he uh, he doesn't have to do that in Star Wars. No, he won't have to you worry can, about that. Yep, you can still go to the Tashi station and get power converters <laughs> <laughs> and whine about it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna go to the Tashi station and get power converters. Man, they really focused right. on that Tashi stadium yeah. so much. Hey. What are they trying to say? <laughs> when you're at the Tashi station, maybe you can find your nuts too. You fucking <laughs> pussy. Oh, <shit>. Get some <laughs> tissues. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking lightsaber is an actual metaphor for his cock. Obi Wan. Oh. Been like, oh, you've no. been missing this for the last 17 years, Luke. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's blasphemy. I'm just, it's just that one line. I'm sorry. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh shit, I my fucking phone timed out. Um, yeah, I'm reading people's reactions to this thing. Right. Uh, the vision was awesome, and the twins were cool. I wish they hadn't killed off Quicksilver, though. Overall, this was a good movie, but just a warm up for the main event, which is Thanos and the Infinity Wars. Yeah. 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 Set up, set up. Yeah, I feel I'm worried about Civil War being more of the same. Like yeah. it, they're going to be looking past Civil War and it's just going to be like, oh, more set up until we get to Infinity Wars. I tell you what right now, if that's what they do, I'm going to toss the living fuck out of that thing because it that is an important story and one of the few I've read. Mhm. Yeah, hopefully we don't see Thanos in that movie until the third repetitive end credit sequence. <laughs> I'm still coming. Yeah. It's, it's nighttime and you I'm, see his fucking face in the moon. I'm using the glove to make coffee now. <laughs> so many uses. <laughs> Thanos has got a green thumb and he's using it to like you know yeah. I don't know make work in his garden. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm playing with power. Right. See what this glove does to this soil. Wait till you see what it does to the Avengers. <laughs> Would you totally give yourself the stranger with the glove on? Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't want those gyms to rub me raw, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Well, you could use the reality gem and actually have gem in the holograms jack you off. Oh. Well, I've jacked Speaking off of gems. gem in the holograms. You <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. This is totally outrageous. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. truly outrageous. And I'd be like, yeah, bitch, and my cock is contagious. <laughs> it's tr- <laughs> yeah, it's not totally outrageous. It's truly, truly, truly outrageous. comes <laughs> out. Wow, I just called Jim a bitch. Um, <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> I know. That's blasphemy, and they're coming out with a movie. You take that Yeah, live-action Jim movie. That's something that's happening. Uh, thanks, guys. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess it runs in the family here, Frank, because Richard Hammer. Yeah, he says... Dick! Tup- yeah. 
<laughs> Tupperware all the way. <laughs> Dude, that's serious. That poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He owns it though. He uh, made his. You gamer- have to. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has to. He made his uh, gamer tag swinging meat. <laughs> the dick hammer swinging the dick hammer. No, I got it, Frank. But, <laughs> yeah. like Frank is but actually that, doing like a motion. He's like Frank is actually doing a motion of a dick swing. Um, uh, what was it like back around Valentine's Day? Jimmy Fallon had that like hashtag Why I'm Single shit, and he replied to it. He got like three thousand likes on it. He said something about being intimidating with the name of Dick Hammer. All right, I'm glad. I still got it, Frank. <laughs> I'm glad we stopped for you, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it, apparently it runs in the family because he says Tupperware all the way. Saw it twice, once in regular and once in IMAX 3D. Can't wait to see what's next with the series. Ryan Mears, um, yeah, one of the slobs. Yeah. Yeah, Comic Slobs podcast. Check him out. He says, toss it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, I knew I listened to that podcast for a reason. Um, anyway, he says, there were moments that were all right, but overall usual cape picture with too many characters and not enough time to really flesh things out. Pun intended. Yeah, me and Mears were texting back and forth for like a good hour after. I think we both must have saw it at the same time because like right after we were both insta-texting each other. Mm-hmm. And I promised him that I would listen to his uh, Avengers 2 episode of awesome. Comic Slobs. They're going to review the uh, comic series too. Nice. Very nice. Oh, Age of Ultron? Yeah, they're going to do the double whammy. They're going to review Age of Ultron, the comic series. Uh-huh. Ooh. I got a quick. I, I never thought s- I never thought that the comic book would be better oh, than Oh, that the was going to be my Sophie's choice for you, which is worse, Avengers 2 or the comic book. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking movie is worse. Yeah. That I would l- gladly read that Brian Michael Bendis comic book again. I'm a sucker for Brian Hitch art with no panels. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Michael Cornish says, taste it, way too overcrowded, another forgettable villain, typical happy, fun Marvel movie. Oh, Michael, you hate all fun. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Welch, good, but the Hulk seemed out of place in this movie. Yes. Uh, Laura Seidel says, Tupperware, though I do think one must see it more than once to see that everything does flow and serve a purpose in the movie. Also, there were also clearly setting up several (laughs) other movies as well. The twins were my favorite part, and their interactions with Clint were great, as they should be. I'm kind of sad about Pietro, but I think he will and should stay dead. Uh, did I mention on the podcast that Hawkeye's son, born, born Nathaniel Pietro, the name was Nathaniel Pietro? No. I no. didn't mention that yet. No. Yeah, remember that picture that was sent to Black Widow of the baby? Okay, yeah. And the baby is wearing a shirt, and it said Nathaniel Pietro. So Hawkeye had named the middle name. Nathaniel is after Natasha. The middle name was Pietro, so he named... I mean, the only reason he got to see his son is because of of quick-ass. Nice. Andrew Ross says Tupperware, but... A lot of that going on here. <laughs> Tupperware, Lots of Tupperware butts. butts. Yeah. <laughs> seems to be wow. seems to be the theme. Uh, I agree, it was overcrowded, but I loved getting some backstory, and I thought Ultron was amazing. Tupperware, definitely though. Seeing it again tomorrow. Uh, Seth Bear says Tupperware. My only complaint is Ultron wasn't as evil as I remember from the books. Yeah. Do you think this was done so he won't scare kids? I think you, yeah. Frank, you've said that multiple times yeah. just to sell toys. Disney. Yep, Disney. Control. Yeah. Man, when I was a fucking kid, I loved scary ass Ultron. That's what's mm-hmm. wrong with fucking kids these days. Yeah. No, that's you need just a good scare. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I love that shit. Oh man, the evil or the better. If you, if you know, I mean, yeah, we live in a world where you can't scare kids and you can't be mean to Frank. (laughs) Yep. Fuck that world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Frank. Fuck that world and fuck Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Said it right. (laughs) All right. So I think that's Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, Unless you guys had any final thoughts, Jerry Springer's final thoughts about the movie. I have one final thought. Go for it. I just want everyone that bet me to know that we use that hashtag on purpose. Yeah, and I can can find every single one of you, and I will be coming after my dollar. (laughs) (laughs) It's legally binding. (laughs) Quick ass. Uh, quick ass bet. I just no. I mean, quick ass that Twitter handle. Oh, he definitely owes me a dollar. Does he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna own up to it. And I'll give some of you credit. You've already hit me up and asked. Me I don't how think he's gonna respond. I think he actually thinks he's Quicksilver. I think he thinks he's dead. I <laughs> no, like, I he's saw not he, gonna, he's he not was gonna tweeting respond. at fucking Jeremy Renner, telling him that he was the one that should have died because nobody likes him anyway. Oh wow. <laughs> I tweeted him that morning when I woke up. The yeah. first thing I did that morning was tweet quick ass, and I said, "I hope you enjoy your last day on Earth." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jay, you weren't around when we were. Fucking, you know, uh, Daniel Cudmore, he's the actor that plays Colossus. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we fucking like hounded this guy. We like made fun of him on the podcast, hounded him on yeah. fucking Twitter, and he fucking responded. Oh. We pissed him <laughs> off, and he fucking responded, dude. What the fuck? Shit was crazy. And then, like, Brandon Routh, we fucking were like tweeting at him and shit, and he actually responded to us and shit. It was what? fucking crazy. This is on the Twitter feed? We were talking yeah. about how much oh. we fucking hate Cudmore. Yeah. And then how much we love Brandon Routh. It, for some reason, it just went nuts. It was shit. hilarious. To we'll, check talk, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. Cudmore gets really bitter. You have to yeah. see it. After he yeah. got, got all pissed off, Brian's reply to that was perfect. He said, I thought Colossus was supposed to have thicker skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, before we, we – I think that's all we have to say about Avengers Age of Ultron uh, uh. because we don't want to – of course, we could talk about it next week. But since we just saw it tonight, let's talk about this picture. Jake, you want to pull up that picture of the – uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the Suicide Squad. Uh, David Ayer, I guess on Inst, was it Instagram? He released a, a picture of all the members that we're gonna see from the Suicide Squad movie, except, you know, it's been rumored that Batman's gonna show up possibly. Um, it, you know, we might get some Jesse Eisenberg scenes. Uh, we don't see Amanda Waller in this. Yeah, it's a team shot. It's a team shot without Jared Leto as the Joker too, so we don't get to see that. Um, thoughts on Jared Leto's Joker, Jay? We didn't get your thoughts, you know, last week when we talked about that. What were your thoughts when you saw that first image released? Um, you know, I, I, it really harkened back to me of the Killing Joke style Joker, the iconic him laughing with his hands in his hair, right. just kind of going nuts with the ha ha ha's around. Yeah. All right. He had the tattoos. Now, I thought those tattoos were not going to be in the movie, but I'm looking at this Harley Quinn picture. And she has some of the same tattoos almost on her legs. Hmm. So now I'm totally fucking worried that the tattoos are going to be part of the Jared Leto Joker. Right. Right. But at the same time, I had an argument with one of my coworkers about this. Where would the Joker of today's world come from? He would come from the stupid fucking juggalo type you know, appearance or, you know, however they are, are, you know, you, you immediately look at that Joker and you say Juggalo, right? Mm-hmm. With some of the tattoos and whatnot. Well, where else would he come from? He's not coming from some white, you know, fucking, uh, white collar, uh, area. He's coming from this, 
this poor, you know, uh, which, you know, I'm not saying all juggalos are poor, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there goes our fucking juggalo audience. <laughs> Fuck Jay. He's going to come from that methed out fucking mentality. <laughs> there they go again. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you got it wrong. It's not meth, it's heroin. God right. damn it. Well, whatever. Whatever. And uh, I, I'm not. Jay, we lost three listeners. I've, thanks to I've, you. I've met some perfectly nice juggalos. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> just most of them. Where else would he fucking come from but from yeah. that from that kind of area? <laughs> the downtrodden and the poor yeah. and you Juggalos. Know, juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway <laughs> But anyway I, I I liked I like the the face, all right? Yeah. Take away all the tattoos and I have seen pictures of him yeah. without the tattoos. So, right. I don't think that's going to be there, but now I'm looking at Harley Quinn and she's got some tattoos. So, I am a bit concerned, but I hope she has like a fragile tattoo on her yeah, forehead. Yeah. Fragile you know, thing. damaged and fragile. But if if I just take his face in mm-hmm. that picture, that's the goddamn Joker from the comic books. I like how she's in like high heel tennis shoes. That's some yeah. fucked up Fucking footwear. Yeah. 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 So I, I would say taste it, but at a distance with, with that Joker. I, it all comes down to his performance, though. It for does. Me. I it try all, to keep know. all Juggalos at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get hit by the root beer. Let's go through, let's go through these characters here. Um, Can you I guess, name all these characters? I'm, I'm poor at that. Oh my God. We got Mort the Dead Teenager all the way on the right. Do you, who's that guy? I have Mort no clue. Frank, what did you say about That's him off a the air? character. The guy on the uh, the guy on the right. He looked like he was a fucking reject from the thriller video. Yeah, yeah he's a Walking Dead extra. If that's Solomon Grundy, that's ridiculous. I don't oh, know who else that would be. And then we got Goomba from the uh, Super Mario Brothers. Do you think? Movie. Do you, okay, okay. The guy on the right. Do you think he could be just like the first red shirt that gets blown up as, by a nano bomb? Could be. I don't know. Maybe that guy's Killer Shark. He's right? looking pretty confident. <laughs> no. I mean. This, that me, better not be King Shark. I will fucking fucking team photo of anything I've ever seen. They look like they're an after school fucking club. Uh, Will Smith looks like he's ready to go. Uh, it does like a class photo. Yeah. You're right about that, Frank. Just <laughs> lean in on the dude. Okay, did everyone comb their hair for class photo? All right, Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, half of them have no hair. Will Smith looks like he's either going to do paintball or like <laughs> moto <laughs> like motocross. He looks like he's still catatonic. He, he still looks Earth. lovable. <laughs> Maybe he should be holding like one of those javelins like in American Gladiators. Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah. And then we have down here, is that she from the independent comic books? No, that's Katana. That's okay. Katana. <laughs> yeah. That's Katana. Which I didn't know was on the Suicide Squad. Um, Enchantress does look creepy as fuck. Yeah. I like that look. I think that it looks very cool. I like that look for Enchantress. Who's this schmo? Uh, that is... The cool leather jacket guy. Cool leather jacket guy. Yeah, what is Rain that? Reject? Is that... Is he trying he's to be Hush? He's fucking thing the same way. Is he trying to be Hush? Because that's Hush's jacket. Right next to cool cornrow guy. That's cornrow. the jacket that Hush wears. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? All right, let's talk about Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> cool cornrow guy. <laughs> he just went on vacation to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the Bo Derek look in 10. 
this cool leather coat guy looks like he's getting ready to sell me some like knockoff watches or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Hey, sure. check it out. Hey, now. check what out what I got. It's like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Hickory dickory duck. Uh, Harley oh, Quinn was like sucking my. Are you in the market for a new clock? <laughs> Oh man, Harley Quinn. She looks great, though. Yeah, Harley yes. Quinn looks great. I think she looks awesome. I, if I could crap out everyone else, I would Tupperware this. Guys, think up. about think about it this way. Um, what did we do when we saw the first picture of Quicksilver? We fucking shit all over that picture. Yeah, we saw that harsh commercial too. Holy we, crap! Yeah, we saw we saw a breakfast sandwich. We saw <laughs> eggs falling all over the floor and shit. And, uh, him being quick and eating him. I mean, we fucking, we hated it. We tossed the fuck out of Quicksilver. And what did we get when we finally saw the final film? An amazing fucking scene with him. And an amazing movie, in my opinion. So, um, this picture, yeah, there's some things I don't like. I definitely don't like Killer Croc. Yeah, it's like, you, Killer Croc is the football jack, you know? <laughs> He's got a hoodie on. He's wearing a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> and why did they get such a good actor to play him if they were just going to make him look like that? Yeah. He should be terrifying just by looking at him, and that's definitely not. Yeah. But I, guys, I'm I'm sorry. This is, this, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm switching camps, but I'm actually more excited about the DC universe after seeing this fucking Avengers: Age of Ultron movie. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm ready for something different. Because I feel like I'm getting a lot of the same, like, everybody's funny in Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Batman's always been the movie to save the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's always been the one that changes the game. And so I think that's right. probably what's going to happen here, too, is they're going to do the complete opposite of, of what we've seen from Marvel. And I think that's what needs to be done at this point. It's the, the tra- old. Yeah, the, the trailer and the theme that it's set up for that movie, it's dark and it's, I, I think it's a palate cleanser from like what I'm getting from Marvel right now. Yeah. And, uh, like as far as like that, well, line, besides daredevil, besides daredevil, daredevil absolutely. does it exactly the way it should be. Yes. Yeah. There's a perfect balance and the comedy that they do use is actually really good in that very smart are yeah. you all the way through daredevil Jay? not yet no how, how far are you i'm only on episode two. Oh god wait oh. you get to episode eight i've been yeah. watching it very very slowly yeah. like it's so intense like i've uh, you know my girlfriend's been at the house and i have to shut it off because i've been so into it that i just can't pay attention to anything else so that's how much i've been enjoying it like god damn even the colors every scene like the 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 visuals but just that is the way it should be. Jay's I, been enjoying it so much that he doesn't want to digest 13 episodes well, in 24 No, I can't. I can't. I was going to comment to that and say that I think that you're doing it right. I, I mean, can't even just, do it. I want to. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I want to watch it back to back. If I could, I would. You can savor it more. No. Fuck you and your savoring bullshit. <laughs> you guys trying to prove your point that, that you can't binge watch stuff. Fuck off with that. I, I, I fuck the fuck that. off with I didn't that, say man. you can't. I, can I know, but like, no, these fucking leeches, they'll grab on. They're like a dying cricket. You know how crickets, like, <laughs> when they're dying, they'll, like, grab onto anything and just hold on to it? Yeah. These fuckers sad. are dead crickets in my opinion. <laughs> Anybody that says, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to binge watch anything, they're like a dead cricket, and they just latch on. <laughs> yep, you're right, you're right. You know what, Jiminy, though, fuck off. Especially as intense as Daredevil, I think that to binge watch it and watch several episodes. I want that week to week where I can sit and talk to people. Frank, if I I asked you to talk to me about any other show other than Game of Thrones week to week, you would be at a loss because you're not watching it unless it's Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. So the only water cooler moments you're having are with those two fucking shows. I swear to you, there's no other shows that you are watching week to week, guaranteed. 
Gotham. You are watching Gotham. You're all caught up. I think there's only you've one. You've never had you've never let one episode slip by you and had to like watch two or three. I have one in the hopper right now from this past month. All right, so That's you're it. three. You're three out of like 500 shows Jesus. that are out there. <laughs> good for but, you. But Frank. look, uh, look at my track record. Do I ever? I'm going to start playing Queens. We are the champions right now because <laughs> no, no, no. you totally no, fucking proved like, me wrong. I, I, honestly, I honestly live my life to those standards or whatever. I'm horrible at binge watching shows. Mm. Look at me. I mean, I can't fucking get caught up to fucking watch Orphan Black to save my life. Same with fucking Get caught Power. up? You haven't even you haven't started. Even the pilot. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, like, okay, Rebels, there's another one. I, I love it. Like, Frank's like, so how do I get started in this universe? And I'm just like, oh, uh, well, start you watching. just start watching it, you fucker. I can't even get caught up on, Orph- get caught up on Orphan Black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my TV's not working. <laughs> my remote's out of batteries. I can't yeah. get caught up on Orphan Black. I mean, honestly, I mean, I can't think of a show right off the top of my head where I've ever been able to watch more than two at once. It's like I got to digest it. Mm. Jay, you need to watch Orphan Black. <laughs> oh, I will. But but I think this goes back to the point where you said you don't want to see Daredevil in this Marvel universe, and I totally agree. It yeah. makes no fucking sense. Yeah, and they're talking about Defenders possibly making an appearance in Infinity War, and if it's anything like I saw here, throw away. Yeah, it's a throwaway thing. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And yeah. and that's what I, I you know like why why get on DC about trying to be too realistic and, and gritty? This is not a happy fucking world. Yeah. It's not Disneyland. Certainly is a happy fucking world. But to me, like, my superheroes don't come from that place. It, it does have a place in my heart, like, growing up and not understanding what's going on. Like, yes, I do enjoy that, and I still have enjoyment in that. But it's not as true to life as I think some of the, you know, what DC's trying to do with their universe. Yeah. And I think Daredevil is Marvel's attempt to try and touch that, and I think they did a great fucking job. Yeah. I just wish they would carry that over a little more. I agree. Maybe best case scenario, if they do put Daredevil in the MCU, it could actually add some levity to, I would to the movies so. yeah. and actually ground it a little bit more. That would be great, because yeah. I think that is the catalyst to ground the whole fucking thing, because I think they're going to have to. If this continues the way it is, they're going to have to put a stop to that, especially with DC coming out with this shit. Oh yeah, as soon as as soon as like DC gives people something different that has like like that has some real weight and consequences. Yeah, people are. I think I think people are going to start more. People are going to start being swayed by the DC side and kind of like maybe because like this movie kind of opened my eyes to like it's just more of the same yeah. and there's no consequences and like we're really they're progressing the story but we're not really developing characters we're not developing villains i mean it's just more of the same and i want to see actual things like you know growth out of characters and i didn't get any of that here i yeah. got that in the cat the last cat movie but as far as like these team movies it's like it, it's a hard balance to like to do that with all these characters and I, I just didn't I think they need to grow as a team or something I don't know I care about Daredevil's character more than any of the Marvel characters you don't, you period don't, you don't want to see Daredevil have like five or six one-liners in the new next Avengers no movie? no <laughs> and, and, and you know what the thing is like Daredevil was never one of my like I didn't give a shit about Daredevil I care about him more now that I've seen the show mm. than I ever did reading the comic books that was always just like yeah I appreciate who he is but I never bought a Daredevil comic. I've been on a real Daredevil renaissance in the last like four to five years with just how great the, the Wade stuff has been yeah I, I agree yeah the Mark yeah, Wade yeah. Mark Wade stuff's yeah. really good yeah I, I was I'm high on Daredevil but the seri- I mean, the series is pulling from like you know the Bendis stuff and the Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman yeah. v Superman. The, uh, yeah. The, it's 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 definitely more on the um, Brubaker Bendis side than mm-hmm. than the Wade side yeah. for sure. So mm, I can't wait. Whatever. I think DC is gonna gonna kill it. All right, guys. Uh, who's worried about Ant Man? Anybody still worried I about Ant Man? Completely yeah, worried. I'm always worried about, worried about it. I mean, I again, you know, it's still a Tupperware, but it, it, it still makes me look at that one not as shiny. You Tupperware the new trailer? Is that what you're saying? Or no? I mean, I, I uh, Age of Ultron. I still oh, okay. Tupperware that movie, but like the failings of it leave me like worried more the same kind of yeah. like what you're saying because we still. I was really hoping for a badass villain. Oh, I'm sure that we're going to get an awesome yellow jacket oh, this next yeah, film. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that's awesome yellow that... jacket and, and huge consequences that'll just send ripples throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You'll, <laughs> you'll never come. think of Thomas the Train Engine the same way oh, again. They're, they're going to they're gonna kill Thomas the Train. <laughs> no! Wow. I was uh, at um, Hot Topic last weekend um, looking at just looking at shit. They had some sale going on and they are already selling the Ant-Man, like, T-shirts and merchandise and shit. Really? And I'm like, as much as I'm drinking the fucking Marvel Kool-Aid, I'm not spending $20, $30 on a fucking Ant-Man T-shirt yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what the hell? Who's buying that The shit? only piece of merchandise that I really want to buy from this fucking Age of Ultron is still that fucking Gung Fu Scratch T-shirt that oh, that's awesome. Tony Stark was wearing. <laughs> so cool. I am super hyped for the Ant-Man Legos, though. Oh, my God. With those oversized mm-hmm. Lego pieces. So it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids action. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shit's brilliant. That's exactly Dude. what the trailer reminded me even of. If the movie sucks, <laughs> even if the movie sucks balls, I'm still going to love those Lego sets. I'm excited <laughs> about those. Do you think that there's a chance now that the MCU could crumble under its own weight? No, I mean, uh, they, so? no. There's just too, there's too many Franks and Jakes out there that it doesn't. <laughs> no, it's true. Fuck, you just lump me in with Frank. There's, no, there's too many Franks and Jakes out there that it doesn't matter what Marvel does. It doesn't matter what Marvel does as long as they try and they play it safe and they throw some jokes your way. Basically, Marvel is that daddy looking at the baby jiggling his keys at this point, and you guys are just going to nod and be like, yeah, this is cool, this is fun. I never had a father, so I have Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Jake! (laughs) And Captain Marvel is Jake's mommy. Well, I had a mom. No, you guys are sucking the tit of Marvel Studios. You guys, you guys are. You guys love it. Oh, yeah, I'm licking that too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm not disagreeing. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to insult you. I mean, it's because, and I'm uh, The only insult was the lumping in with Frank. Guys, oh, and before, <laughs> and, and before this movie, I, I still forgave Marvel for everything. Even Iron Man 3, I was just like, that was a miss for them. They're back on track with these other movies. These other movies are great. This is the first movie where it's kind of like, you know, like, it's like the veil of like, I've pulled back the curtain, and now the Wizard of Oz has been exposed for just a man. He's not the great Grand Wizard that I thought he was. Did I just say Grand Wizard? I sound so racist <laughs> <shit>. again. <laughs> I, this is the second time I've done that. But um, he's not this... I, I know. Second time I've done that on All this right, fucking show. Badge. I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, are we going to talk about Ben Affleck's ancestors? Did you hear about that? Oh, I did. I yeah. did. On the, on the PBS Man, show. he is trying to keep that hush-hush, right? Yeah. Did not work. No, no. <laughs> like, the more he tried to keep it, like, hush-hush, like, the bigger it got out. Well, apparently Ben Affleck's, like, uh, his, like, great-great-grandparents or something like that were slave owners. And so, uh, yeah, fucked up. 
Yeah, he should have yeah. just it's not, not worried about fault. that. Yeah. But it, oh, makes it, it makes it seem more shady that he, he wanted to cover it up, cover yep. it all up. Yeah. Like if he'd have just been like, "Hey, like, what did I have to do with that?" I want to be the perfect. Cumberbatch would have worn that shit like a fucking Medal of Honor, and that would have made him even more in the bad. I got notches in my belt. My grandfather had all kinds of colored people. Oh, God. Fucking Cumberbatch. (laughs) God damn it. Good chance we won't be seeing Falcon in the Doctor Strange movie. (laughs) He'll come in smiling, waving his wings. Hey, everybody. He'll leave for (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) He'll disappear faster than Ultron busting into a party. (laughs) Oh, man. Ultron's the life of the party. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Yeah, Avengers Age of Ultron. No Tupperware party. I bet that shocks the fuck out of people. I'm sure it does. Yeah, I like it. That and again, Tupperware party. looking at the comments, I mean, I, I think people probably would have been surprised if we did mm-hmm. have one. It's divisive. Unfortunately, I don't think it's for all the right reasons. I think 80% of our listeners will be surprised it didn't get a Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a good number, yeah. Yeah. I think and, more, and the rest are in denial. Majority, <laughs> majority will be will be shocked. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Man. You know Frank, what? Frank's thinking. Time to end the show. What uh what <laughs> what product what product placement did you see in this movie, Jake? I just wanna know. Um uh, Avengers? Avengers. All the Gillette shit. Gillette? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know what else they should have in these fucking movies? Kool Aid. Because <laughs> you two motherfuckers shit. are drinking the shit out of Jimmy. it. Jimmy. Oh, All we yeah. need is the fucking Hulk coming through a wall going, Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. What a tie-in. <laughs> Uh, the next movie, they can have those electric people as the villains. Remember the evil? They like took away your thirst, and Kool Aid had to give you your thirst back. <laughs> Whoa, that's some real dated shit. You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember. It, well, if Whedon would have stuck around for another movie, that's what he had lined up. So <laughs> I heard people like this. Let's put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> what else do people like? Yeah. People I like, like kittens. I like the noise. I'm Kitten Man. <laughs> I used to have my own thoughts, but not anymore. <laughs> I want the Noid as the villain in Avengers Three. There we go. The so, Noid. Yeah. yeah. Damn you, cold pizza. <laughs> See if they only could have kept 30 Hulk. minutes or less, you motherfucker. Quicksilver needs yeah, to be need on the delivery of that shit. shit. Not anymore. He can't. Oh, yeah. Fuck. He's dead. How the fuck is he so fast that he can run in front of a fucking train and move people out of the way, but he can't fucking tell himself, oh, here's some, some bullets. Maybe I should yeah, die. It's, it's like he hmm. just was like, oh, I'm tired now. Yeah. Fuck you, know, it. you know what Mir said was, how the fuck can the movie have this plot device revolving around repairing like skin and flesh and then. Let not even bring, not even bring that up when Quicksilver dies. Yeah, like shouldn't they have been using? I, I, I didn't. I text that to you too, Jake. Yeah, uh, Jay. I texted Jay that too. I said, I said, are they, how? I said, how are they going to bring back Quicksilver? Are they going to do the uh, Agent Coulson thing, or and is he, he's going to go to Tahiti or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Or is it going to be that uh, that repair machine? We didn't even talk about Helen Cho. Is this going to open up the door for Amadeus? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I like that character a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Helen Cho is in this. How I did? I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did they ever fully explain how Coulson's back to life? Yeah, they did. Is it, it stupid? Oh, my God. Like, I'm trying to remember. Like, there's, like, this brain repair machine that they <laughs> went through, and, like, they showed, like, his exposed fucking brain and shit, and it was, like, doing all this grafting and stuff, and it tortured him, and he's, like, screaming and shit, and, like, after that, he had, like, horrible nightmares, and, like, he was actually dead and shit, like... Huh. 
Um, At least they didn't skirt around the fact that he was dead, I guess. Yeah. It's still a little bit of a cop-out that he's not dead now. Yeah. At least they didn't skirt around I just, it. I, I don't get the whole Quicksilver death scene when he's laying next to Hawkeye, and it's just kind of this nice moment. You know, Hawkeye's just, oh, I'm going to rest He died now. in Avenger, Jay. I don't get it. I don't get it. Here you have this dead guy, and Hawkeye's like, oh, thank God, I get some rest. He's now. probably like, thank God it wasn't me. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> probably, but it was just so unnecessary and so just, ugh, I don't know. Well, we talked about that before, and it was kind of bullshit that they were going to say, okay, you're an Avenger, and now you're dead. See, an Avenger died, yay! Mm-hmm. Lots All of bad right. taste. See that coming? <laughs> oh! People die, and it's nice. I'm going to end the episode <laughs> with me. I'm going to, spo- you're going to think I'm going to say leftovers assemble, but I'm just going to say leftovers <laughs> Cut to the credits. <laughs> no, I'm going to end the show the way Jake has never been able to. And just like all oh, good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. How, out of that sound. I, I'm like, must remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like just like focusing. Like, get it in. <laughs> We're going to tattoo that on your arm. Oh, you can no. just like read it every week. Just you not, can on put- my, not on my forehead. <laughs> Jake's had a problem. He's like, and just like all uh, something bags, says on uh, yeah, something. Leftovers. Uh, yeah. By my fourth or fifth times, I was just like, fuck it. I'm, <laughs> I'm just making this a joke. Right. I, I'm I, just going to Josh Whedon this shit and just fucking <laughs> make, it, make it a fucking joke. I can't bust balls about it because you could write it out for me and I wouldn't be able to fucking spit it yeah, out. If right? you wrote it out for me, I could get it right. <laughs> I, I think. I want I want the, I want, uh, the band that uh, um, fucking DVDA. The band from uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, their band. DVD, yeah. I want them to sing Avengers, fuck yeah. And <laughs> Avengers, fuck yeah. Oh, and no. then just play that during the opening action scene and then the one at the end. It would totally make sense. It totally fits. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, guys. It's like playing with the action figures. Avengers, fuck yeah. <laughs> Going to save the motherfucking day, yeah. Nobody and dies. That music, would, it would fit. So well with that opening action scene and then the action scenes where they're just destroying Ultron bots at the end. All right, I I ended the show and I kept going. (laughs) Jay, no, Jay, we had you back, dude. For episode, we had you back, guys. Felt so good to have you back, and it was so good to hear your thoughts. Good to be back, and it feels so good. (laughs) I was thinking the boys are back in town. (laughs) (laughs) Both are suitable. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks, guys. I I had a blast. Uh, Just great, great time talking to you guys. We'll have to do it again sometime. We will. We will. Maybe we can uh, talk about that piece of shit Ant-Man movie when it comes (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You might be busy that day. Jay Jay was like, uh, the movie was torture enough. I really... (laughs) That's like talking about, you know, something bad or something. Maybe maybe in a galaxy far, far away we may be. Ah. Teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Easter egg. This is like the uh, end credit scene of a Marvel movie. Yeah, it is. Jay's setting up his yeah. next appearance. <laughs> Jay's Put actually the sliding on. the glove on. Yeah. Yeah. It says episode seven on the glove. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. What does that mean? Leftovers? No, was, yeah, assemble, whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap.
Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Clean erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcast that original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.